to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Tony Berluti. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by BTOsports.com. June 9th, 2014. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We are coming to you live from Las Vegas and uh, having a hell of a good time at it. We couldn't do it without you. We also couldn't do it without the people that actually pay us money. Unlike you guys, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, special Works Connection themed show tonight, a Cherubis FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Better Starter, Betting Throttle Response, used by some of the top pros in the sport that uh, really can't advertise it. BlackOpsMoto.com, check them out. Mafia Moto Crew, Nick Way will be on tonight. Optrix, the phone case of heroes everywhere, and Guts Racing, the official seat foam of Pro Circuit. As usual, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. I really don't care. With me in studio, it's been a while, we're welcoming him back, one of the top mechanics in the sport, he's been doing it forever, he's a goddamn American hero, the Tony Berluti. Berluti, what's up? Steve, how are you doing, bud? Good, thanks for coming by. I missed you. You haven't, you haven't done this show. It feels like forever. It, it, it is forever, it's too long. What do you want to do? Can you go up? Up, up my mind, yeah. But you told me down. I did earlier. How's that, better? That's good, Okay. There. Uh... What have you been doing? Working? Yeah, just doing you know, this the, summer, the national thing. The summer job thing? Yeah, the summer job thing, yep. 10-7 for your guy, Weston Pike, at Lakewood. Yeah, 10-7. What would yep. you think? Um, He had a little few issues. The first moto, I didn't think he rode as good as he could have. The mm-hmm. second moto, he was riding really well. Like he did a couple previous races. Uh, yep. But uh, he was uh, all over uh, Grant, and I think Grant roosted him. He got dirt in his eye or something yeah. went through the goggles oh not something. wearing x-brands is he uh no i don't no. think they yeah. are yeah. yeah but anyway so he had some issues there like about four laps to go and i really thought that he was you know going to make a push and possibly even get up to metcalf and would have helped his cause a little bit he uh but through three rounds Berlute, he's been good well th- i he's think so good. i think he's been good mm-hmm. how, how was he on the show i i, ne- I didn't hear it last he's week. good you know he he I think I mean he's not a He's kind of short on words, huh? He, he is and I guess when you know him he's he's pretty funny and he kind of he's a little he's been bit by some bad PR over the years so I think he's wary of making too many jokes, you know. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um so he's pretty reserved but he was funny. I mean, we talked about how he got off Privateer Island. <laughs> you know, he yeah, uh, he's the Privateer guy and he, yeah. he got off. Guys like Entenap is still on. Dakota's still on. They can't get off. Pike fought his way off, swam, yeah. <laughs> fought off the crocodiles, made it off. So um, how's his adjustment to, like, you guys doing everything for him? Is he trying to pitch in and, with some T-handles? And no, no, no. I mean, I imagine he can do it, but he's yeah. he's actually really just kind of mellow. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't really get too involved, you know. Yeah. No, he just – he's kind of um, picky on his setup at first, you Is know. He? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, 
He doesn't say much. There would be stuff like <laughs> with his, you know, the kill switch, or we got these other switches on the handlebars. Right. And if they're not exactly where they are, you know, he'll kind of get on his bike and kind of when I'm not looking, he'll shove them a little bit farther forward or something. You're but, like, dude, just tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, no problem. Yeah, right, right. But uh, the other than that, he's just a little picky like yeah. that, but – Actually, so far it's been really good. I'm I'm excited to go to the race. Yeah, that's good. No, he's been doing good, man. No doubt about it. Hey, we're gonna give away some fly racing gear tonight. Uh, I don't I don't know what kind of gear, what what model of gear, but they've got a lot of lines, and we're gonna give away a set of fly racing gear. So pay attention to the show later on, and uh, we'll tell you how to win it. Uh, Jesse Nelson, Phil Nicoletti, Alex Martin, Nick Way. Andy Harrington, all on the show tonight. And don't forget, you can get this show on Stitcher on the Pulpmex app. Uh, you can buy it on there, or buy the app and get it on there. You can also listen live on TuneIn app, get it on iTunes. And uh, don't forget, if you like this kind of stuff, Thursday, noon, Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. We do an hour-long call-in show with you, the fans, and usually I have a couple of guests on there, and uh, it's been doing really well. So check that out if you don't know about it already. Uh, taking your calls, handling the things behind the scenes, producing the show, uh, basically causing a, a nuisance of himself. The Devin Gibbs. What's up, Gibbs? What's going on, guys? How are you? Uh, you know, killing it. Killing it? Always. <laughs> Always killing it. Having please, a tell good me, time. please tell me the definition of killing it. Like, wh- what'd you do today to kill it? <laughs> tell me what you do today where you're like, I don't know. Killing it! <laughs> I feel like that's my, uh, my slogan that's around it? here. Okay. That right. one guy hated it, so I say it every time. I, <laughs> like killing for, it. Like, for example, I, uh, I typed a bunch today. Uh, I did a whole bunch of work uh, typing. I did a podcast uh-huh. today. Um, I did not kill it. I no. worked. I worked. That's killing it, Steve. You're sh- you're showing your age. That's what they all say now. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Come on, dude. I did I'm, laundry today. I'm killing up my laundry. I'm I, killing uh, it, young Jeezy. I worked is that, out. Is that what I said? <laughs> you said that. Yeezy? I heard it. Jeezy. Jeezy. I'm killing it, Jeezy. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, 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 right. I like it. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call in any time and uh, and ask us a question uh, about anything Lakewood or anything else in particular. Also in studio tonight, a um, uh, friend of Eric Phipps from Worst Connection. He made it happen. Scott McElroy. What's up, man? Not much. How you doing today? Good. Thanks for coming by the studio. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you, Eric, for uh, enabling me to get here. Like I said, once the the cover is peeled back on this show, it ain't that good. So. We probably should have said no to you because then you would think that this thing was really cool. <laughs> no, Instead, it's awesome. I love it so you know, far. Uh, watch the dog hair and, uh, <laughs> and everything else. But <laughs> thanks for sitting in. It's Thank gonna be, you. It's going to be fun. Uh, lots going on tonight. And uh, like I said, uh, uh, Lakewood talk with a bunch of riders and, uh, and you, the fans. We've got, we got the Race Tech emails. We have the NFAB question of the day coming up. We have the BTO Sports Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs segment, and X-Brand Goggle Tariffs all coming up as well. And we couldn't do it without our, our, our proud sponsors on the show. Uh, last week, we had Donnie Emler Jr. on it, uh, giving away a whole bunch of shit. So thanks to FMF Racing for that. And the Cherubies also. The Cherubies official plastic at KTM, Team 2-2, and a lot of other people in the pits. The best fitting stuff out there. Hand guards to tanks to plastic. They got some cool colors at Cherubies USA. Dot com. We thank those guys for coming on. And uh, right to the phones right away. Raining yellow. We did it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> There's two motos in these outdoors. And they Absolutely. Com- and they combine for an overall. So congratulations on the moto win. But I don't know if I would say we did it. <laughs> Perluti, is, is, is that worth yeah, it? Yeah, Raining Yellow, how you doing? I, 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 I hear you. He didn't get the job done completely. But, okay. yeah, he got, right. he got his W in. All right, I'm just saying, like, actually, you know what? I take that back. When Timmy won the first moto at Bud's Creek uh, in um, 03, yeah. I still claim it. Like, we did it. We did it. 
If you ask Josh Grant, yeah, you did. That's totally Rinc- did it. Rincada, I think, yeah, raced that race. Berluti, you don't remember, but you and I were hanging out at Impound that day because we had two of the top riders. That's in the sport. right. That's you right. and I, RC one, and and then it was you and uh, Rincada. No, because we went one DNF, so we didn't make the top three overall. Oh, but you they didn't? still impounded me. Oh yeah, of but, course they would have. But you and I, top top mechanics in the Cheater sport. Cheater bikes, so. probably. I'm sure they were worrying about. You oh, cheating. here we go. Oh, right. Here we go. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Um, uh, Rainy Yellow, congratulations. And James even Instagrammed a photo of you, uh, so your life is complete. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, how come uh, um, I've noticed you haven't gotten him on your, uh, your uh, podcast after the race recently? What was that? What did you say? Uh, you around after the race in the Pulp MX. You haven't got him uh, for an interview recently. Oh, I haven't. I know. Um, I, w- I waited for him this week, and uh, he, wasn't, didn't, he didn't come out. Or he, I saw him for a bit. Then he went into the truck, and he was having a meeting with uh, uh, Suzuki guys, and then I, I came back to get him, and he was gone already, or he, didn't, uh, he wasn't coming up. And so, uh, and then after, I think, Glenn Helen and Hank down, he was out of there right away. So, yeah, any word on uh, what they did differently? They, no, I, I think your phone's breaking up, Rainy. See you later. Uh, Sinjin, what's up? What's going on? Um, first off, you should have Jimmy on to talk about like where you can people can donate money for his van. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I do. I do, Sinjin. I'm sorry that this show is not the Jimmy Albertson show. Like you would like it. I apologize. Well, I, I thought I didn't know you hate privateers. You don't want to help me with it now. Yeah, can you please tell me another radio show that that puts as many privateers on as I do? Uh, uh, the other one, DMXS. But here's my question. Um, okay. Uh, pro circuit. <laughs> I don't really hear of people leaving that team, and now you hear of Hill. Leaving maybe, and then you know, a couple other guys like you know, Baggett. And do you think that's because of uh, the the bikes cutting out? Like, do you think that has to determine uh, like they're kind of sketched out with the bike, or why? Do you, like, you know, you don't really see people leaving pro circuit. Um, I don't know. Uh, you, sure, you do. You see people leaving pro circuit. I think um, it happens. I don't. I I don't think like uh, you know, uh, how many twenty four years of domination is you can just wipe that away because of a few bike issues and a few problems, you know? So okay. I get what you're saying. I mean, Dean had a rough, a rough deal. He crashed because of his bike. And, uh, and then also, um, Baggett pushed his bike off at Hangtown. But I mean, Berluti, you can't, they're having problems. And, and, you know, Mitch admits that, but I don't think it, that's it happens to every team, you know, I mean, Mitch is, Mitch is hardcore. You know, his, his program is, you know, the top, you know, it's at the very top, but, it doesn't mean that these guys, the riders, are getting paid a ton of money over there and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? He's he he gets results with little thing with yeah. little. Don't yeah. you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. So those guys, maybe some of them are leaving. They're trying to you know go to a bigger, better pasture. Don't you think? It's Possibly. Just, it's just weird. I, I don't know. I just feel like always pro surgery was where you'd want to be if you were on a two fifty. And I, I, you're oh, right. For sure. What? The... It's just weird. I think when people leave pro surgery, considering like, but but I guess there's teams now like Geico and. Star Yamaha or whatever that are you know, yeah. pretty have pretty amazing bikes. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I think the other I think the other teams when the bikes went to four strokes, Mitch really had an advantage and really killed it. And I think his bikes were significantly better than everybody. And I would say that in the last uh, two three years, other teams have caught up. Berlut, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. As far as the bike stuff, but then also, like I said, like look at how many guys he has on the team. I mean, it's it's pretty gnarly over there. You know, there's a 
There's, you know, some yeah. teams have two, some have three at the most, but he's got like five if and six people out of one truck. Five guys, you know? Yeah, if everybody was healthy, Geico, that's tough. Five guys, you know? so. Geico, yeah, you're right. They have a lot of guys, too, yep. Yeah. Last thing, I met Kiefer at a track, and he was super cool, dude. Kiefer's cool? Yeah, we, we already know that, bro. He's a good guy. <laughs> All right. All right. All right there, have a good show. Hey, th- keep talking through your phone uh, through a tin can. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Asshole, I'm in the hospital. I can't, it's dangerous. You're in the hospital? <laughs> yeah, I lacerated my spleen. Tell me you did not do it on a dirt bike. <laughs> I did, but I'm done riding for good. Dude, yeah, quit riding. Stop it. Sell your bike. I broke my pelvic bone and lacerated my spleen, but I'm done. Sell your bike because, seriously, dude. No, I really am. Yeah, you uh, you cannot ride anymore. Hey, sorry to hear that. I thought you sounded no, pretty mellow. he's fine. Don't worry about it. I know, he's but fine. that was really weird. He was really mellow today. You weren't chewing my ass. Well, or... he called me an asshole earlier. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, well, I think <laughs> See you, Sinjin. Bye. Rain and Yellow, you're back. I'm back. All right. Hey, in the terms of Josh Grant, we did it. Okay. Thank, thank you for calling back and stating that. Thank you. Hey, I just want to say, though, hey, what's the deal, though? Is this some, a lot of people online are saying it has to do with the frame of the bike. Um, does he use the old frame or the new frame, Berlou? Do you know? Uh, unless they've changed it outdoors, he's using a 12-model frame. Yeah, and you're using a new one. Yes. Or Tickle was anyways. I don't know if Yeah, Weston we still yet. are. Yeah. We run the 13, 14. Uh, yeah, so same. And we're going to – you and I, Berlou, are going to debate this. Okay. Because JT and I almost broke up our friendship no. over an argument. And I well, need, that's I pretty gnarly. I know it is, so we need to get into that. Well, then I might be leaving here in a few bit. No, 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 no. no. I, Depends I, I, on which side <laughs> I'm supposed to go after. You guys took that way too far. Uh, it ended with me calling JT a not a top rider, and he got very upset. Really? Hell yeah. Wow. So thanks, Granny Yellow. Good luck on uh, everything. Hey, Granny Yellow, thanks for coming by and saying hi in Hangtown. Good seeing you. Absolutely. You know, right as I called the show, I was thinking – thinking about you and then when i heard your voice it said finally we got a legit co-host <laughs> in studio right on thanks right uh, on you guys have a good one yep see ya uh 702-586-7857 uh coming up with uh jgr's uh, filthy phil nicoletti and alex martin from the uh cycle trader rock river team uh also uh jesse nelson dude nelson had a 10 second lead in that first moto god First time, you know, that he's he was in that element, yeah, you know. Yeah. So he'll I'm, get better. Oh yeah. yeah he'll I'm, get better. I'm pumped for the kid. That's awesome. Andy Harrington, former factory KTM rider, now yeah. doing stunts. Talk to him a little bit. And Nick Way, who just got back from Australia and also just got his bike back. That's so what I heard. Stolen. Yeah. yeah. So we'll get full scoop on that. Yeah. Should be interesting. I wonder if the thing's it, hammered, if it was burned up or it, what. It, it, the photo looked like it was it has got beat down pretty good. Really? Yeah, there's it was in totally, two weeks or one week or whatever. Not even, I don't think. No? Just a few days. Wow. I think it was missing a rear wheel too. I don't know. I wonder if the guy's in jail. No? Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out. Um lots to talk about with Lakewood. Um Berluti, uh what do you make of of uh, Lakewood as far as the track itself. Hardest packed Lakewood we've seen in a while, huh? Did you find Yeah, that? for sure. Yeah, it's usually been really deep, you know, yeah. especially back in those days when it was at night. Remember how yeah. dark and deep that was back then? But, um, yeah, I guess they were maybe thinking it was going to rain. Cause I think so, yeah. It, uh, we, I prepared for the rain. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you surprised at how good the KTM guys are so far? No. They're, they're a lot better than everybody else. Yes. I mean, I know James won, and he rode fantastic to win that, but. I'm surprised with Rocks in a bit. You know, yeah. I, I know he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be that strong I, outdoors. I agree. But Dungey was my pick all along. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, but yeah. they're a lot better. But wait a minute. I mean, Kennard was leading that second moto for a little bit. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to James, yes. but yes. when Villapoto last year um, – 
they pretty much killed James, right? Villapoto and Dungy did, yeah. Yeah, and yep. Dungy. That's yep. what I was yep. going to say. And James and then Dungy, and Villapoto killed Dungy. Not, you know, yeah, for yeah, the most part. Beat him pretty good, yeah. But but yeah. Stewart didn't have the speed of even Dungy, and Dungy yes. was the second-place guy last year. Correct. So don't that's the think, same. Don't you think James has gotten better? Uh, I think based he on will. Supercross? Based I think on he Supercross? will. He's getting better, and I think yeah. he will for sure. What do you think? It's no secret James has been uh, talking talking about on the podium and everything, and he hasn't been happy with his bike setup. No, and it did look like a handful at Glen Helen. It did look like a handful. What do you think's going on? Uh, they're they're trying to get it set up. You know, I mean, I I heard the same thing in the yeah. shop. You know, they wasn't wasn't happy with the motor, wasn't happy with the suspension. You know. Uh, your guys, though, everybody good. Everybody good over the RCH. No, team? we're 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 not struggling, but we're getting better as yep. we go too. You yep. know, for sure. Um, obviously, you guys are sharing information, or not so much. Uh, I don't know that part. Okay. I can't answer that because yeah, yeah. I'm not one of the higher ups. Yeah, yeah. So, right. I know it all goes to Japan, and Japan might share it right. back and forth with James. Everything is logged. Everything's reported. Yeah. Everything. Everything's kind of kind of gone on through there. Yep. Well, it's it's interesting to see that. You know, I mean. I guess James and Pike are different speeds and they ride differently, but to me, Wesson's bike looks pretty good. You know, so. I actually think it's all right. We, we, I think for sure, once we get you know the, our setup as far as engine motor thing down, yeah. um, he's struggling a little bit with the front end, the forks. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we get that better every week, and he'll be more comfortable and happy and be able to get another spot are in you, there. Are you running the triple there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So didn't didn't you and uh, K Dub have a big debate about that last week or something two weeks ago? About the color and if it was triple air and all that stuff. Yeah, at Hangtown. Yeah. Yeah, he said that. He, he says that you're all you're jacked up. Watson says that yeah. I'm jacked up. That's yep. okay. All right. Well, he says you didn't even know it was yellow last year or something. I, yeah, that coating. I don't know if it was the sun. <laughs> I'm like, it caught my eye, and I'm like, what is going on with that? And yeah, you know, uh, Dale, what's happening? Hey, Steve. <clears throat> I called last week to talk to you about. You know, basically the situation, what, what you're saying about James setup. Did you, and then today I listened to your post-race podcast with AT and Ping, and I get very angry. Do you listen, did you watch the broadcast before you did that podcast? Uh, no. James, okay, so James even said after the second moto, they made some changes between first and second moto, and they went the wrong direction. So there's your 30 seconds. Also, he went off the track. He basically came to a dead stop. I don't know if you read the interview. With yeah, I read it. Yep. Yeah. And when you talk about, like, he, oh, well, he can go back to last year's settings. Settings evolved. And you can't, you know, you're always moving forward. If you go to last year's settings, you're going to probably be slower. It's well, kind of like, for instance, like in NASCAR. They'll run in a track, and Jimmy Johnson will win that race. If they go back to that track next year and he tries to put the same setup in that car, he'll get 30. Well, that's funny because, Dale, uh, at Yamaha, we ran a lot of Jeremy McGrath setup in our motors, and it, Chad Reed won a lot of races with that. Well, that was a long time ago. Things, okay. things are well, moving a lot faster now. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. There's I, more I, technology. I, I didn't know that. Oh, and I want to say hi to Balut. I met, I met Tony in uh, Houston. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember, but I won, I won Brock Pickle's helmet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I remember you. Yeah. How'd yep. you win his helmet? What did you have to do? Well, basically, from listening to the show, I was walking by the RCH rig, and the guy, what's his name? I guess Mahoney is it? Mahoney, yeah, doing yes. Like trivia questions, and they were yelling out, "Hey, Terry Hart made one Supercross main event in his career. If you can name the city and the and the year, oh. and win, win something." I was like, "I'm not even gonna bother." There's a hundred people 
you know, piled around the truck. Somebody will get it. Well, I walked like two trucks away and I still heard them. They weren't getting it. I was like, shit, I know that. Just Minneapolis, bro. 97. So I, just walked, I just walked up and it was uh, Minneapolis 08. 97. 90, 90 or 98. 98. All right. Yeah. Um, no, listen, so, yeah, Dale, Dale look, look he, he won the first moto. So right. on his unrideable bike. Well, hold on. Another, here's another on thing. his unrideable bike you, from Glen Helen. Watch, watch on his unrideable. Okay. On his unrideable bike, Dale, from Glen Helen and Hangtown, he went out and won the first moto and rode terrific on a bike that I was told from JT was not allowing him to win. Oh, really? They've been working on it. Okay, Dale, you're back. I put you on hold. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Sorry. And, and so, like I said to Jason, Jason Thomas, I have confidence that the Showa people at Yoshimura Suzuki and the technicians on that team they did not pick them up at a Dunkin' Donuts on the morning of the race. They're very smart people. They know what they're doing. So, so at Glen Helen, he pulls a whole shot. What do you think he's going to do? I don't think he's going to win. Well, no, I didn't say that, yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying is a start is a big thing. He yes. got the start that, that first moto. At, at, at Denver. At Denver. At Denver. So what I'm saying, you know. No, for sure. Everybody tries a different setup all the time. I think people fiddle with it too much and then not worry about just riding. My whole argument is that you can tell me that James's bike isn't working good, and I will agree with you. I will not agree that it is holding him back from winning. I, I, well, then, it, how did he, then how did he win? Because his bike didn't hold him back. He actually got a start, got a start. and, and felt good and was on it. And so well, far this year... Well, there's another thing that I noticed. If you watch the uh, broadcast, you'll, you'll see Stuart looked like he just got back from like his kitchen. He didn't even—he wasn't the least bit out of breath after no, that moto. No, wasn't. And Roxon was, was sucking wind. Yeah, well, he's in good shape. I mean, I, I don't know where you're going with that because we all. Well, agree I think that. My, my point is that he's really not pushing that hard yet. And if you, I watched a lot. I'm a geek. I watched a lot of timing scoring while I was watching the race. And his lap times, he was running like 206. Those guys are running like 205 until they caught him. And then he dropped down to the 205 once they caught him. Like his lap times yeah, no, the end of the race were actually faster. Oh, for sure. No. Well, look, he had to. He was going to get caught and passed. He had well, about a five-second lead. I think what doing, he's controlling the race. What you're doing to you get out front, you try to control the pace. Okay. I'm, make I, them I, run your pace. I, I agree with you. Absolutely. He rode terrific, and I agree with you. If, but if the argument is, as JT was saying, that his bike is such a pile of crap that he can't win, I'm not buying that. I will not buy that. So that was JT's comment? Yes. He's saying, the guy that loves Suzuki's? <laughs> yeah. Wow, you got me confused now. He loves KTM now. Oh. He's getting KTMs. Oh. But, uh, no, I just – I believe it's not set up perfectly. I believe it's, it's not – it's a work in progress. But you cannot tell me that James Stewart is not a great enough rider to overcome that. He's just off the pace of the KTM guys right now. That's the well, bottom he line. He, he was last year, too. When it's not right, he doesn't want to land on his head and ruin his season. Okay, so well, Ricky Carmichael's bike wasn't right a lot of times. A lot of times. And he won. And Come I, race time. And I put James Stewart as having more talent than Ricky Carmichael. But and, and, and maybe nearly as good of a rider. That's how high of esteem I hold James Stewart in. So, but I think the bikes are a lot closer now. The bikes have evolved, and everybody's bike is good. Okay, Not but the Ricky, they weren't back then. I, I would tell you that any one of Ricky Carmichael's bikes even were better than the pile of crap Yamahas that I worked on. Steel framed, uh, big old boat, heavy thing. Um, I would tell you that Carmichael's four stroke Honda, four stroke Suzuki. Although not perfect, we're better than our Yamahas. 
So well, exactly, and that's why he could ride them and, and work around it. But now I think the bikes are on a very equal level. They're all, and that's why minute changes make a difference. Now it's the one percent or two percent because everybody's bike is really good. So how Your did he? Is, how did he win this the first moto on such a pile of crap? Dale? No, He's because they've worked on the setup the last two weeks. They got it oh, close. Okay. And then after the first moto, they made changes. He said on the podium after the second moto, we I, made some I changes. I saw that. went the wrong direction. I heard that. What do you – so, okay, so, Berluti, take me through this. You have a rider that just won the first moto in a great ride. Right. He comes in. Now, adjusting your bike for the second moto is common. Uh, temperature changes, track changes. I can understand if – what are you doing to a bike that won a moto? Do you think you're going uh, 10 clicks softer? No. Uh, do you think you're going four turns high speed? I don't know what of they course did. Not. I don't know how they could have got it so far exactly. out of whack. You know, exactly. Because you win the race, you're going to keep it pretty close. You're going to make some changes, yeah. but they're small changes. And if you're telling me that those small changes got James Stewart to be 30 seconds back at the end, then I'm not buying that. Well, I mean. Well, he we went off the track. You okay. use you use NASCAR NASCAR's terminology. I think the small changes in NASCAR make a big difference. In our stuff, I don't think so as much. You know, when you well, make one or not, two clicks, right? Motocross is more like I, I would say fifty percent bike, fifty percent rider. No, seventy, like ninety percent car. Go seventy rider. I go eighty. I go eighty three. I'll go seventy. I go eighty three seventeen. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'll do. It's <laughs> quite a bit. I, Thank you. Quite a bit. Uh, no, exactly. And JT brought up the car racing thing where motors and setup is so important. Mm-hmm. And I agree with him, but yeah. that's concrete. You're right. going to the same track every year. You're using the same angles of corners. You're going in and. Yes, I agree with all that. Not motocross. So, anyways, Dale, we got to run. Thank you for your call. Uh, good, g- right. good talk. Thank you. See you, right. Dale. Uh, Beth, what's up? Beth. Yeah, hello? Yeah, hey, Beth. Hey, yeah, I had a question. Um, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on, I hear a lot of talk uh, about Supercross and about how many people come to the venue and New York was such a big deal and this one's such a big deal. Um, and I'm from Pittsburgh, and so High Point is like my big weekend. Like this weekend come up, we're super excited for. Yep. But we used to have Steel City, and yep. that was taken away. Um, and I know there's probably a lot of politics to it, but like, is there one outdoor event that gets way more money than another, or how how is that all decided? Uh, I think it's really just decided sort of regional, regionally. Um, they don't Steel City and High Point were just too close to each other. You know, you want to spread out your series. They went to Texas for a couple of years to try it out um, to see if that worked. Um, they want to you know have a big footprint and an equal footprint across the country. Is it like a dollar amount? Like, there's so many in California. And well, Supercross. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I, I don't know. If, are you talking Supercross or Nationals? Because you started talking about Nationals, Steel City, and, and High Point. Well, well, both. Well, both. Like, yeah. I, I figure both of them are the same. Like, Supercross and Motocross, don't you go where the money goes? So do they, no, is it no. like pure it, dollar amount? No, that? no. It, in the Nationals, I believe it's more of a... Uh, a geography uh, footprint of the United States that they want to do, and they want to try some different things and get closer to city centers and see if that works uh, to get more crowds and get more people. The Supercross guys, uh, it goes a little bit on travel schedule, a lot on how much they rent the dome for. Um, You know, they rent Anaheim Stadium for the month of January, Monster Trucks and Supercross, so they get a good rate. 
so they're there for three races. It keeps their overhead low. Um, you know, oh, different, different, oh. different cities I... move, closed domes. Uh, there's a lot of things that go into it, Beth. It's, uh, you know, a lot of it's travel schedule and, and things like that. Like, they they just thought that having – I know talking to MX Sports, obviously the, the owned by the Coombses who own Racer X, who I work for, they just felt like Mount Morris and Steel City were too, too – you were drawn to the same people, and they want to get a bigger footprint and get more people exposed to motocross. Okay, then just last question, just off sure. the fly. Yes. Percentage that you think Steel City will ever come back? 20%. Nope. 18. Oof. 18. 18. Oof. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I, I think at some point I've heard that the, the Coombs want to rotate some tracks. MX Sports wants to rotate some tracks and get uh, maybe get Texas back uh, one year. Um, you know, kind of rotate them out and in and out of the series. But I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So, all right. Well, just throwing it out there. I like uh, Supercross. Like every time any schedule for motocross and Supercross comes out, I map out how long it's going to take me to get to any of the races. You're gnarly. Supercross is rough for us. You're gnarly. <laughs> the closest Beth, yeah. is Indianapolis. Yeah, and then you had Toronto, which wasn't too far either, but that's gone. So. <laughs> yeah, you're here? All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, Berluti, we got chicks listening to the show. Yeah, that's good. Whoever thought? Oh, I'm sure you have some. Well, I, don't I know. think you might even have some stalkers. You never know. I think we got like 10 chicks. Yeah. 10 is all? We were giving away yeah. free gun uh, underwear, girls' underwear, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we were trying to give away three pairs, and we only had two chicks who called. Really? Yeah, I don't think that's before your time. I don't yeah, know. that's before my time. Anyways, let's get to our I first guest. I think you'd be surprised. Uh, so far, he likes placing 11th uh, in the Nationals. Uh, he writes for JGR Yamaha. Uh, Filthy Phil Nicoletti. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you tonight? We're good. Thanks for calling hey, the Phil. show. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm only, I only came on because Berluti was back. Nice. <laughs> you know what? Good really? job, Phil. Thanks, bud. That's how we're going to start this, <laughs> just like that. Just like that. Um, hey, why... <laughs> Why are you getting Chad Reed mad at you? What is going on with that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, what oh, okay, this is what happened. So the first moto, Chad's first moto must have been, like, my second moto, terribly. Um, and I caught him from the back. He must have been struggling. And we came down to, like, a lap and a half to go. And I, I passed him, and we came into a corner, and he tried to shove it in there, which is fair enough. I didn't care, but we yeah. hit. Yeah. And... I didn't go down, but I got all cross-rutted, and we made the corner together, and then we hit this double into that big double out in the back before yep. that big left-handed sweeper. Well, I was on the inside, and I was kind of fading on out, and he was trying to cut in, and somehow we hit again. <laughs> and Of course, a, per- a real good spot, too, right before that high-speed yeah, double. <laughs> yeah, no, and, it, and I think that's what it was more than anything, that it kind of was like a faster corner. But, yep, uh, yep. Yeah, and then we came down into the ne- uh, that tight left I was after that, and I heard the old uh, TQ machine grabbed <laughs> wide open. So, and I didn't think Chad was on it. It was just going to be ghost road right into <laughs> me. But, you know, it was, it was fair enough. Like, he, he ran into me, and listen, I respect Chad, you know, yeah. of course. But, um, you now, know, it came down to a lap and a half to go, and, you know, I made the pass stick, and then he kind of bumped me out, and then I made the pass again, and then afterward I, you know, I gave him thumbs up, you know, because my, my he did son. hit me, and then we come together again. But um, yeah, he kind of got mad and gave me, like, the, the no sign. Yeah, my sources which, said that you like, were pumped and gave him thumbs up, and Chad was not pumped at all. <laughs> no, he, he wasn't, which uh, I don't know. Like okay. I said, I respect him, but at the same time, you know, he, he probably struggled that motor because he rode a lot better the second motor than he did the first motor because. Yeah, well, he, his, his day started off rough when he hit a boulder, uh, 
just passed the mechanics here. Did you see that, Berlue? I heard about it. Okay, you didn't see it, though? No. I guess it was good. I guess he went. Like a piece of concrete or cement or something? Or, or? a rock or yeah. something and went flying. Wow. Like he was cruising. It was like lap two. Oh, no kidding. Just cruising by the mechanics area and just. Wow. Like it was kind of in the deep yeah, yeah. stuff? Yeah. Well, that's so, not good. Yeah but, yeah, but how did you know? How did you know that was toward me? Because I came back to club and people were saying, you know, that he said something like somewhat okay, something well, on TV, which, you know, I'd never seen it. But right. I guess it was before second moto. And then they told me what he said. And I would assume it was referring to me, which, you know. <laughs> No, Phil, I have a lot of sources. I don't care, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, it was racing. You know, I don't exactly call 12 back of the pack, but still. I uh, I have a lot of sources, Filthy, in the pits, and and that's what I do. Oh, yeah. Um, Hey, you got a good start in the first moto, and then you had to go crash, dummy. Yeah, I know. And then, uh, but hey, but again, nobody's going to talk about your ride. I had you at 26. At one point, uh, and you got it yeah. to twelve, and you got it to twelve. So that's good. Maybe you got yeah. the hard charger. You might have got the RC hard charger. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's something. But I mean, still, it's not. It's not where I want to be. And you know, obviously, it's. I want to be up front, and I've been starting up front. Either I go a little bit backwards, and mm-hmm. or I'm up front and I crash. It's just something, something not right. So hopefully this weekend it. It'll be turned around. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, fortunate enough to where Coy's kept me on for High Point, Muddy Creek, and Budge Creek as well. So I'm, yeah. I'm super excited for three that. Three more, three more races for Filthy Phil. Oh, good, good. I was going to ask that. That's yeah. awesome. Honestly, yeah. It, it, yeah. Like, look, uh, no offense, Phil, but to give you Hangtown, Glen Helen, and Lakewood, like, come on, like that's not <laughs> those aren't your tracks. That's true. Uh, you know? uh, I know, and, and Jay Bowen, you know, when he first gave them to me, he goes, how do you like those? And, you know, I tried to be straightforward and just said, I didn't like them, but meanwhile, <laughs> I hate them. I just don't like them. <laughs> well, wait a <laughs> break. Know, it's, uh, I, I got through them, and, you know, I, I think I salvaged okay for, yeah. you know, how they were. But Hangtown was actually pretty pretty good. I, I, I like that track, you know, especially this year with, you know, super rutted and gnarly. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, going out in Colorado, that just awful. Well, if if you if uh, Brayton doesn't come back, aren't you going to? Won't they keep you on the whole time? Uh, yeah, technically yes, but uh, JB will be back um, this weekend at High Point. So oh, yeah, okay. he came they're down gonna, to club and road today. They're so. going to take three guys. Oh, okay, gotcha. What do you think? Yeah, so. What's wrong with Coy? Like, why is he just so coy? What's wrong with him? Is he angry? He's uh, angry. He's abusive yeah. towards members of the media. Abusive? Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. No, Did he no, slap no, you or something? No, he's still in your head with crap. Yeah? It's only towards Steve oh. that he's aggressive and mean to. <laughs> no, he's cool to everybody else. I don't I think Steve, is that you? I don't think you should. I don't think that's a good representative of the Gibbs name. You know? <laughs> the way he acts towards he, me. No. He called, I, he I call, like it. He called me yeah. over at Hangtown, and I walked over, and he gave me the finger in my face. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't really understand why he does that. Hey, you, you're complaining that. You're saying that he's the only one that's ever given you the finger to your face. <laughs> no. That's no. a lie. That's an excellent point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, that's uh, a lie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's been good. So, no, Coy's an awesome guy. He just. Berluti, yeah. you can't judge Coy off of how he treats Mathis. No, no, no. I, I'm good with him. How about how about Berluti's new guy, Pike, with the, uh, the Fatu Suzuki yeah. ride? 
filthy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like his old guy, and I like his new guy. So, yeah. I, I like them both. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I like you, Phil. You're cool. You're a good guy. You right. keep it real. I don't like Phil at all. Nah, Maybe you should go <laughs> out and get another 11th. I want him there. He's one of the guys that comes and says hi, and we, you know, rouse me a little bit. Does he? Yeah, I like Phil. Uh, I, I, actually, I felt bad this weekend, Phil, because before the parade lap, I went over to his goggles and got them all wet and poured my water on him. You know, on his parade lap goggles. Nice. <laughs> I know what. What are you doing? I just, I, I don't know. I struck out in anger. I was very angry the way Corey's <laughs> yeah. treating me. Holy hey, smoke. And, the, and that's why I fell for slap, a first moto, because I didn't get a proper look at my uh, on my sight lap. Oh, please, please. Nice. And you say parade lap goggles are a joke. They are. You get fucking pampered riders. Um, That's what happens when you're an ex-brand rep. Oh, please. Hey, uh, uh, and NFAB, of course, uh, Thomas at NFAB, big part of the uh, JGR NFAB team. Um, yeah. He's uh, He's been a big supporter of yours, so it's great, good to have him on your mm-hmm. side too. No, he's he's been an awesome guy as well. So he's he's been super busy. I, I try not to bug him because he's moving into a new shop. and Yeah. Place is massive. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram or not. But I do. Yeah, it's unreal the amount of machines and stuff he's got, and you know the way his business is taken off and everything like that. And I've seen he's been down at the X Games and doing all that deal. But there's, you know, for him, there's no like um, type of racing that he isn't in. Yeah, he's in every sort of racing. It's it's unreal. So yeah. it's pretty cool to see that in a sponsor. No, no doubt about it. And of course, n-fab.com, everybody. Uh, we'll have the NFAB question of the day later on. Last week, it revolved around you, Filthy, and keeping you for more than oh. three races. And uh, we said it, we we said that the cheap-ass Koi should keep you for three races, and it looks <laughs> like it worked out. So, nice. Hey, uh, let's get let's get a, uh, another guy on the phone here. He's uh, been, been on hold for a little bit. Uh, he's retiring, uh, everybody. Alex Martin. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Sorry to hear about your retirement. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for announcing that to the world. Appreciate it. Steve. No problem. You, I talked to you after the race. You said, that's it. I'm retiring. You're going on with your life. Uh, I don't know what you plan to do. Maybe uh, maybe Jeremy needs a, a guy that could help him out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Practice mechanic or something. No, I'm actually looking at maybe doing some rally car racing. Oh, there you go. With the, with the Geo? <laughs> yep. Yeah, got to start somewhere. <laughs> start small. Uh, what a loser. He was Phil. He was very <laughs> upset at his race. He was not happy. No, I go to see him after the race. Yeah, and he goes, honestly, Phil, I could complain all day today and all day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, and tough. honestly, after I watched him second moto, I was just like, dude. Were you going to do? You know, Frank Thomas, J.T. Stad, once held out a pit boy that said, too slow, pull off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. That's what Troll needed. Troll? What if Phil held that out for you? Uh, I probably would have stopped and basically just gave him the bird, honestly. <laughs> uh, tough day for you, Martin. Your bike blew up in the first moto, and then uh, your your spare motor maybe wasn't quite as good as the race motor. You're at altitude on a 250F, and... Tough day for a little Alex Martin. That sucks. Yeah, you'll, you'll have those days. You know, it's kind of a bummer because I was looking forward to Colorado. I like the track. Yep. Um, track was awesome in practice. It wasn't really rough, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just kind of the, the blowing motor in the first moto set me up for 40 gate pick way outside. Just, right. You know, it wasn't in my favor, but luckily we got so, more races. So you just ate rocks for, for 30 minutes plus two. Well, really, if you just get through that first lap, those first couple of hills, it's okay. But <laughs> the, that's brutal. Those first hills on the start, no. and that research. You it it hurts the whole chest. time, no matter what where you're at. 
Honestly, it looked yeah. like I was shot point blank with a paintball gun over and over again. <laughs> yeah, why don't you wear a chest protector, Phil? He loves pain. Um, yeah, really. It just makes him angrier, troll. It just makes him angrier, <laughs> which is almost impossible to do. <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't wear a chest protector now because then I look like I'm fat and pudgy like Troll does out on the bike. <laughs> no, it's just really it's just because he does so terrible on the weekend that he wants to be able to show off some type of good thing. So he just shows his chest off like that's cool. Yeah. yeah, check me out, ladies. What's <laughs> up? Yeah, that's right. Such a, that's such a lie. Don't even believe it's it. one thing you can show off. <laughs> I don't understand that. There was a rider a couple years ago that was like, oh, man, I got bad ribs. I got crack ribs or something. And I'm like, why don't you wear a chest protector? And he's just like, no. I'm like, really? You tell me every time something hits your rib, it hurts, and you do not put a chest protector on. I have a hard time feeling sorry for that rider. Phil? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I hear you. I can't, I can't do it. I can't wear a chest protector. Well, if you had a, if you had a, you know, a great gear company like Fly Racing behind you, Fly Racing, the official gear of Alex Martin, Trey Kennard, and many, <laughs> many others sponsor on our show, of course, maybe you would wear one. Hey, so I'm interested. First, Alex, you tell me, uh, what's Phil like during the week? Like, what? How many things does he complain about during the week? Oh, I mean, honestly, it's miserable. It really is. <laughs> it's tough. I don't know how I do it. I deserve a pat on the back for living with the guy. Yeah. Don't even go there right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're ten times worse. Yeah, no, I'll Phil. I'll up after no. him. Kitchen's a mess. I'll tell morning. you what. Troll's, no, Troll's main problem right now is that his life revolves around his mountain bike. And he focuses so hard on Wednesday nights that Saturdays doesn't matter anymore. Really, Alex? You're going to go and be a mountain bike racer? Yeah, maybe 10 years down the road. No, it's because that's the only thing you can actually win at. That's, I just actually do the cardio. Like, I get up in the morning. I'll mm-hmm. do the, the morning cardio. Phil just... You know, sleeps in until nine, nine, ten o'clock. So right, right. That's why he's just jealous, really. Yeah, Phil. Yeah. No, he's jealous <laughs> that I sleep in until ten o'clock. Oh uh, no, really? Like, it's not. No, I don't sleep in until ten o'clock. He's full of crap. <laughs> um, full of crap. So, uh, how is life at Club MX? Like, what? Who rides there with you guys, Phil? Who's there? What What goes on? How many motos do you guys do? What's What's the schedule? Uh, I mean, it's hard right now just because of flying back and forth, you know, Glen Helen, Hangtown, Colorado. So it's hard because, like, you know, you have to take traveling into account, in account for, yeah. as far as, like, a workload because it is a, a pain in the butt, you know, especially on Sunday when you got to travel six hours back to back to the East Coast. So mm-hmm. it's hard, you know, Monday. I don't, I don't really ride. I mean, neither does Alex. We normally try and do do our cardio, and we try and put our hardest day in on Tuesday. But the past couple of weeks, Alex has been missing out on that. Oh, so, okay, Alex. Oh. Yeah. No, no, definitely partake last Tuesday. Definitely did last Tuesday. And Phil pulled off in the motos, actually. <laughs> Phil. I, did. I was over. Honestly, I, I, I quit. I was so tired and worn out last the week. The truth comes out. You can have it. <laughs> Who's quitting here? Uh, Troll, you're quitting after Lakewood. Phil, you quit during the week. Sounds like Club MX. Yeah. It's, quite, a, quite a driven yeah. facility. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, it's we actually a great facility, and we kill it during the week. But Phil is just kind of. A... Is it, do you, Alex, do you feel like Phil maybe brings the whole group down? Oh yeah, that's definitely the case. He definitely brings people down. Yeah, you know? <laughs> brings them down to his level. <laughs> no, no, no. I just try and make Alex's unrealistic goals, you know, 
somewhat realistic because <laughs> like what tell us what like what he, oh he every time he comes back all right no for instance he does he ran 10 miles because he's fair enough he's a he's a good runner yeah the so first thing he does when he gets in the door he goes i'm a born kenyan <laughs> <laughs> i'm a born kenyan like who comes up with this? right 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 i don't know it's just that and you know, obviously now we're at his brother's win, so he comes up with all this other crap that he says. He <laughs> wins coming weekend and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, how's his attitude been since Jeremy's been killing it? Like, is he more... Yeah, well, I think that we need to have Langston stop saying, I wonder how does it feel to be Alex, to know that his little brother is just kicking his ass every weekend. I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, GL. Uh, Actually, I no, think you've, I think you've stepped it up this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 I think you're you're you've done you, other than that one moto at at uh, Lakewood, right? Yeah. Would you would you get the the one moto where you got points? What what do you get? Where's your? Oh, here it is. Uh, no, Lakewood was not good for Alex. Didn't didn't you get some points, Alex? Uh, yeah, I was well, 16th. I mean, yeah, yeah, 16th. Okay. Well, that I mean, still that's points, but the other rounds you were getting like ninth and tenth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alex, you have to, yeah, yeah, Glenn Allen, right? Yeah. The best finish running six at running six at high po- or Hangtown, and then I wound up going down the downhill. Yeah, yeah, you were on it. It looked like a Martin Brother domination was coming. I, I thought that we were finally seeing the new era of the Martin Do- Martin Brother domination. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's going to be the way it's going to be the rest of the summer, hopefully. Hey, Phil, you want to take a oh, phone call? Here we, <laughs> there we go again, right there, <laughs> boom. Unrealistic, Un- Phil. No, but hey, and honestly, guys, I got a new slogan for Phil. I just came up with it a couple weeks ago. What is it? Whenever, whenever he's really getting cocky or whatever, I just, I just tell him, you know, how does it feel to be born without any potential? Oh, <laughs> you guys are rough. At crowd. least Alex, you could point to Jeremy and go, "Look what I have inside of me. Look what I have inside of me, Phil. <laughs> you could look at Jeremy, and I can bring that out. I'm working on bringing that out. I can do that. But with Phil, like all you can do is sort of point to like a a fire hydrant, and go, there you go, Phil. That is what you are, this fire hydrant. <laughs> uh, Phil, you want Sometimes to... it's true, though. There is zero. I'm a fucking idiot. You want to take some phone call? You want to take a phone call, Phil? Yeah, sure. Zach. Hey. What's up? Yeah, uh, I'm from uh, central New York up here. I know uh, and it... I, I, was, I was too young to ever see Phil race, but... Uh, we had a local race up at Frozen Ocean mm-hmm. the other weekend, and uh, we got a group yep. of guys talking about how you used to come up every now and then. But uh, we and uh, Bobby Canari was in the conversation too. But how often did you ever come around uh, Frozen Ocean? Uh, and quite a bit, actually, a lot. Because back in the day, I think between Unadilla and like even Brun Tioga, they used to have like a big money race. Yeah. And yeah, like Kelly Smith and Brock Sellers and all those guys used to come up there. So I remember it from way back then. But, yeah, I used to go up there do area qualifiers and just race, you know, continuity races and the whole nine. Yeah, they used to have the big money weekends. I know, uh, I think you know the Beck brothers, uh, R.J. Beck. He trained with you a little bit. Yeah. Trained. Yeah. Let's let's leave that term. Let's use that term loosely, Zach. Trained. (laughs) Well, it sounds like Club MX is getting a little crazy down there lately. Hey, uh, Alex. Um, yes, sir. I, I rank my favorite New York riders of all time. Uh, number one, Justin Barsha. Number two, Bobby Canari. Number three is Ryan Mills. And my number four is Phil Nicoletti. 
Oh, how, nice. Fourth spot. How does that hey, list sound? Pretty, pretty good? Hey, Steve. Oh, wait, Carpenter. No, Polly Carpenter's four. <laughs> See, that right there, it shows you don't even know what you're talking about. Why? <laughs> how can you forget Polly? He's one of the greatest ones ever. Yeah, Polly's four. Steve, what do you think what about, about Bobby Stratton? Come on. Oh, wait. Stratton yeah, out. yeah, I'm sorry. Bruce Stratton, five. <laughs> uh, oh, Kurt McMillan, six. <laughs> oh, God, Kurt. Carlo Cohen, Scotty seven. Sheik. Scotty Sheik, eight. Phil, nine. Scott Sheik. Yeah. Phil, you're yeah. ninth. Yeah. Yeah. Top ten. Steve. Yep. Poor exactly. Phil. What do, you, what do you think of Bobby's performance so far up in Canada? Hold on. What's that, Zach? What do you think of Bobby's uh, season... Thus far, I gotta Canada. be Zach. Uh, I gotta call it like I sees it, right? I gotta be honest. I thought I thought he'd be a little better, you know. But I, well, I thought so too. Us New Yorkers are obviously pulling for him. He did beat Alessi in one in the first moto this weekend. No, he didn't actually. Alessi just got docked five spots. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? Yeah, <laughs> Alessi won and then cut the track. Shocking, I know. Shocking and shocking that I heard. Was it as bad as it sounded though? Was it intentional? I don't know. Mike told me it was bullcrap today when I talked to him. I talked to another guy that was there and said it was really obvious and right in front of the ref. So it was somewhere well, between those two probably <laughs> is the truth. Um, it's all. It depends on who you talk to, I guess. But, Zach, don't you feel like my New York power rankings are pretty accurate? Uh, they are pretty spot on. You'd, you'd definitely be beloved in the uh, upstate New York region. Barsha, Canary, <laughs> uh, Mills, uh, Stratton. Sheik, the problem with the Cohen. problem with Barsha is though we never saw him because he was just on the almost the border of New York, so he never. Came. Yeah, but still better than Phil. Definitely yeah. still. <laughs> Man, the, well, we, I never. I, even, I, even, Phil, yeah, I even talked to Barsha about it. Like he even said, it's kind of hard for him to consider himself a New Yorker. Yeah, Phil. Well, just, everybody you know. says New York, New Jersey. It's all whatever you want to say. I guess. Yeah. No, uh, hey, listen, listen. I got good friends from New Jersey, but we're not New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Zach, thanks for calling. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and my Minnesota rider rankings would go uh, Alex Martin, then Jeremy Martin, then Donnie Schmidt. Then maybe Ryan Dungey. Maybe. And then Ryan Dungey. <laughs> so, That's that, pretty accurate. Th- thank you, Alex. Thank you. I put a lot of thought into my, into my, into my list. Um, uh, no, not very hard. <laughs> oh, no, Phil said. Oh no! Do you feel like me? I think if you have a good couple races here, you can move ahead, Cohen of, of a Carlo Cohen. No, how do you know Carlo? What do you mean? How do I know Carlo? Yeah, I, man, Carlo Cohen, huh? Berlou, you know Carlo Cohen? Oh yeah, right, yeah. He was fast. Really? Yeah, he was. He was faster. Unadilla, he went really good. Unadilla back on the East Coast, but yeah, you know, went good at Unadilla. He did all right at Southwick. Still around? Yeah, is he really? Huh. Yeah, oh yeah, his boys racing, racing uh, arena crossing. See, there you go. Um, what, first of all, uh, I'll ask you, Phil, first. Why does Zach Osborne keep getting hurt? Uh, uh, I don't know. I feel bad for him. Honestly. Do you think it's because he, <laughs> he, do you think it's because he loves off-road and it's sort of karma? Uh, maybe it could be a little bit of it. Okay, thank you. Oh. All right. I mean, he waits all year now for ISDE, which is kind of yeah. That seems to be his main focus. So that's what I'm thinking. Like while yeah. while he's out on the track, he's thinking about handguards and branches and trees, and this is why his I mind. Know, I don't. I don't. Know. Actually, I haven't talked to Zach since he had his surgery. He doesn't really talk to me very much anymore. He must hate me. <laughs> it's true. He was in Vegas a couple weeks ago, but couldn't come by. Yeah, I know. Couldn't come by and say hi. I guess. 
Yeah, I guess he's rigging up a bicycle so he can come cycling with us and stuff. So. Oh yeah. I know. He sent me. Yeah, he sent me a picture. He got into Cannondale today. So I don't know what is what he's uh, hmm. planning on doing. Hey, he should be back Thursday, I guess. Alex, what other guys are at Club of Max? Like, wh- wh- who else is there? Is 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 uh, Kenton Zaro there? What's going on with Kenton Zaro? What's going on with Jace Owen? What's, what's, <laughs> yeah. go- what's oh, going yeah, on with these guys? He's over in Australia, I think. Oh, I is think. he? Phil just laughs, so it's obviously something up. Yeah. Um, hey, no, he's not here. AJ's no, no. a piece of work. <laughs> AJ is an ex-brand goggle athlete. He had a good Supercross series. Yes, he did. He was complaining about dog hair on his goggles as well. Well, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> think he was. I don't think at all. What? Um, uh, who else is there? A bit. Who else is there? Uh, we got a pretty good group of guys right now. I mean, besides Phil, not really a good guy, but yeah, Phil uh, sort of drags the group down. You know, we got a little, our little buddy Marshall Welton, who's bigger than me, from Michigan. <laughs> okay. Uh, Darian's and I, he's he's going pretty good. Yeah. And we got Henry Miller, Phil. Yeah, those are all our amateur guys that are coming up. They should kill that Loretta's. That's the plan. Those are all A guys. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, but, uh, like, pro guys, you know, we got Kyle Peters is here. Obviously, JB comes and uh, Zach's here. Uh, yep. Jason Owen was here. He's he's home right now. He's getting ready for high point. Um, okay. Know, but can't forget about yeah, Cade. Now it's kind of like, yeah, and Cade Clayson. So, it's been good. Like, following him for four laps. Now on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. He held me off yep. for four laps this past weekend, but... <laughs> Um, Four but, yeah, most of everybody's been gone, you know, out on the West Coast getting ready. And, you know, we're waiting for McElrath to get back as well. He was supposed to come back after Colorado. Oh, yeah, he got jacked up, right? Yeah, he got a – yeah. yeah, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. So he's a good kid as well. So we should have another – you know, now that everyone's coming back after High Point, it'll be a lot better with the weekend off, so everyone will have time to read us. So. Do, you, do you guys need a trainer down there or anything? Because I'm, 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 I'm needing some extra money. I'm needing some extra cash. Do you, you guys? Oh, I'm going to have to pass on that one, Steve. Hmm. Thanks, well, Alex. Riding coach-wise? Riding coach, yeah. I, got four, I have four Manitoba titles, so I can teach maybe, you. Uh, maybe a guy that can do the videotape. Camera? I can teach you, you riding. I can teach you guys fitness, anything like that. Mechanic-wise, I can teach you guys how to split. Maybe some bike I'll take, setup. I'll take Berluti instead. <laughs> <laughs> I can split some I'll cases. Right on, Phil. Uh, uh, no, I would take Baluti too. Actually, the guy's the guy's an American hero. Thanks, Steve. I I won't go that far. You're getting a little crazy over there, Phil. Phil, what? Why is Jeremy winning and and Alex is not? What do you think's going on? Oh boy. Well, Alex says it's because Alex. This is what Alex says. She goes, Jeremy, living proof that someone so dumb can win a national. <laughs> That's what he says. Okay. Which, you know, right. might have you know, I say they're both dumb, but Right, right, of course. That's what Alex is. Right. That's his that's his excuse. But uh I don't know. I think everything just kinda clicked for Germa. You know, like yeah, but why didn't it click hard. for Alex? Um I, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> Alex says it's because he he went through all the rough waters. Oh, yeah. yeah. what not to do. Right. That's what happened. But I think it's all BS as well. So. Yeah. I think Troll just sucks at the moment. Um, hey, Troll. <laughs> Troll just sucks at the moment. Hey, uh, Alex, does your dad have any Can-Ams still or no? No, we uh, used to keep them all in a building, and we went on a vacation in the fall, and uh, the building actually got struck by lightning and it burned down. No oh, way. Bummer. Really? Yeah, so all of his 
all of his trophies and everything. Yeah. Oh, like, that sucks. So he had his old bikes. Yeah, yeah, he used to have everything. Ah, that's. Fuck. Whoever, I didn't know people could things could get struck by lightning and like. I thought we had lightning proof. Oh, in ground. Minnesota, I'm okay, sure you can. Okay, I don't know. All kinds of shit happens. I just don't hear there. much about lightning strikes anymore. Hey, Jeremy, probably yeah. never even. How old were you when your dad was racing? Oh, he wasn't even born. Uh, he was done racing when I was when I was born. Yeah. Okay. Your dad was done like mid '80s, right, Alex? Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like he's fifty-seven, fifty-eight now. Right. So. Hmm. He was a bad dude. Older. When do you start? When do you go up and ru- just start ru- pounding laps at Millville, Troll? Ah, uh, I don't get up there too much anymore. I mean, I would almost say it's not even my home track. Oh, stop but, it! <laughs> but no, I mean, I'll probably go up there like on Tuesday or Wednesday this year. Hmm. I don't I get to ride it other than press day. I used to ride District Twenty Three all the time, Alex. Yeah, that's you used to spend some time up there. I did. I did in because in the spring you couldn't ride in Canada, so. We would go down and do the first three to four or five rounds of the District 23 series every year. That's one of my favorite tracks. So Grant's, You raced it, so how oh, how did you like it? Millville? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's got so much oh, I, I mean, diversity. I love that If place. either one of you two yahoos want to know some of the hot lines around Millville, I'll let you know. Oh, absolutely. Why don't you come over? Because you're always watching. Give us some hot, you know, hot lines in. Well, Give us a setup. <laughs> Phil, I can't. I, I mean, I watch Stewart, and he's like four to six to seven seconds a lap faster than you. I don't think it applies. That's not hard to do. <laughs> I used to. Well, no- I tell you what. I'm convinced Steve Matthews has got the best advice in motocross. Thank you, thank you very much, Alex. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he's I, such I, an ass kicker. I raced. Uh, <laughs> I raced Grantsburg and Kellogg and Millville and Elko and um, Staples and. I'm maybe missing one or two in there. Are those all no, Minnesota tracks? Got most of them, though. It's yeah. pretty yeah. impressive. I was a D D twenty three regular. That's why I don't understand, no, like, like why Dungeon and I can't bond a little bit. But you just I think D twenty two is actually Iowa or Wisconsin or something. D twenty three. I said twenty three, didn't I? Well, the first you said twenty three earlier. Yeah, I said twenty three. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Hey, uh, one last call for you two guys, and then we gotta let you go. Uh, Nash. Gentlemen, what's up, Nash? Dude, I had to call in. This is this is some good action you guys got going here. These two, Phil, your your post race interviews bring a smile to my day, and I'd like you to know that. Superman, <laughs> that, they make me laugh. I'm glad my, I'm glad them. my depression brings a smile to you. <laughs> Who, who's hey Nash? Who's more depressing in post race interviews, Phil or Weimer? I think I think Weimer. I, Feel bad for Weimer because the guy beats himself up. So oh, bad. he does. So He's bad. worse than Phil. It's <laughs> but Phil's so dry. His humor is wonderfully dry. It's True. Awesome. True. Phil, you make you make a school teacher in Central New Jersey a very happy man. Just let you know. Just let you know. Awesome. Uh, I'm fine. Yeah, cool you're a Jersey boy, huh? Uh dude. And hey, Martin, your your dad, as you guys already talked about, because I heard you talking, he was gnarly. He wrote a lot of old Endoras. I wasn't around when he was doing it, but dude, that guy's gnarly. He's a lot of props to your dad. He's a champion. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. For real. Yeah. Berlue. Don't get yeah. more compliments on Berlue. his old man than he does himself. I know. It's, it's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, I'm sure he's proud of both of the, you. Steve, I got the ultimate ISDE team. Are you ready? Nobody cares, Nash. Filthy <laughs> Phil. Nobody Alex cares. Alex Martin. Zach and DeLong. 
Let's keep going. Look, if keep can going. Phil with Phil in the jungle for a week would just complain and complain and complain. You could be team manager. It would be awesome. You could write a story. No, you know? no, Nash, that's dumb. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, okay, it. I don't think I'm set up for ISD. We got we got to run, uh, Nash. We got one more call for Phil though. We love it. Hey, hey, Berlut, my little girl was thankful for the earplugs, man. You made her day. Oh, cool. No problem. It was good seeing you up there. I'm glad I, I had the chance to meet you. Berlut, how oh, many dude, Pulp got... fans do you run into during the day? Oh, dude. a couple a day. Yeah. A couple. Dude, that was, not that very was many. the highlight. That was the highlight of the pitch for me, was meeting Berlut and rapping. That's what you said about Wygant, though. Yeah, but, I mean, Kenny, you, Kenny was there, too. We all kind of bonded oh, yeah. a little. Yeah, it was good. It's good stuff. It's good yeah. stuff. Hey, cheers, fellas. Great show. Have cheers. Fun. Thanks, Nash. Thank you. Uh, I know I said this was the last call, but this is the last call. Danny, what's up? Jimmy. Jimmy. Not Devin said Danny, but it's okay. Yeah, it's Sorry, cool. Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, I just wanted to know, like, it seems like the whole, you know, Phil JGR deal went good as far as, like, you know, he made all his main events and shit, and I didn't know, like, it seems like a success. Like, does he think that, does the team think it's a success? Hard to hard to tell with Coy Gibbs, guy's such a, a jerk off. But yeah, I, I hear that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, what do you think, Phil? Um, I I don't know. I don't think it. <laughs> I've done what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I think I could have if you know two wheels stayed upright. Ah, oh, Phil. But yeah, things have kind of been a little bit rough, but it could be a lot worse. <laughs> you know, but. I don't know. I mean, I, I like all the guys, and hopefully they like me. And, um, no, they don't like you. Like, I talk to them every weekend. They don't like you. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, actually, you know, it's probably true. They really probably don't. Uh, they probably go back to the shopping. <laughs> today, I bet you they're talking crap on me all day. Yeah. There's probably no bad about it. But I don't know. I think it's it's worked out in some ways. In some ways, it hasn't, you know. Like I said, if I could have kept it upright a few times, I think it would have been um, crashed. Well, I, I think three more rounds to get it together. Phil, um, just being being serious though for a second, uh, we talked about this a lot this year. It was tougher than you thought it would be to just jump in, and tougher than I thought it would be too. Like as a as a guy who watches the sport, I, I thought, okay, he can do this. He can jump in and provide solid results. But it was maybe tougher than what you thought it would be, huh? Yeah, um, especially for, like, Supercross, but at the same time, it's, um, you know, it, it was just, like, freak things that happened in Supercross, you know. It's not like, um, I don't think my results really showed sometimes the way I was riding, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Seattle and, you know, San Diego going down and Dallas going down. Like, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain how those events went, you know, like, New York was okay. Um, Daytona was somewhat okay. Yeah. But still, it's yeah, it, it was tough jumping in, um, especially for Seattle and Vegas. Um, you know, I had three weeks outdoor prep under my belt. Right. And, you know, I had to go to Supercross, which was tough, but still, I, it was awesome to go race the races and get gate time and stuff. Um, you know, but outdoors, you know, now that it's kind of in the flow, you kind of get in more of a routine and, um, and figure out, and it's a lot easier. So. Yeah. Hey, Danny, thanks for yeah, calling, man. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, bro. Jimmy, what? Sorry, man. I got Danny on my mind here, but Jimmy, <laughs> thanks for calling. <laughs> thanks, man. 
Thank what you. A prick. Good Yo. luck. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> My producer wrote the wrong name. What do you want me to do? I think whatever. <laughs> he got it wrong. Uh, All right. Hey, uh, uh, Alex and uh, Phil, thank you for joining us on the Pulp Mex show. We uh, we appreciate it. Good luck. Yeah, we got to go, bro. We got a commercial. We got a bunch of guests coming on. Berluti and I have to argue about uh, bike setup and things like that. So. <laughs> Um, All righty, we'll yeah. see you guys this Sand weekend. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, see, we'll you in, see, you. see you at High Point. Thanks, guys. Yeah, All thank you. Boys. See you guys. All right, see you. Filthy Phil Nicolaitian and Alex Martin, everybody. <clears throat> I'm telling you, they should take their comedy show on the road. That's why I got them on the night, because I hung out with them a few times. Well, and, you need to be the third guy. You get, you just egg them on. Well, I do. I like to I do love that. it. I have been known to do that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. All right, we're taking our first commercial break of the night. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Please stick around. Regis Harrington coming up. Jesse Nelson, Nick Way, Jason Thomas, and a great Tony Berluti in studio with us. See you in a little bit. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority, and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mm-hmm. Mic check. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Supporting riders like Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and the Motosport.com Spine Chillers Arena Cross team of Nathan Skaggs, Mike McDade, Willie Browning, and more. Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. 
Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes, including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Saw Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. 
You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulp MX show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
the tears you've cried Oh, that's what dreams are made of For Luke <laughs> Some hailing Wait, are you on? Why aren't you on? Oh, you grabbed the wrong headset. You grabbed the wrong headset, Berlute. Berlute, grabbing the wrong headset. First, first. Rook, that was rookie. There you go. I'm sorry. Yeah, Van Halen, you got to love it, huh? Coming at you! Yeah, dog! Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Hey, you want to win a set of fly gear? I don't know what, what uh, line they're going to give away, but they're giving away a line of fly gear. Uh... Our in-studio guest tonight is Scott McElroy, former roommate of Works Connection owner Eric Phipps. Scott, you used to race 125 Supercross back in the day. Yes, I did. Scott McElroy is his name. If you, The first, not first, random email at contest at pulpamexshow.com with the correct number of main events that Scott has made gets the gear. So... I'm not going to tell you where to go to find out, but there's a, there's a way to find out how many main events Scott McElroy has made, and uh, the, we're going to pick a random winner with the right amount of main events. More than one, less than ten. We'll go with that. Uh, you win a set of fly gear, courtesy of the fly, folks at Fly Race and the official gear of Trick and Ard, Matt Gerke, Andrew Short, Jimmy Albertson, Sinjin, and much more. FlyRacing.com. Pulpamex Show. Contest at PulpamexShow.com. All right, uh, John's got a question about Tim Ferry, so we're going to get to him right away. Uh, I guess John so. does not get put on hold. No. John, what's up? Hey, I got a question about Tim Ferry. I'm here. Talk to me. Is it true that Tim Ferry's property was the property right next to Dade City? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it was the one. I grew up racing at Dade City. That's why I wondered. You can see the lights of Dade City from his property at night. You can hear Dade City racing at night. Uh, yeah, I could always hear bikes over there whenever I was racing there. I thought you were going to ask something like his uh, pant size, shirt size, uh, what he likes uh, you know, to eat. Well, I'm not a super fan like you. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that is Tim Ferry's property. So that is where the hey, Tim, Tim Ferry Dream I'm Academy an... goes on. Nice. I'm a new listener, first-time caller. I love the show. Keep it up. Hey, thanks, John. Check out the archives, on, uh, and, and you can go back and listen more and more. Oh, I've, I've been listening to all of them. Uh, show 13 where it gets good. <laughs> so pretty much right after Paul Lindsay leaves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not, not bagging on Paul, but the addition of Kenny Watson did add some... Uh, yes, yeah, it was uh, much more bearable for me. I'll tell you what, John. One of my biggest regrets in life is I think show 7 or 8, when Watson's a guest... And Paul's still in studio. They start yeah. arguing about Jason Lawrence, and my record my recording equipment went out, and yeah. I, I missed the majority of the argument because I was an idiot and something went wrong with my re- equipment. So there's about 20 minutes there that I'll never record that I did not record. I thought they were going to fist fight, Berlute. That bad? <laughs> huh? Yes, it was <clears throat> epic. Because yeah, you seem you seem pretty stressed when you came back from that. Oh, you can tell? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no one, unless you listen live, you will not hear Paul Lindsay and Kenny absolutely yelling at each other wow. over Jason Lawrence. <laughs> so what number are you on uh, now? 176. Wow, that was a long time ago then, yeah, huh? Yeah. 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 So who knew we'd be going this long? I didn't. Yeah. So. 
People love you, Steve. I don't know about that. Oh, they do. Uh, ask Ricky next time you see him. Ah, come on, one guy. I know. Hey, here's some Halen. Like it. All right, John. Hey, thanks for calling, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks, thanks for listening. Yeah, no problem. All right. Thank you. See ya. John, brand new listener. Uh, Wednesday, July the 2nd. Where am I going to be? Oh, Are you going to go? I would love to go. Are go. You me? I got to think of what what's happening. I probably have to, I'll be in Redbud for press day. You should skip that. I would love to. Hey, um, Atlas Brace, born and fuel from a racer's perspective, designed by a racer, refined over a three-year period of team engineers and biomechanical experts, then tested by some of the best riders in the world. Weimer, Villapoto, they use Atlas Brace, neck brace. Simply put, it has it all. Atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media. Instagram, Twitter, at Atlas Brace. They're giving away braces. They've got some of the best uh, braces out there. If you are a guy who's like, I don't know if I want neck braces because my buddy says that uh, they're re- they're very restrictive and I don't want to uh, do that or blah, 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 try an Atlas Brace. I'm telling you, they make all the world world of difference. Villapoto won four straight Supercross titles, and he uses an Atlas Brace. So there, suck on that for a little while. Thanks to Atlas Brace. Uh, for coming on the show, and they uh, they are also responsible for our next guest. Former factory KTM rider, privateer hero, his bike actually lit on fire at Phoenix Supercross, and now one of the uh, one of the superstars of the stunt coordination business. Andy Harrington. Hey, what's happening, guys? How are you? How are you? I'm good. Doing really good. Okay. Tony Berluti's in studio. Hey, Andy. How are you doing? Hey, Good. How are you, Berlute? Good, thank you. You ever have any run-ins with Berlute at all? Like, not. I don't mean in a bad way. Like, uh, you know, in all your. Did you ever? You never rode Suzuki, so you never needed a part. <laughs> no, I might have ran into him in the tunnel when he was, you know, getting out of the way of the 125 last chance guys or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, stoked to be a part of it. And I'm always a big time fan, big time listener. And we're not going to get into a fight about X Games, so that's good. No, no X Games talk for me. Um, uh, you're officially, you know, just, uh, you're, you're no longer judging any of that stuff, or are you? No, no, I just got real busy with my, with the career I'm at now, and I just haven't had a chance to go there. I mean, um, I love doing it. Well, I, I mean, I did like doing it. It was, <laughs> it was a challenging thing to do, but, um, you know, uh, I didn't miss this. You know, I watched it on TV, kind of watched some of the dramatics unfold with it not going on and stuff. Yeah. So I was kind of glad to not be a part of all that. Did you know that, Perlute? They didn't it even do. It. They didn't even do the freestyle at X Games. I heard that. Yeah. Wind and rain and stuff. Yeah. Can you imagine working your balls off and your whole year is based on you know trying to win some money to get trying to win a medal to get some bonus money from your sponsors and blah blah, and then nothing happens. Like I don't blame the X Games guys, but. That's tough. It's That's not a- the first time it's happened. I, I think it happened over in uh, Dubai or somewhere with the uh, uh, X Games, whatever they call that, what, uh, Red Bull? Oh, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was actually in Istanbul. I was yeah, there, there you go. The wind was big. Yeah, was yeah. They, they, they didn't do the whole Red Bull X Fighters one time. It, oh, wow. Pretty dangerous. Pretty yeah. dangerous when you're upside down jumping on those no, bikes shit. and the wind blowing you. I don't know, days, Andy. You know, Andy, I so. saw you go upside down a lot. You never really got hurt that bad. <laughs> oh, wait, you weren't trying oh, to Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I spent more time upside down, I think, than right side up. <laughs> I, I worked for Andy for one race. Yeah? Yep, Pontiac 2000. We were, 
Yeah, we were a team. We were a dynamic duo until about the second lap of the day qualifier. What oh, happened? Did you break your nade? Thanks, Berluti, you asshole. Have you, dude. No, it was, this one was all on me. I uh, I tried coming back from an arthroscopic uh, shoulder surgery too soon and just barely uh, cased a small double for the triple, and out she went. And uh, I just remember Mathis running to me, and I'm like, it's out, it's out. He went to reach for my shoulder, and I popped back in. And he's like, you good? I'm like, it's in. <laughs> we just looked at each other, and that, that was it. Yeah, 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 that was it. I worked for about four guys that year. Keith Johnson, Kelly Smith, Regis Harrington, and I'm missing somebody else, but I worked for some somebody else that year. Nick Way. And that, that was a, I mean, it was a bad year for me. I mean, I got – hurt and i was bad but i came back for the nationals and i had four mechanics in the first four races yeah. and they were throwing anybody in there that <laughs> they could uh that would that would actually take the responsibility it was, it was great you're you're also part of a story that i tell a few times when when mechanics are telling me about how shitty their team is or their rider is and oh, i tell them look great. i was at a national <laughs> with five riders under a tent and not one guy scored a point all day that's bad. At Southwick, 2000. Hey, I know what that one was. That was my first race back. And I don't know. I mean, one of my biggest regrets ever is making Southwick your first race back <laughs> when you come back from two shoulder surgeries. Yeah, no, uh, it's okay. I'm not saying you were the problem. When we had Kelly Smith, Roderick Thane, you know. Can I tell you a really, really funny story that probably you don't even know, but okay. I tell people all the time. I had a shoulder surgery, so after the day qualifiers in practice, I'm in the semi, and I'm just dying, and Shane King hands me a bunch of Ben Gay, and I rub it on my shoulder, and I'm just like, oh. So we go to the line, and we do the parade lap, and then that, I don't know at that time, I don't know if they still do it, but at that time, it seemed like 30 of the 40 guys would pull over and pee on the parade lap. Yeah, yeah. So I pull over, I take my gloves off, and I relieve myself out behind the trees, and I get to the start line again, all of a sudden, my junk is just burning. And I have no <laughs> oh, <line>. shit. <laughs> I just put the Ben Gay all over my shoulder. Right. And oh, God. And my gloves off. So the first half of the moto, I'm like, why is it burning? Why is my... <laughs> oh, my rod hurts so much. Yeah. Gasoline. Like, so into it, I finally realized, you're okay. It's the Ben Gay. You're fine. Go. <laughs> so... Um, hey, gas will do that. Have yeah. you ever done that? That's an art. I uh, I came up short on a double, cracked my gas tank on an eighty nine KX one twenty five, finished the lap and a half, <laughs> and never realized it. And then had so much gas on my balls, I I couldn't. <laughs> I almost missed the start of the next moto because I couldn't. They had a shower at the track. Yeah, and I had to shower on my nuts on my junk. <laughs> and as soon as I thought, okay, I'm good. Like it felt good with water on it. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. As soon as the water was, I thought, okay, I'm good. It's been like 30 minutes, an hour, or whatever. Yeah. I would pull away from the shower and it would start to burn again. <laughs> Back under the shower, oh, I went. Man. It was unbelievable. Yeah, pain. I think everybody has a oh, man. I'll tell you what. Sometimes. Uh, 89, and yeah, I didn't even crash. I just came up short, and you break the gas tank. Like really? That's a Cowie. Re- really, for you. Cowie? Yeah, really? that's a Cowie. All right. Hey, Harrington, let's get to uh, why we called you. Uh, first of all, um, uh, there's a movie coming out called Hellion, and it's getting some good reviews, and you were the stunt coordinator for it. And um, uh, how, talk about that a little bit. It's getting it's, – motocross is in the movie. It's sort of a, a, a vital uh, vein of this movie. Yeah, it's actually really cool. Um, Kat Candler, who's the director, um, she saw – she, she saw motocross and got intrigued by it and spent a lot of time uh, at the local tracks and stuff, and she really liked the family bond 
part of the whole sport, and she saw what the parents risked, and you know, and, and she saw the same families going to the same races and mm-hmm. living paycheck to paycheck. So um, it really intrigued her. And the movie is a, it's it's a really good. I mean, motorcycle motocross is a part of it, but it's not a movie about motocross. But I mean, it it plays yeah. a, a huge role in the movie. So it's it's a, uh, it's awesome. It's uh, it's uh, I think it's going to be a good movie. Juliet Lewis is in it. Uh, Aaron Paul is in it. I talked to Kat for the. She's going to interview in the new Racer X magazine, so I spoke to her uh, last week, and it's got a South by Southwest, some awards there, and this thing's kind of building some buzz. And and part of the deal is it's a, it's a dad who's having trouble controlling his family, and uh, and so one of the outlets this kid has is motocross, and his his mom passed away, but she took him to the motocross races or something like that, where he kind of rebels against everybody with this motocross, right? With the motocross racing, yeah, so. it's kind, of, yeah, it's kind of this thirteen-year-old um, uh, his outlet. Like he, that's how he, you know, kind of expresses himself is mm-hmm. riding, and he's got some buddies, from the, and they're kind of delinquent kids. The father's a single father now; the mom passed away, and uh, the kids are pretty much raising themselves at home while he's struggling with his own deals. Um, and the kids racing, and in all honesty, he believes that uh, he believes that uh, winning this motocross race is is going to bring his father closer and kind of save the day. So, you know, along with all this dramatic family stuff that's going on in the background is this big motocross race that this kid's focused on winning. So he's, you know, you see him out practicing and then he goes to the race and, you know, I can't give too much of it yeah. away, but um, it was really cool. It was really cool to be a part of. And, uh, you know, they, it was awesome that the crew kind of leaned on me the whole time and, and we got to try to get, you know, as much of it right as we could. You know, it's not going to be your typical, hopefully not going to be your, your big budget, uh, you know, blockbuster that kind of messes everything up with Moto World. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Andy, you've uh, you've done stunts for uh, Charlie's Angels, Motocross, of course, uh, the 1-800 commercial with, uh, what was that chick name? What was it what name, your name again? With McGrath? And, uh, uh, Eva Save-A-Lot. Uh, uh, oh, man, I forget her name now. <laughs> Who's the boss girl? Yeah. Um, Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, yeah, that's it. Um, and, uh, so you were the coordinator on this movie. Does that mean you don't do any stunts and you make more money? No, it doesn't actually. It's kind of weird. Uh, I, I did coordinate it. I did do a little bit of the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, we rode out here in Texas and we filmed it. Um, and, uh, I mean, it was, this movie was weird. It was a, such a small budget. Like Aaron yeah. Paul believed in it so much. And this is after his Breaking Bad and he had just wrapped Need for Speed and did a big, feature and everything you know these these people believed in it so much that they they did it for next to nothing because you know they just wanted to be a part of it he wanted to show his acting skills in a different you know different character than what you would see within breaking bad and you know Mm -hmm. and and obviously the need for speed movie so um we all kind of just uh it was a great crew to work for i mean uh some of the producers family would cook us during our lunches and stuff and you know it was uh it definitely wasn't one of the bigger shows that I'm used to working on, but it, yeah. it felt it felt better to be a part of it. I guess you could say, you know, okay. we, we, we poured right. our souls into it, kind of. Did you have to crash, or did you just have to ride? Uh, I there's crash, yeah, there's okay. some crashing right. involved. So, <laughs> uh, but I, again, I don't want to give it away or nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but, it, but, but um, right. um, now you know, I I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. You know, the the purest of the sport, you know, will will be able to pick some of it apart, well, of you know, course, as they do right. in all the movies. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think it was pretty good. We, 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 we worked hard at it. So 
I'm excited to see it. Um, yeah, yeah, no doubt about hey, it. I got a question for you. When you say that, yeah. the, the purest of sport, why can't you guys make it pure without well, you know I trying mean, to jazz it up? Honesty, like we we are such a. I mean, in working in movies and stuff, I'm starting to see that like that we our sport is such a passion driven sport by people that have done it. You know, a lot of people just don't get it. You right. know, so like. The people that don't get it, it's not exciting to them. So these big budget movies really gotcha. can't make a movie about motocross and capture all of the the millions of dollars that it would generate. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Kind of. Yeah. Um, um. Hey, so that's why, like, you know, you see motocross movies that you know you see Supercross the movie or Winners Take All and stuff, and it's like you know those are movies about moto and yeah, and uh, they but but you know you need the you need drama you need drama you need the, the you know, the love story. You need all of that in a movie to make it successful. So um, I'm still holding out. One day there will be one that's purely about the sport. But this Hellion one, is it's got it all, and it's, uh, the, you know, it's going to be good. I went to the premiere of Supercross, the movie, and, of course, that was two years, and the Supercross promoters gave them unlimited access. And, like, we all thought it was just going to be so bitching. And I went to the premiere, and I'm not kidding you, within half an hour, I'm like, oh, no. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, that movie was weird in the very beginning. It was going to be a like a, a big uh, studio production. They had this great uh, director and everything, and yep. it all kind of kind of went by the wayside there. Right <laughs> when they started filming, I was actually supposed to double. Um, Pingree took my spot because I was supposed to race the Vegas Supercross. Yeah. One of the guys, and I hadn't raced in like three years, and uh, I was training with Castillo up at the ranch, and uh, then one day I just crash knocked myself out and couldn't do it so he um, got to do it speaking of castillo he texted me and asked me if rachel weiss uh approves of your of your tramp stamp <laughs> so that's amazing yeah yeah castillo and i work on a lot of these movies together and on born legacy i did a bunch of the writing and she was on the back of the bike and yeah i'm one of those 90s motocross guys that got permanently scarred but in the wrong area <laughs> so. um hey uh so besides the stunt, besides the stunt bike, uh, dirt bike riding for stunts, you're breaking more and more into the stunts, just regular stuntman uh, uh, area, as well as you're develop, you've developed some bike that can hold a camera or something. Like this thing seems to be like making some some headway, and this is sort of your baby, your invention. Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I do the stunts full time now. Like matter of fact, I'm right in the middle of doing Jurassic Four. Um, we started on Friday, and we'll go through next couple weeks on it. Um, um, just doing regular stunts, and yep. then um, yeah, I took one of the electric motorcycles, and we we fabricated a a camera oper- a system around it, and they can they can attach the camera. I can put the camera low or high on electronic actuators, and, mm-hmm. and it's actually kind of taken taken the, the movie world by storm. It's it's just. It's going unbelievably well, just uh, doing all kinds of stuff. It's worked on 22 Jump Street. We did a bunch of dialogue scenes with it. Oh, wow. Uh, I, was on, I was on Fast 7 doing a bunch of car chase stuff with it. And so, then uh, just on Terminator 5 last week with it, doing more car stuff. It, it's, it's, been, it's been great. You're going to get rich off this, Regis. Oh, man, I hope so. Um, <laughs> Jurassic 4, is that Spielberg or no? Yeah, he's the executive producer on it. Oh, but yeah, but he's not um, directing it, so I'm not holding up too much hope. Yeah, he's not directing it, but it's going to be great. I mean, oh, it's, uh, it's not one of these. Uh, it's not. They're not. They're not sparing any expense. It's. Uh, it's unbelievable the sets and stuff that we're on um, uh, right now. It's. It's. It's 
going to be good. Are you are you in front of a green screen, running from things, pretending to run from things? Is that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All that stuff, and then they they, they you know they. Um, this is a, one of the bigger budgeted movies, so it's yeah. it's just amazing how they put stuff together now with the sets and stuff. You walk into it and you think you're someplace that, <laughs> you know, and we're, we're actually in Louisiana filming it, you know, and it's just hot and muggy, and yeah. you walk around the backside of it and it's just plywood, but yeah, yeah, the front looks amazing. <laughs> you're like you're like oh my god, I, I'm actually in a dinosaur world. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, what about what about getting me in there in the stunt world? Like, what what can I do? What can I be? I want I, I don't want to do this media stuff anymore. It's too much work. Can I get in the stunt world? Oh man, world? yeah. We well, you probably want to get a hold of Castillo because he does a lot of stuff in L.A. It's a little closer to you. I live out in Baton Rouge. Like, yeah, no, I'm coming to uh, Baton Rouge. I want to play like sort of the the, the chunkier uh, uh, henchman. You know. Can I and get you to double Jack Black or something? Y- yeah. Huh? Can we? Can we? Can, I mean, uh, yeah. I want to be like. You know, like, yeah, the, the chunkier henchman that always dies first. Uh, I want to be that guy. going down. I want to be that guy. <laughs> hey, we can make it happen. Send me an 8 by 10 headshot. I'll start handing it out for you. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. That'd be great. I, I could ride a little bit, too, you know. Um, I got yeah. to do anything that gets me out of this media job, going to these races. Oh, man, you are the media now. What would the sport do without you? How would I waste all my days driving to sets and stuff? I listen to all your stuff. The gate would still drop, they tell me, Regis, if I don't go. <laughs> it's amazing, but they tell me that. Hey, talk about... It would just be, hard. It'd be harder to know about it. Hey, talk about me being... Berluti was a mechanic in 1988. He's been going to the Nationals <clears throat> since... 87, Steve. He's been going to the Nationals since 1987. Like... Uh, Berluti's a legend. I remember seeing him. I mean, I was going to Supercrosses. Starting about that time, and I, I he was in the pits all the way up through in my racing days. And, yeah. uh What's wrong? It's with awesome. Me? It, seriously, <laughs> Berluti, what is wrong? With I you? know, no shit. You're talking to Scott McElroy here, and you guys are like throwing down old stories. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Tommy Machine Gun Watts. Yeah. 1997, 1987. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I gotta, be, I gotta get oh, the yeah. stunt. I gotta, be, I gotta get in the movies. I, I, somehow, Regis, you gotta get me in there. Dave's not gonna get me in there. He's way too busy. Yeah, yeah. No, you just gotta. We gotta get you to Louisiana sometime. Can I? Can I be like a dinosaur? Give me that. Can I be a dinosaur in the new Jurassic? <laughs> I don't do the hiring or the firing. Right now, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. I get to stick on. I don't get killed off. Yeah, really. How does that work? Like, so you basically, from what I understand, talking to Rich Taylor, of course, Castillo. You, you guys are all my buddies over the years. The coordinators. They hold your fate, right? Like you just got to bro down with them. They got to like what you do. You got to be responsible, showing up on time, and all that. So, yeah, there's so much more that goes into it than just doing the stunt. I mean, the yeah. stunt is uh, the stunts are pretty gnarly, but uh, just um, just yeah, the, the coordinator on all there will always be a coordinator on all these big shows, and he's in charge of reading the script, breaking it down, seeing where the action is getting with the production and then figuring out how many people he needs and then who he wants to use, who he trusts, who he likes. Yeah. Um, it comes a lot down to personalities. Um, you know, you're, you get into certain cliques and certain groups of people that use the same people. And it's, uh, I mean, it's just like anything else. It's more like who you know than, than what you know, you know, but, um, yeah. you, you do have to be on point and be safety oriented. I mean, a lot of these movies we work, uh, without giving anything away with what I'm doing now, we're working with hundreds of extras. So there's just a few yeah. stunt people, you know, uh, sprinkled in with them. And, and you got to yeah. make sure that in the, in the mayhem that, the, you know, people are being safe and, and you, right. you know, even though they're acting crazy and no one's getting trampled and stuff like that. I mean, 
Uh, like stunts encompasses a lot more than just actually wrecking a car or jumping <laughs> off a building on fire. What about the new Avengers? You doing that? I didn't do nothing in the new Avengers. I got a lot of buddies that did. Yeah. Um, and it, it's still going on now. But right, uh, right. it's biggest uh, biggest movie you've worked on. What do you think? Maybe Iron Man three. Uh, Batman, Dark oh. Knight Rises. Yeah. I was on the I was riding the BMW with a hostage on the back out of the. Wait, we, I thought we I rode thought straight out of uh, the bank out of the stock exchange. Yeah. I thought that was Castillo. I thought that was Castillo with the red helmet. No, that was you. No, it was it was four of us. It oh. was me, Castillo, Riley Harper, and another uh, Rick Miller. Old Rick Miller, the Speedway champion. The Speedway champion? I don't know what you're talking about. That's probably Berluti. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the name. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do? Oh. So when you jump the – the they they barricaded the street off, and what and it was like a ramp there that they kind of tried to hide, right? But you, they didn't really do a good job of it. Well, I, well. In all honesty, the, in on the stock exchange on the on the road right there, there's actually a ramp that goes out, and it looks just like a moto ramp. And that's oh, I didn't what know they that. Hit, oh, basically. okay. Yeah, yeah. They can hit a button on that road, and these posts will pop up, and this ramp will come out to stop from any type of vehicle going. And yeah, uh, Castillo Castillo hit the ramp. I just blew by on the sidewalk, and then I was the first guy that got Batman killed with a bright orange shirt on. <laughs> oh, okay. Underground parking garage. It's it's on satellite right now. I'll have to watch it again with new interest. I knew it was Castile, but I didn't know it was you. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Oh, hey, Regis, we're going to let you go. Uh, Hellion, checking your mo- local listings. I know Cat told me opens in New York and L.A., and then it's going to go out from there. Wait, wait, wait. Local listings is not a movie? It's a movie, yeah. Oh. Local movie no, listings. It is, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is yeah. a movie. Yeah. Here, I'll uh, clear that up for you. It is a movie, but it is coming out on iTunes, Video On Demand, uh, this Friday. Oh, so it is going to okay. go kind of straight to straight to that market, but there is going to be um, theatrical releases sprinkled throughout the country as well. Like I said, this isn't like your big studio, yeah. um, big-budget movie. It's, it's a lower-budget movie, but um, I think it goes to show you that great movies can be made on a lower budget. It doesn't have to be all CG and, and um, you know, um, lots of... You know, millions, millions of dollars. If you see Spielberg, drop my name. Tell him you have somebody for, you know, an ET for, for, for a T Rex, T Rex, <laughs> or you know, mafia henchmen, any like anything like that. So, oh man, you know, I, I would, I would, uh, I would love to uh, be able to hang out with you again. We had some good times. We Not did just the fact the KTM days, but the year after when you and Kelly hit the road, that, yeah. was, that was epic. No, it was good. I'd like to come down and hang out. I went, to, I hung out at the Charlie's Angels set when they were doing it down in Long Beach, and uh, I had a blast. I'd like to come hang out at another one. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty surreal. I still pinch myself that I get to do this stuff all the time because you're right. Like you talk about Steven Spielberg or any of these, you know, um, yeah. uh, any of these big directors or anybody, and you know, like or like. Well, you know, I can't say today, but this all kinds of stuff happens all the time. I'm what? still just... Why can't you say? What do you mean you can't say? What can't you say? Well, because I'm working on that movie and something happened today, and I don't think that I... I I'd signed a nondescript, so I don't think I could say, but... Oh, like you mean something you did today that would be really cool to talk about? Yeah, yeah, oh, something okay. I did today. Like, I didn't expect it even myself, and when it happened, even I was starstruck. Like, oh, oh, my I see. gosh, I can't believe where I'm standing right now. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you told me you told me that Downey was a cool dude on Iron Man 3, huh? Nice guy? Yeah, he was way cool. We um, The scene I did on Iron Man 3 actually got cut from the movie. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you told me you took well, your... well, not the yeah. whole thing, but I spray him with a... Uh, I'm on an ATV, and I'm, I'm doubling a kid on an ATV, and I, I spray snow at him when he's 
hunched over in this alley having yeah. an anxiety attack. And it was pretty funny. We had all this fake snow, and we're in North Carolina, and it, it's super icy and chunky underneath. And then it was fluffy on top, and I was so scared I was going to high side into him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we kept doing it. I kept going easy and easy, and then he even called me out. And he's like, hey, the snow's supposed to hit me. And I was like, all right. It's either going to be snow or it might be in the quad, but we're going for it. Stuntman kills yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Headline it. Story at eleven. Yeah, you get you get put in those spots sometimes, and it's pretty you know nerve wracking. But um, yeah, it worked out. Uh, we got it. We got it good. Before we let you go, JT Regis is on the line. What's happening? Hey, how are you, JT? Good man. Just uh, cheering Down on, uh, waiting, waiting, <laughs> waiting for the heat to. Uh, to win another game tonight, tomorrow night, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're a Heat fan. <laughs> right on. Okay, well, Maybe hey. One time we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to tell everybody about our New Zealand trip. Oh, uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard there was some debauchery going on. I don't know if that's uh, air, uh, radio worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good no, pizza, bad Andy. <laughs> Bad Andy was in full effect. <laughs> I think there are still uh, pictures of you on telephone poles down there. Wanted. <laughs> well, hey, Regis, thank you for coming on. Hellion, check it out, everybody. Good luck on Jurassic. Again, if you need a stunt guy, I think I can do it. Any kind of role, uh, I got to get out of this media gig. Um, so, yeah, if you need a T-Rex, if you need anything like that, uh, tell Spielberg. <laughs> we'll go for a henchman, man. We'll get you to be a henchman that doesn't talk. To just... Yep. Start shooting people. Yep. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks, Regis. All right, man. Video on demand and iTunes this Friday. Look for Hillian. Cool. Right. Perfect. Thanks, Regis. See you. All right. Thanks. Andy Harrington slash Regis on the set of Jurassic 4. That's cool. Yeah. That him and like, uh, well, Castillo. back in the day, Holly and yeah. Castillo. Yeah. Those guys, you know, do. That's awesome. No, I absolutely. Like hey, Pookie, can you get me some coffee? Why do you have a hoodie on? Okay. She's very upset. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't been home for like four days. So, she in Texas? No, she was here in Vegas. Oh, okay. Do you not think it's super weird, Berluti? Let, let me ask you this. Whoa. Don't get me involved no, with No, let it. me this ask you this. Give me your honest opinion. Okay. I, this is so weird. Okay. She had friends in town. Right. Her lifelong childhood friends or whatever. Okay. They're in town. They're in a hotel. She stays there for three nights. They're in Vegas. She doesn't come home. Steve, you're putting me on the spot. Is it weird or not? No. Uh, I wouldn't be happy with it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Devin says See it's what fine. you just did to me? Devin says it's you just fine. fuck me. Steve. I think it's fine. Swiss Core and Moser. She's not going to even open the door when I knock anymore. Swiss Core and Moser see no issues with this whatsoever either. Really? Yeah. Well, I think the way I look at it, when your best friend comes in town, I have a lot of friends in California, and when they come in town, I do the same thing. Get a couple rooms at the Excalibur. No, or as, as long as you have, if you have a great trust in your in your significant other i think it's oh i don't good. think she's like having an orgies or nothing but she might be but look it's super weird that she's 20 minutes away and not coming home yeah, at night but she could be yeah, having an orgy did. you never know <sighs> jt Fuck can i get it. can i get a verdict <laughs> no <laughs> jt said no i can't even get a verdict <laughs> oh. oh anyways predicament you get into but we got that guy's going down we got calls for you Berluti. yeah uh josh what's up you got a question for tony Berluti? Yeah, um, I'm just curious. What's a beard Okay, Josh, your phone is. You, I don't know what's going on with your phone. Yeah, can you hear me? No. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, that's better. Oh, so much better. Oh, yeah. oh, you can hear me now? No, we can't. We can barely hear you. Go ahead. Try it again. 
You're intermittent. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I just uh, had a question. Tony, what's the beard mogwai? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> bearded mogwai. Yeah, don't water them. Yeah. At, don't water them at night. They multiply. Oh, welcome. You're cutting up. I wish I wish I could hear you better. Can you hear me? I'm the best. All right, thanks, Josh. Could not hear you. Is that buddy yours? Oh, not yeah. sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Sheila. I wonder where he got the bearded mogwai, though. I don't know, Sheila. Yes. Hey, do you think it's weird my wife is 20 minutes away and not coming home at night for three nights in a row? No. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you. What's your question for Berluti? Hi, Berluti. How are you? Sheila and Todd's wife from Michigan. Oh, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Just enjoying good. myself. Haven't been on the show for a long time. Nice. We're listening in here. Nice. How's Todd doing? He's doing great. Doing great. We are uh, looking forward to seeing you at Redbud. Oh, cool. Yeah, for sure. That's coming up a uh, couple weeks, huh? Yeah. Well, Sheila, I hope you're coming home every night to your husband. hope that's going okay. I am. Okay, all right, because some, some wives don't do that. So, <laughs> Sheila, I'm in hot water over here. Uh, don't, don't Don't make things worse, please. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no. Uh, any any questions, Sheila? Or is it you call and say hi to Berlute? Nope, that's it. Okay, thanks. Bye, Sheila. All right. Thanks, See bye. You. Make sure you go home at night. All right, JT, welcome back to the show. Appreciate it. You, no. sound, you sound a little upset, Steve. Took you got you rattled? Well, no, not really. But just uh, wanted to get a, you know, obviously Swiss Corps and Moser are siding with her. And was uh, was uh, uh, Howard Stern in town? I don't know. I don't know what that's was going possible. on. Yeah, no, it was. New Kids on the Block? <laughs> no, that's not till July. Really? She, New Kids on the Block? Oh, she's a blockhead. Haven't you heard? No, are you kidding me? I wish I was, brother. Oh, my I God. I wish I was. Many would say Steve is also a blockhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, does that mean uh, if she goes to see Sammy with you that you go with her to see that show? No, no. Oh. When Sammy comes in town, Steve stays down on the strip for a few days, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, let's let's get going um, on this. Um, we barely talked about Lakewood, and we're not going to do it now either. Or well, maybe we will. This is the BTOSports.com Gabbit Give segment. BTOSports.com. Use the code PulpMX to save yourself money. BTOSports.com. Anything you need, your bike or body, they've got it. Buy your W wheels from BTOSports.com. W wheels, the choice of uh, most of the top riders in the pits: Jason Anderson, Kenny Rocks, and Ryan Dungey, the JGR guys. Uh, WUSA.com. Uh, time for Gabby Gibbs segment. BTOSports.com. Oh, note from Regis here. If you can fit it in, tell everyone to check out my camera bike on, on uh, covertcamerabikes.com. Covertcamerabikes.com. Cool. This section's about me. Okay, let's do it. All right. Um,. JT212, uh, after uh, Josh Grant's ride, uh, while being sick, how do you think he does this summer? Uh, does you, uh, does it, uh, his contract year motivate him to do this much better as he has from this years to past? Me? Who are you asking that to? Because the guy's the Twitter name was JT, so I got thrown off. Oh, okay. Bad. I thought oh, yeah, he was yeah. talking to JT. Yeah, no, no. His name was JT, so this is for everybody. 
Uh, I think he's going to just do the same. He's, I mean, obviously he had a good Lakewood. He had a great Glenn Helen. I think we'll see flashes of brilliance, and then we'll see probably some injuries and some DNFs. I don't see. So, so my question to you, Steve, is: Is he going to win another moto this year? Oh, yes or no? Uh, I'm going to say no, but yeah. I wouldn't. Hey, Redbud, I don't know. I say no. Okay. What do you say, JT? I say no, but I'm. I I struggle with it because I think it's possible. But if you, if I just have to pick yes or no, like do I? Is it going to happen? I'm going to say no, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. All right, next question. All right, uh, Stephen Kane. Uh, this is for Baluti. What's the biggest difference and similarity between wrenching for Pike and Tickle? The biggest difference would probably be uh, sus- suspension. Similarity, though. Oh, it's, yeah. what's what's similar? Both. Yeah, both. Difference and similar. Suspension, for sure, is, is the big difference. Uh, similar... Uh, they're, they're motor settings, and they're both pretty easy to work with. Hmm. All right. Uh, Still not as good as Renard, though. No. No. No, no, no. Renard. Uh, this is... Uh, Renard's favorite rider ever. He was a good rider. Kills it. He still kills it. Uh, team 6-6, six, six, uh, this is for Steve and Berluti. Uh What's the theory behind the Yamaha reverse engine, and how does it make it so much more powerful? I don't know if it's so much more powerful, but it is a pretty good, pretty good design. I think uh, having the air air box up front there, you don't get any turbulence. You get a straight shot of air. You know, it's up front, clean air. When, when you look at the head design, you can look straight through, pretty much from from the, the air box, yeah, from, from from the intake track directly into the exhaust, into the going out the exhaust. Yeah. So it's a it's 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 a bitchin' design. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought uh, when we rode KTM's, uh, no linkage. So the. Sh- <laughs> No, wait. So the shock was off to the right hand side. Yeah, airbox. Oh, that was good. Airbox to carburetor to intake of oh, the for cylinder. Sure. For sure, straight through. Yeah, and they were fast. Yeah, um, and once you put a shock there in the center of the bike, you got to make that air go around the boot. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. So On the Yamaha, it's just a straight shot. Yeah. yeah, not only straight shot, but if you look at the design, because of how it is, it's just yeah. and uh, clean air up front too. You're, you're you know you're sucking in clean air. So, all right. All right. Wait, uh, we got a question for JT on the phone. Uh, yeah, Jake. Jake. Is this Jake Weimer? Jake's gone. Jake? I see Jake. All right. All right. Uh, this is from Mac Robinson. Uh, how does the 49mm SFF fork on the 2015 CRF 250 compare to what the factory show guys run or KYV? Well, the that's a F- SFF fork? That's what he's asking. So that's got a spring in one fork, right? I believe so. So the factory guys are running all air. Yeah, I'm not sure on that, but I did see that on the Hondas. The Hon- I don't think they're the triple air. They might be double air. The Hondas 450s triple air or no? Double Stock air. ones now? Yeah. No, no, I mean 15, f- 2015. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think okay. it's just a double air okay. deal. All right. Suzuki's triple air next year. The production bike. Yeah, one, production yeah. bike. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know that much, to be honest. What's the big difference between double air and triple air? Uh, triple air has an air reservoir on the bottom of the fork. That uh, I guess initially helps out the initial rebound, right? Uh, yeah, basically on your your rebound where you have a rebound spring, it's basically it's pneumatic now. Yeah. yeah. So really, uh, so you can do you can control it a little bit more. I heard if you put it on the dyno, triple air. If you put it on the dyno, every time you have a spring, obviously it's a mechanical reaction. So as you compress your spring, 
you're going to get a hitch in a dyno look when a spring compresses. Always going to get a hitch and going to get a little bit of, uh, of up and down activity. You get the triple air, you get you ditch that rebound spring, and it's a smooth curve all the way through, which the rider won't notice in his hands, I guess. That's what I've been told. Interesting. So, I don't know that. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Ryan Phillips, uh, is J-Law riding with Reed? He did the other day, I think, huh, uh, JT? Uh, they did one day, I know for sure. Um, but I don't think it's like a scheduled thing that's going to happen all the time or anything like is, that now. J-Law's not coming back, you don't think? I don't know what J-Law's plans are, but I don't. <laughs> I, you know, they're, it's not like they're training together or anything. <laughs> right. Was right. that in Florida? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, Patrick M. Uh, wants to know, how many riders are being hindered by bike setup percentage-wise? <laughs> well, according to JT, they all are. <laughs> Every single by, guy but the KTMs. I think everybody is to a certain extent. There's so, nobody out there that's going to say, yes, my bike is perfect. Says the rider. Now, one thing I would like for it to do better. Because you can't look in the mirror because you're riders. Okay, well, whatever you think. I mean, if you think everybody's bike is perfect and couldn't possibly be any better, then <laughs> that's your own struggle. I do not. No, I do not. Okay. Um, I, that's, that's a kind of a dumb question. Like, like JT said, mm. there's always testing going on. There's always yeah. sort of development going on. I think, obviously, if you're on a lesser team or a privateer, I mean, JT, you can speak to this, although it was more of the two-stroke days. Like, you're sort of like you and Frank – it's like, ah, I don't like my bike doing this. Well, we can change a sprocket, and that's about it. Yeah, like, it's, it's tough for a lot of guys. You just don't have any resources. Yeah. Hey, you got I it. mean, my bike does this. Okay, well, we have, uh, we have an extra lever <laughs> that we can switch out. <laughs> and uh, could, we, have, we probably could buy a new front tire, but I don't know if it's going to be the one we want. <laughs> uh. Hey, JT, I heard that you think Suzuki's are piles of shit now. I never – I definitely not. Really? No. Oh. Berlute's You're getting bad info. Berlute, oh, okay. No, no, no. I did not say that. Berlute is stirring the pot, That's though. So funny. And I'm very proud of him for doing that because that is something I would do. That's <laughs> well, it's something. They're along that line. Come on, Steve. No. What we talked about was JT thinks Stewart's bike is not set up properly and, and, and hindering him from winning. Okay. But, but I'll be the first to say that the, rider, the rider's input is what creates a setup. Absolutely. So to take what you want from that, I mean, I'm not saying anything about the bike. The rider's telling the technicians where to go. These things are tailor-made. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, if it's jacked up, it's his fault. Yeah. When when you come in from your test session, all the technicians come around you and say, okay, what do you think? What is it doing here? What direction should we go? Blah, blah, blah. So if the rider just has, you know, a... Is the, if the opinion is wrong or he gives bad feedback or doesn't know exactly what he's feeling, you can get, you can get off the, the right path in a hurry. Sure. Not hard to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. All right, next question. All right. Uh, Gib Gavin, he wants That's to know. That's you. No. You're Gib. No. I'm Gibbs. All right. There's an S. Uh, Are you related to Koi? I'm, hopefully. <laughs> he wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Gib Gavin, he wants to know who you think has the best deal signing for a new team next year. And he go. He also wants to know, if Stu retires, do you still see him being heavily involved in the sport because of Seven, or do you think he's just kind of going to run it and stay away from the sport? Your question made no – did anybody follow that question? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. There was, you about, were on your there phone. was about three questions. There yeah. was two questions. Okay. Who has the best deal next year, in your opinion? 
And if Stewart retires, what does that mean though? The best deal, like I don't whatever like, you the, want it to mean of the guys signing like best new deals? money, best bike, best whatever you want it to be, the okay. best overall deal. And no if, photo. There you go. If Stewart retires, do you still see him being heavily involved in the sport because of Seven Gear? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be interesting. It'd if be... I'm Stewart or Carmichael or McGrath, I am taking my millions, showing up at some races here and there, but basically just fucking off. Kind of like what Hannah did. Hannah just disappeared? Yeah. 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 Well, Pretty no, much. he worked for Suzuki. Yamaha. And Yamaha. Yeah. No, he did that a little bit. Then then after that, yeah. you'd never hear or see him. You yeah. Know? yeah, but he works for uh, he works for Matrix and Mechanics wearing those guys. Uh, I'm sure he yeah, gets paid. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, it seems like he was pretty involved. Yeah. Like when, when our team was sponsored by him, he was around some. Oh, okay. I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Villapoto's gone. Like, I don't think Villapoto's coming to hang out at all. No. I think it depends on your financial situation, too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, next question. That's it. BTOsports.com, Gabba Gibbs. Killing uh, it. Uh, killing it uh, on the reg with Jeezy. <laughs> yeah? No? Close, but okay. All right. I just heard the garage door open, and I wonder if Pookie is leaving me again. She might she's be. Not, she's gone. <laughs> Seriously, you might have offended her. All right. Let's next knock some some calls out here uh, until uh, we get Jesse TLD Honda's Jesse Nelson on the line. Jake, what's up? She's taking the trash out. Is this Steve. Jake or not? I don't think so. Let me. What find are you out doing? I was doing my game. Who's on Gibbs. the uh, Who's on the call? Right. Who's I this caller? Hello. Someone's our dogging. You there? Yeah. What's your name? Jared. Jared? Jared, yeah. Jared uh, De- man? Jake Devin said Jake. No, no, no. Jake was there. Jake left. I did Gabby Gibbs. He came. I told him to hold. What's up, you Jared? What's your question? All right. Crazy question. Not too crazy. Okay. But watching with all the digital media age we have right now with everything that we have, be able to watch, watch race live on your telephone, mm-hmm. on your TV. Are any of these guys like uh, like, like the two fifty guys sitting on the line right before the line, like watching the four fifties, looking at lines, especially especially like Lakewood having so many crazy lines and everything? Wouldn't some of these guys take advantage of or team managers looking at some lines um, on TV and then using it right before the race or something of that nature? Guys are watching the race in their motorhomes and stuff. I don't know about on the line, but guys are definitely watching from their motorhomes. They get a parade lap too, Jared. So they can check, oh, up, check out the track and everything. What do you think, JT? What was it with the parade lap? I couldn't really understand the question completely. Are riders watching the race on the on TV before they go to the line to find lines and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. It, it's a pretty good tool, um, especially because they're showing the top guys and you're going right back out there. So there's really no time gap, and it's really applicable. I, I used it. Um, not that it really showed, but... Uh, <laughs> Come on, give yourself a little more credit than that. She's not a top rider, brother. I just want to shout out real quick, say uh, awesome deal for Tom Parsons winning the X Games. Got a local guy, Florida. I'm from Ocala. Oh, cool. uh, We're pretty proud of him doing that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, I've known that guy for 20 years. I get Tom Parsons mixed up with the guy from California. Doug Parsons? Doug Parsons, and then who's the guy from California? Doug Parsons. And then, Tom. And then Tom Parsons won. Yeah. Doug Parsons yeah. is old, used to race Supercross. I get, yes. the, I get them mixed up. Tom did too, but but he he struggled a little bit. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, uh, Jared. You guys take it easy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show.
Daniel, you there? Yeah. What's up, man? Yeah, um, I did. it's kind of a two-part question for you and Tony. Um, I'm a mechanic. I work as a diesel mechanic. Mechanic. I work as a diesel mechanic. And who has what in their toolbox? So my first question is: Is do the factory teams do they carry a major tool sponsorship? Say like Max, Snap-on, any of those guys? And if not, what is your guys' uh, brand of choice for your tools? Uh, this is Tony. I we did have a Snap-on uh, tool sponsor when we were at Suzuki, but they're kind of hard to come by. They come and go. They they don't really give you any money. It's just it's product. But um, I'm for sure a Snap-on guy all the way. I wouldn't have nothing else. I'm more of a bolt-on guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. I'm packing about twelve. In- <laughs> I'm packing about twelve inches for my tool. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, hey, uh, no, I, I I bought Snap-on stuff uh, all the time. I got a lot of Snap-on stuff. My my favorite Snap-on tool, I think underrated Snap-on tool, Berluti, is the Combo Eight, Ten, Twelve, Fourteen uh, Flex socket wrenches oh betchin right yeah those are nice i had those i love those those things yeah. are so cool they're much better than a box in wrench because they have the different ends on them yeah they're i, I so. use and then of course the, the snap on ct30 gun electric gun uh i don't doing clutches i, I i'm i'm into the makita stuff on that part oh okay yeah yeah because you had where suzuki obviously but well and i i think makita stuff in in that area is better i really do okay All no right. i'm just saying for well, me potato for potato me. yeah okay. for All sure right. <laughs> just kidding i never use the makita thanks uh Thanks, Daniel. Hey, no, no problem, guys. Keep up the great show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, let's knock some phone calls out here. Phil. Phil. What up? You, it says here you want to shoot the shit with Berluti. We don't have a lot of time for you to shoot the shit with Berluti. Phil, what's up, dude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Factory. How you doing, buddy? We're just prepping some bikes. Oh, boy. How's it going over there? Uh, we're doing all right. We're, Good. Uh, we're just moving along. Got the got the crazy Richard in the corner. This is Factory Phil. This is a, this is my oh, this Phil is from my, your team. Yeah, he's my number one guy. I, he's not Factory Phil. There's only one Factory. Well, Phil Phil will debate that with you. Phil, de- debate that with Mathis. Come on, Phil. Dude, it's it's the new school, man. <laughs> but it, <laughs> Phil, there's only one Factory Phil, and he's Phil Lawrence. Yeah, I, I know, but I just I got that nickname a long time ago, so. Oh. I just kind of stuck with it. My name was Privateer Steve forever. <laughs> uh, so but we, I w- we we're just uh, working on some bikes, so we figured we'd call and harass Berluti a little bit. Right on. Thanks for calling, dude. I yeah. appreciate it. Appreciate the harassment. How's Ber- Berlute on? Hey, Berlute on race day, Phil. Very intense. Oh yeah. Yes. You can't even talk to him because he's got his earplugs in. Yeah, good point. He does, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I stay focused, Phil. I can hear everything hey. you say, though. Don't, don't, don't kid yourself. Hey, uh, Richard says Bazinga. Tell him Bazinga, and go, wh- we're going to get back to work. Ask him about the bearded Mogwai. <laughs> he called and asked you. Was that him? Well, his, yeah, his phone wasn't working. Oh, um, fuck. Okay, here we go. All your teammates, Perluti, harassing you. Yep. Maybe Watson will call in soon. I'm sure it'll, he'll be next. <laughs> we, we, got, we, got, we got to keep entertained. It's getting late. Phil, give me give us your best Watson story from this year. My best what? Watson, Kenny Watson story. Oh, Kenny told us about a cat. Oh, throwing a cat out the window. That, <laughs> that topped it all. Yeah, he, he doesn't like to speak about that publicly, but now you have outed him on that. <laughs> wow, I haven't even heard uh, that. Ask J Bone about it. 
Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I Does, maybe don't want to hear no, about it. No, you probably don't. It's, it's <laughs> not good for Kenny. It's not a good look. All right. Thanks, Phil. Phil, take I'm it out. easy. See ya. See ya. See ya. Uh, Wayne wants to talk about Chad Reed, so that's good to have JT on the line. Wayne, please ask JT about your question about Chad Reed. Hey, JT, what's up? What's up, man? Hey, just had a quick question. If you watched uh, the Moto2 right before the uh, start uh, when they were interviewing Chad. He made a comment about like being pushed around in the back of the pack, and he was looking at dishing it out. And I don't know. Do you have any insight on that? Or you know what happened? Did he get slammed by someone, or what was going on? No, I don't know. I the first time I heard about it was uh, somebody on Twitter or on internet. Some, I read it somewhere, and I, I didn't know what they were talking about then. And I went to dinner with him after the race, and he didn't say anything. So uh, both of you should listen to the Phil Nicoletti interview at the beginning of this show. Okay, that, will do. That is where it was interesting because he's pretty adamant about it. You know, he's, he's normally pretty positive, but I, he was kind of making a point. <laughs> Phil and him got into it. They hit what three times? It seemed That's like what he said. Yeah, um, and then Phil gave him a thumbs up, like good race after the race, and Chad was not saying good race back to him. So, uh, all right. But that's where it comes from. All right, from. I'll listen. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Coming up with TLD's uh, um, Jesse Nelson. Tyler, what's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? What's going on? Good. Hey, I was just going to call. I know you all are out west, so I wasn't sure if you'd heard anything about it or not. But um, have you heard about it, the Austin Lindsay, uh kid? Road? I did. I did, yeah. Passed away at Indiana Regional. Yeah. Well, I just kind of wanted to give a shout-out on that. To, and we got together and did a ride day. Uh, this weekend, uh, Jimmy B came out and a bunch of different stuff. So I just kind of wanted to, and all the proceeds from all the rides were uh, were donated to the family and everything like that. So I just thought it was kind of cool. Wanted to give a shout out to anybody who was there listening. Yeah, that's uh, really I cool. actually wasn't yeah. able to make it, but my buddy had uh, you know some graphics made and different stuff like that for him. So just giving a shout out to everybody who did that. Yeah, that's also awesome. had a question for you guys. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's really sad to hear, no doubt about it. And uh, that's a whole other debate for another show. We we. JT and I and a couple of guys on a group text were hashing it out a little bit about that, too, and, like, where we think this kind of stuff's going on. But anyways, uh, what's your question? I was just going to ask, I know you touched on it uh, maybe last week or the week before, but um, with, you know, pretty much being known that, that Roxon's leaving KTM, uh, do you think that, you know, maybe he's still getting the same treatment that he was before? Or do you think everybody's just kind of with Dungey and Roxon's by himself? Uh... What do you think, JT? It's tough to say. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that they're just going to quit on him. Um, you know, they they want to win, period. Uh, yeah. I do think that uh, Kenny may be a little bit upset about uh, them being happier if Dungey wins just because they know Dungey's sticking around. So the good thing for Kenny is, I think a lot of their development and, and testing, he's, he's in a really good spot, so he doesn't necessarily need a ton of attention. Um, I don't think that they're going to do anything underhanded. Basically. Oh, of course not. Yes. I think uh, I think you know they're going to let it play out, and everybody will get the same help and, and whatever. But I think I think it would be silly to not think on some level that they would you know the KTM brass and and decision makers would would rather have Dungey win the title. I mean, I just Absolutely. think that's just how it goes. Berlude, you've at ever... the end of outdoors, are they upset if if, Dun- or if Roxon takes the number one plate to RCH? And I don't think they're Dungey upset. Doesn't... I don't think they're upset, but I think if you put them on a lie detector, they would say they preferred the guy who's going to stay on KTM to win the title. Oh, of course. But they would never do anything you know, underhandedly. Berlute, have you ever been on a team where the guy was leaving and 
notice right. the notice the team deal with the, with him differently. Yeah, for sure. But not in that position where he's winning races and yeah. winning the championship. I yeah. haven't. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. But I definitely have where right. another guy's going to another team and pretty what? much just pushed him away. Kind of, right? Oh, I mean, for I think sure. we've all been there a little You've bit. You've seen it too. Well, I've seen it where there's been, hey, we got this part that we tested and we really like it. We're, we, we're getting more made, but we only have one or two. Let's give it to the guy who's staying and we care more about. I've well, seen that, that. That's what happened with, uh, with Chad and Chad last year when Honda got that new shock. Yeah. He was not pleased. No, he actually tweeted about it, then he took it down. Yeah, right? not not pleased. Like, they they actually went, um, and this is second-hand information, but from him, uh, the, the guys on his team went into the suspension room to do their work, and the, it, the locks were changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. I heard the same cool. thing. That's right. Uh, hey, thanks, uh, thanks, Tyler. Thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Roxon's bike is yellow on Mad Skills, by the way. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Uh, JT, we'll get you back after the next commercial. We're going to uh, talk to Jesse Nelson right now. And right. uh, we'll bring you back on for uh, X-Brand tear-offs and much more. So. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Vortex Racing, the leader in making top-quality racing components for 15 years and proud supporter of our show. Uh, you can get 40% off Vortex. Pulp 2014. Email jake at vortexracing.com. Handlebars, sprockets, different colors, 29% stronger uh, handlebars. And uh, Stuart runs a sprocket. Bowers runs the bars and sprocket. Uh, Robbie Renner. Uh, sorry, Robbie Renner. Ricky Renner. Uh, just one. You love Robbie, don't you, no, my we, guy? we screwed up the names oh, last week. It was a, just a clusterfuck. Okay, sorry. Uh, Ricky Renner won Step Up this weekend. Uh, no, he didn't. He did not Ronnie win? Ronnie Renner. Ronnie Renner won Jesus Step Up. Jesus Christ, dude. It's been a long day, okay? I haven't been killing it like you. Uh, Ronnie Renner won using W Wheels and Vortex. And check out more race. Check out more at VortexRacing.com. We thank those guys, and they're responsible for our next guest. This guy came oh so close to winning his first ever national moto. Got on the podiums, having a terrific year. TLD Honda's Jesse Nelson. Jesse, what's up? Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, man. Uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, you have a question for Jesse Nelson. Uh, first of all, look, congrats on the year, man. Uh, you've been this has been a good year. Never mind the first moto this weekend and all that. You, you're off to a good start this outdoor season. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm just glad to finally be healthy and uh, just moving forward. Yeah, last year was kind of a write-off for you, huh? But, uh, yeah, last year was rough, and kind of leading into this year, it seemed like it was going to be rough, but um, just been making the best of it and just building. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. It's been good. So, hey, look, you got a 10-second lead. Uh, riding fantastic in the first moto. You you couldn't hear any bikes behind you. I'm sure you started thinking a little bit too much, right? Uh, I really don't know what was going on. I was <laughs> I thought somebody was behind me the whole time. Like I didn't even know I had a lead. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Um, I thought somebody was still right on, right behind me. So I just kept pushing as hard as I could, and I made a mistake in one of the corners. Yeah, and I I kind of slid a little bit, and I corner of my eye, I, I didn't see anybody there, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Whoa, I'm, I'm actually right. like, pretty far ahead. And I was like, oh, sweet. So um, I, I just kept pushing even more, and then uh, and then I had a couple of mistakes, and, and then I slid out in the, S, uh, the chicane yeah. at uh, uh, Colorado and then um, spun out to a little 360, and, and, then, um, and then my lead was gone pretty much. I think it came down to like four seconds. Uh-huh. So then I tried uh, – I was like, all right, now I need to sprint out, and I still, I still thought I could win it. I was like, yeah, I'm 
Right. I'm clearly faster. Like, I was going fast. So I, uh, I just kept sprinting, and then fortunately uh, kind of swapped off the face of the double, went through, um, went off the side of the track and went through some spectators. I and, saw that, um, yeah. I, How was that? Yeah. How was you that? saw it in real life? Yeah. Because it didn't show it on the no, film. No, I, I, I went like, what's he doing? Oh, he's ripping alongside the – Holy shit. <laughs> they just, I wonder how they missed that. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, I, I was really surprised they didn't have it on the uh, on live <laughs> TV. But I was ripping through the side of the, the spectators, and then I saw I almost hit a guy on crutches. His eyes were holy shit! When I was coming through, <laughs> I was like, almost, I was just hoping I, would, I wasn't going to hurt anybody or go down in, in the process. Yeah, you're like, hey, welcome to a national where you get hit by the leader. <laughs> yeah, it gets wild. Yeah, you got it out of the way though, huh? That first one. That first one's the toughest. Yeah, you'll know I mean, what to yeah. do next time. Yeah, you still got second. Still rode fantastic. Yeah, it was you awesome. Know? So. Um, you got to be pumped on that. No, I mean, yeah, you had a 10-second lead or whatever, but just leading that long and, and getting second, that's a real step. Yeah, it's its definitely a good step in the right direction. It was it was cool. I just, it's been a while since I've been up front and mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, got to not be eating roost the whole time and just go out there and ride. So it was cool. I felt, I felt really good on the bike and just kind of felt loose, and it was fun. Tyler Keefe, your team manager, told me before the season – that you were the fastest guy in testing and you were looking good. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Because all these manager guys, you know. Yeah. One of the mechanics said that he was too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but, Sean, Sean that like, works for uh, Stewart, said that. Oh, yeah. Watch Jesse. I, I yeah. always like, uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All these guys want to pump up their guys. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, whatever. But Yeah, yeah I mean, who wouldn't? Right, right. Keith, but Keith was right. Look, 7-5 at Hangtown, which we that's a good track for you. We know that. Uh, still a great result, no doubt. Glenn Helen, you come from 33 to 15th in the first moto, which I knew that. I, I could see that you were marching forward. You got six in the second moto. Now we go to Lakewood where you lead and get second. And uh, the second moto, you're – God, I think I had you around 20th at one point, right? Did you just get a bad start? What happened in the second moto? Yeah, I yeah. – Right off the start, I um, I locked bars with one of the KTM guys, and and um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Ended up being I was almost dead last round the first turn, but I rushed the first two corners. I rushed them pretty good and kind of squeaked up there pretty quick. So I don't know what I was coming into the first turn, but by the probably by the second or third turn, I was like twenty seventh. Um. Yeah, and then yeah, you come up to uh, to uh, ninth. So nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know it's that uh, the first moto at Colorado was was the first time this season that started inside the top ten. So that was cool. Yeah, and your bikes, your guys' bikes look really good. I know uh, um, you guys switched motors, motor guys, and FMFs providing the pipes and stuff like that. They look good before, but I got to say this year your guys' bikes look really good out there. Yeah, I think just uh, with everything that's changed and, and and all that, it's helped quite a bit and. Everybody's working hard. Everybody wants to do good, and um, I think it's working out, and things are turning around. Yeah, no doubt about it. They got the same motor guy from last year. Same, yeah, same motor guy? From last year, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cox. Cox? What? 
Yeah, yeah Cox, Ryan, Ryan Cox, Cox does their motors motor. last year and this year. He's uh, well, when you said they switch motor guys, I, I thought they did switch again this year. Okay, I got my. Uh, I'm drunk. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to call you. No, out. no. Oh. Get the facts right. Yeah, get the facts right, Steve. No, what the fuck is wrong with you? If I'm an idiot, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. Um, so yeah, you're you're looking good. Uh, you're having a good year. Last year, like we said, outdoors, you got hurt uh, at Hangtown or before Hangtown. Um, and I just, actually got I got hurt um, on the break in between. Um, yeah. San Diego and I think Seattle or Salt Lake. Yep. And so I was out for a while. Um, pretty much after that, I I tried racing Hangtown. Um, something wasn't right in my elbow, um, so I went back to the doctor, saw a specialist, and then I was out pretty much the whole outdoor season until the last three rounds. Yeah, and at that point, it's like what you know. Everybody's been racing all summer. It's tough to do. Yeah, it's it's a lot harder than it seems to just come back and start racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, and you guys seem like you have a good crew over there. Every time I go by the Troy Lee truck, uh, yourself and, and, and Cole and, and, and Mookie, the mechanics, the truck driver, uh, your truck driver could possibly be the most friendliest guy alive on the on the earth. <laughs> He's great. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, we do have an awesome truck driver. Even our all of our mechanics. Yeah. Um, our motor builder, from even our team manager, he – he can um, be a good, a bit of a funny guy too. So it seems like you guys a good group of people. Yeah, you keep it light. You blaring mu- that they blare music in the mornings. I like that. Yeah, you know, I like the I like the atmosphere. Van Halen. It's not Van Halen I've no, heard of yet, no. but uh, you guys need to kick some Van Halen up. Yeah, over there. If, you, if you do Van Halen, you get Steve over there. I don't think. And Jesse, if you have hot dogs, does Jesse even know about Van Halen? I doubt it. That's what's really. Oh sad. come uh, on! You got to know like, Van like Halen. To play a little Metallica too. I mean, see, there like we go. All right, that's good. I like that. Um, yeah, Pingree was calling you for uh, big things this year, along with Tyler, like we said. And, you know, but Pingree, he's drunk half the time, so we're like, okay, Ping, all right, whatever. What? Yeah, that firefighter. <laughs> right, right. You know how that goes. They kick back in their in their barca lounge or drinking. But uh, it's been a good outdoor season for you. But let's talk about Supercross. I, I wrote a few times that it seemed like you and your teammate McElrath were really by each other a lot. Uh, uh, what did you think of your Supercross season? How, how What did you take away from it? Um. I don't know. I really wasn't too happy with myself and my riding in Supercross. I don't know. I just, uh, I struggled. I just didn't feel comfortable. And, um, I don't know. I really, I was timid. I just didn't have a good, good season outdoor or Supercross. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of, I got hurt right before the season and yeah. that kind of put a dampener on training and just came in a little behind the eight ball and just kept having some little things happen each week. And, yeah. um, Honestly, I'm just glad that Supercross is over. I ended up seventh overall, I think, uh, in the series. Yeah. So um, move on to outdoors and and then uh, come into Supercross next year strong, stronger than ever. Yeah, you don't think you're a better su- outdoor guy or anything like that, right? Like that's not. It's, no, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't really at all. Um, I know you're probably tired of talking about this, but you know what's coming. I got to ask about it. Uh, your thumb. <laughs> your thumb. Um, you, you ride with a prosthetic, uh, you lost your thumb or half of your thumb and, uh, in a sprocket back when you were a kid, right? Yeah. in uh, the beginning of 2007, um, my left thumb got amputated from just a crash, um, World Mini? just having fun riding and uh-huh. just freak accident, you know? Um, and I, I'm how tired are you talking about this? I know. Right, you're like okay. Oh, it's not bad. Okay. I, I mean, right. a lot of people don't know, so it's cool just um, yeah, kind of tell my story. So he puts a prosthetic on and you know holds, and you would think that'd be really tough to hold on to the yeah. handlebar. I mean, yeah. um, do you feel 
like it's a disadvantage at any point out there? Is there something where you got to pay attention to it and, and act a little differently or ride a little differently? I'm curious about that. Um, kind of like some sections where I need to have my elbows up a little more. I kind of have to overcompensate with the way I'm holding on. And okay. Kind of um, I, sometimes it hurts me because I just got to I got to grip a lot tighter. Yeah. So then my arm gets a little more tired. Right. So, I mean, it's just little things, but, I mean, you learn to adapt, and it's it does, definitely doesn't make it easier. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. It's awesome. Do you have to have – do you run, like, different uh, uh, fork settings than the other guys? Uh, no, everything's pretty much the same. Um, as far as I know, nothing's really all that different. Do you like the uh, the testing part of things and the testing part of uh, the deal? Do you enjoy that, or – um, yeah, I actually do enjoy it. Um, we have an awesome group of guys. I mean, Luke from show has been helping us, helping us out a lot and Ryan, our motor builder and mm-hmm. this is everything. Um, it's always getting better. And pretty much every time we go to the track, we always yep. find something that makes riding my motorcycle that much easier. What, uh, what tracks are you looking forward to coming up now? Obviously Hangtown's um, one of your favorites, but what are you looking forward to? I'd say Redbud. Redbud's going to be cool. Um, uh, Unadilla. Uh, there's a lot of cool cool races. Um, I'm excited to see what uh, the new track in Indiana is like. Yeah. And see how that goes. I, I heard it's pretty cool. You like Unadilla? Uh, I don't like getting roosted there, but <laughs> the track's pretty cool. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's brutal, though. It, oh. Second moto, that track is so beat. Yeah, yeah, not fun, right? Um, uh, and you're, and you're, sta- you're signed up for the t- TLD guys for the next couple of years, from what I understand? Um, I, I believe just next year, Okay. but, um, I think, yeah, I think just next year. Berluti might be a different color for them next year from what I hear. Yeah, I know, I, I know Jesse can't confirm, but should be interesting <laughs> to see what happens. Mind, yeah. yeah. Maybe, uh, could find yourself on the East coast next year. Who knows? Uh, well, let's see what happens. Hey, Jesse, did you get a shout out from Wallace th- this week? From Matt Wallace? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I actually talked to Matt, um, a couple weeks ago. Just through text and stuff, but no, I haven't heard from him. I, I, I thought for sure he'd be all over that. you. Was was Matt at Hangtown? I didn't see him there. Huh. Did you see I, him? You probably wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> oh no, no, I I've seen him. I saw him at. Uh, Why? At, Why? What's, oh, he looks like wrong? a full-on beard, gnarly. He looks like a mountain man, don't he? Well, yeah. Last, last time I talked to him, uh, he said he was leaving society. Going living off the grid. <laughs> That's right. You know, those people are a little scary, those people that do that. Someone should keep an eye on Matt. Um, uh, I, I, I think Matt Wallace is at least your worries. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he uh, – I thought he was a guide in some mountains. He I, is. Okay, yeah. so I didn't Sierra hear that Nevada, right. He does that. He's like a guide in the summertime. He, he takes there. people up there yeah. with, with donkeys and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, true? up in the high Sierras and stuff. Yeah, okay. Sierra Nevada's, yeah. Uh, I, f- I followed Matt Wallace as Ty Birdwell's mechanic – Matt was Birdwell's mechanic in 96. Oh, really? And I was Birdwell's mechanic in 97. Uh-huh. So I got to know Matt a little bit. Right Is on. he still doing suspension? No. he's he. Nah, That's it. Okay. His partner's doing it, but okay. I, I, don't think, I don't think Matt does it anymore, does he, Jesse? Uh, I think it's pretty much just Bryce Rivera doing everything. And, <laughs> yeah, um, Bryce. Matt kind of oversees the business a little bit. It, um, it, it as is, far as I know, that's all he's doing. It is now mountain guiding for Matt Wallace. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't. I didn't know if someone who told me that was joking or not. Like I'm like, oh what? no, it's real. Yeah, okay. no, that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he's, he's he loves it. <laughs> so did he do your stuff as an amateur then? Yeah, Matt was actually um, my mechanic in 2006 and oh. seven. Hmm. 
I didn't know that. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah, we're from the same area and stuff, and he yeah. did my suspension and ended up helping me out with uh, right. I did, I He helped me out a lot with everything from riding bicycles to training and, mm-hmm. you know, just all kinds of stuff. He was just a good friend to have around when uh, I was young coming through, and oh, cool. he helped me straighten out my program, get me winning. Oh, cool. Yeah. Jesse's got an 805 area code like me, brother, so we're practically neighbors. Yeah, where, huh. where are you from? I first got myself. I'm not. Oh, I'm from Canada. Uh, I live in oh. Vegas, but I first got my cell phone when I was living in Camarillo. Do you know where that is? Oh, uh, yeah, right on. Yeah, so Camarillo. I was up there with Birdwell. This is like 97, 98, when I was a mechanic, and I never changed my phone number no since. No kidding. Yeah. That's funny. So O'Mara's got an 805, Jesse Nelson. Wow. Myself, and, and the truck driver, Corey. He's got an 805. Oh, man. Cole Seeley, too. Oh, and Seeley, too. Yeah, that's right. I've told Seeley about that. Yep. 805 till we die. Elite group of super, yeah. super athletes who has 805. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jesse, thanks for coming on, man. i got to say, uh, you're an early season surprise. You're, uh, I think you're fifth in the points. What are you in the points? Fifth? Um, fifth or sixth. I was fourth. Yeah, you were fourth. Weekend, oh, well. There's no doubt this weekend. I don't even care that you didn't win that moto because you showed a lot. And, uh and that's, like I said, that's uh, that there's was more impressive. to come. Yeah, there's, that's impressive. You got confidence. You got a bike. You got a team. Yes, I predict some more great rides from you. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good All luck, right. Jesse. Thanks. All right. Have a good one. See you. TLD Honda's Jesse Nelson, everybody. Let's take our second commercial break of the night here uh, on the show. Don't forget, you want to win a set of fly race gear. How many main events did Scott McElroy, our in-studio guest, qualify for? Contest at pulpamexshow.com. We will pick a random uh, person with the right number of main events. Uh, 1990, 92, uh, 93. So over yep, three-year yep, span. Yep. Scott McElroy, privateer champion. Up against Tony Berluti in some of those main events when you were working for Budman. Yeah, maybe. He could have he could have started next year. For sure, in Budman. He could have started next year, 1991. And then here you are, 20. Four years later, Jeez. in Vegas, in some janky radio show. Not janky. Thank you, brother. No, no. I like when you're starting shit with JT, though, about saying that. That's good. <laughs> That's totally something I would do. I like it. I, I, yeah, I, no, it's good. All right, everybody. We're taking a commercial break. We'll be back with more Jason Thomas, uh, Nick Way, and uh, much more. Thanks for listening. See you. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check.
Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All all NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at EKSBrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits 
ads and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulp MX show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. 
All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Everybody, Pulp MX Show presented by BTOSports.com. Berlut, yeah, some deep purple. I love it. That's not bad, huh, Steve? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, when you told me deep purple, I, I was expecting more smoke on the water, like <laughs> more of that kind of stuff. But this was this was kind of different. This didn't have Coverdale in it, though. He wasn't the singer. This song wasn't with Coverdale. A Coverdale from Great White was a singer. Of, B- of Deep Purple? For quite a few years, but he wasn't on this song. Oh. It's not bad. It's no Halen, but I don't mind it. It's different, but no, it's good. It's different. You uh, you said maybe Sammy Hagar for your for your pick earlier, so I got excited. 
Well, no, I, I threw that. I thought you were going to kick this song out. No, I, I don't kick. I don't kick the you co-host. Gave me, you gave me crying eyes, so I thought, oh no, Steve's. No, that was that was laughter eyes. Oh, laughter, laughter. eyes. Okay. When you said Deep Purple. <laughs> oh, really? How many of our listeners <laughs> do you think were alive when Deep Purple was around? Uh, there's quite a few older guys that listen to your show. Believe it or not. Okay. The one uh, guy that runs uh, the track where Jesse Nelson rides up there, like uh, geez, the track that we just uh, we just tested up there. Hangtown. No, uh, up, up above Santa Barbara. Oh. What the hell's that track Yeah, called? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. I know what you're talking about. I anyway, but the one he's a Pulp listener. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, and he's older than I am. All right. Deep Purple, everybody. Yeah. Privateer proven when riders choose. They choose Race Tech, supporting the world's fastest privateers. Lee, Freeze, Blos, Gilmore. They're all using Race Tech, world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension mod company out there. For 30 years, Race Tech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, uh, suspension seminars, motor seminars. Join the Race Tech team by applying for rider support at racetech.com. JT. Sir. Deep purple, bro. Yeah, I'm... I'm not real familiar. I mean, I know who Deep Purple is, but I don't. I don't know their music too well. Right on. You want to save save money at Race Tech? Twenty percent. Pulp MX Pulp MX twenty fourteen saves you money at racetech.com. Jason Thomas is back, and with that comes the Race Tech suspension email segment. Uh, Paulo sent this in. Steve, I've often noticed that you and your co-host co-hosts, including you, JT and Berluti. Almost laugh when you hear that someone is using Olin suspension. They're huge into road racing and a trusted name. I trust your opinion that they're not on par with KYB and Showa. Uh, but thanks, Pookie. Coming back at all or no? That's it. Gone. Put the headset on. Put this headset on. Where's she going to the strip? <laughs> Three, hello, days. Hello. <laughs> Three days. Hello. Three days. Earlier you told me it was five days. Not coming oh, home. Shit. Thank you. It is. <laughs> Not coming home. Girls weekend, man. You live 20 what minutes the hell away. Happened? 20 minutes away. Couldn't come home. Well, we didn't get back to the room till 4 a.m. I'm not trying What are you doing out of 4 a.m.? You're a married woman. <laughs> Fuck it. Nothing <laughs> Nothing good happens at 4 a.m. like Chris Rock says. That's true. There's nothing good. There's nothing good <laughs> happening. Like, when you go to an ATM at 4 in the morning and take, take money out, Chris Rock said a face should come up and be like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> F you, dude. Save your money, man. I, I know. Sorry to disappoint you. Berlut's on my side. Yeah, well. She's a little... <laughs> Moser, Swiss court. I'm a little what? Conservative. Uh, oh, I am conservative. Yeah. You're right. JT's on my side, too. JT's also a little conservative. No, he's not. Uh, your husband's not conservative. <laughs> no. JT wears 300 When it comes to me, he is. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Did you... Please tell me you didn't make out with any dudes. Or I anything did not like that. make out with I, any dudes. I know you went to some clubs. That guy's going down. I know you did nothing <laughs> like that. Nope. I just don't see how you think this is normal for a married couple. Well, I mean, none of them went home to their husbands at night. They, they live in Nebraska. Well, the Fuck strip, you the strip, and your show, <laughs> the strip is like a whole other, you know, city or something. Come on, I'm tired. I have to work tomorrow. I gotta go. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> well, because I didn't get home till four in the morning. All right, bye. Late. All right, bye. We'll talk about this later. Okay. Ridiculous. All right. Put your wife right on the spot on your show. Yeah, that's yeah, bullshit. That's how you do it? It's bullshit. 
Ah. Uh, okay. This guy, Olin Suspension. They're huge into road racing and a trusted name. I trust your opinion that they're not on par with KYB and Showa, but why aren't they a top suspension brand in Supercross and Motocross? Can I have some answers from either one of you two here? Well, ask Michael Essie. Isn't that what he runs? Is all in stuff? Yeah. JT, you ever ridden with it? Uh, yeah, not in a long time, but I talked to Burner about it uh, a yeah. lot, actually. Yeah. And, uh, Burner's been testing it. Yeah, he said it's really good. I just don't think they're, they're as involved, and especially on the Supercross end. So yeah. um, I think just the, the R&D and the, the testing data on this, just on the Supercross end, you know, maybe they're not as uh, well-versed as maybe KYB and Shore just because they're heavily involved. But I think on, a, on an outdoor level, I, I, think they're, I think they're right there. I think that, uh, yeah, Supercross valving setup. I was always like one of the guys, for example, Cole Thompson. He had a local Canadian guy doing his stuff and nothing against those guys. Sure, he knows a lot of stuff. Supercross is just so different. Soft, yeah. Such a different element. You've got to really know what you're doing and have some good They've experience. been doing it forever, the, the Japanese guys. Yeah, huh? so yeah. I, I, the, from what I understand, Olin's components – their 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 chamber their twin chamber components inside are all top quality high quality parts and stuff. The material is unbelievable. Yeah, I've worked with the stuff. Right. The stuff is bitching. So, yeah. I don't know if we laugh though. Do we laugh? JT, do we laugh? I wouldn't. I don't think I would have laughed because I think the I think the company is, yeah. is uh, pretty good. I know like uh, Oscar Werdeman, uh, Chad's suspension guy, is uh, you know he has no reason to really not shoot me straight, and he said his stuff's really good. So. Well, I think the guy, maybe Paulo was confusing that we brought up Alessi and Olin's and laughed. Yeah, I mean, you look at <laughs> I mean, MotoGP, they're heavily involved. I mean, they're, yeah. that's a serious company. I yeah, mean, they're, but isn't they're not Os- a joke. Isn't Oscar Swedish? Yes, he is. Well, yep. there you go, and he's biased. <laughs> well, yeah, but he, he's, he knows the, the Olin's MotoGP guys pretty well. Yeah. And, though, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a real... Real situation. Like MotoGP is as big as it gets. For, I hear you. I'm just so. riling you up, dog. Come Don't on. Don't these questions. Um, okay. Um, Jason sent this in. So what exactly is the team changing and by how much to get the bike better tuned for James? Is it a matter of clicks on a suspension or one tooth on the rear sprocket? Or is it a complete revalve and motor mapping? Enlighten and speculate, please. Are you talking to me? Sure. Um, I think think the biggest thing is probably the suspension. He's struggling with more than anything and what they're doing. I don't know exactly, but I'm sure it's revalving. Uh, I'm sure he's got this, the, you know, Todd Brown over there, you know, jumping through hoops. All right. Um, you want my opinion? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he, I think he likes his bike to be really stiff to get to keep him, especially the front, to keep himself out of trouble. If he, uh, he you know, he, oh, he ju- over jumps stuff and pushes really hard down hills, and so he wants he wants that stiffness. But it's really really difficult to, you know, the, the stiffer you go, the the you're going to lose feel and lose all these things, and it's going to look harsh on the track. So I think that's what that's where the battle is. He wants it so stiff to handle certain things certain ways but then it he loses all his plushness and and it basically transfers all that energy into him so yeah. kind of give and take i think it, i think the dip the setup he's looking for is really really difficult to attain 
I think the triple error is the problem. I don't think it's the problem. I think it's going to be the future, but I think right it's just now. not really dialed in right now. That's what they're dealing with right now. Yeah. Uh, Zaka Station. Zaka Station is exactly right. That's what we yeah. were looking for. The that name. place looks like heaven on earth. It does look good. It's, it's pretty cool. It's beautiful. fun. We had a good time up there. And, uh, I don't know if this is the guy's real name, but uh, Waylon Deskins. Waylon Jennings' brother? It's a good name, Waylon Deskins. Uh, Steve, your column is one of my favorites. Thank you, Waylon. I've been meaning to call the Moto 60 show, but here's an email. I didn't see Roxon being the KTM guy to leave for RCH. I've wanted to hear your guys' take on that. Always thought that since RC was sort of harsh on Roxon when he wasn't winning Supercrosses his first or second year, he was when he was here, along with the Dungey and Carmichael farm relationship, that Dungey would be the one going to Suzuki um, after H&H became RCH. I thought that Roxon was KTM's shiny new toy and that Ryan would would sulk off to Suzuki. Um, but, man, I was wrong. Is it based on money or the relationship better with Dungey and DeCoster now? What do you think, JT? I just don't it's – not, it's not money. I mean, maybe um, some of it, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, for whatever reason, I just think that uh, the people making decisions on the RCH team wanted Roxon, and they yeah. saw an opening, and he's 20 years old. And why would you not want Roxon? Basically, I, I don't see any reason why any team would not go after Roxon with everything they had if they had that opportunity. Well, he signed that ten-year deal with Fox for three hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Dungey wasn't available. No, yeah, for, right. for next year too. So. Do you, JT? Do you think Berluti works for Roxon? Who do you think? Do you think Roxon brings um, uh, Kelly over? I don't know. That that would be a question I can't answer. I know he loves Kelly. He does so, love Kelly. I don't know. That's that's not my area of expertise. I don't want to ask Berluti because I'm going to get him in trouble. He's sitting right here. No, you won't get me so. in trouble. I I think it would it'd be smart if they brought him myself. I mean, the, the relationship between you know rider mechanic to me is pretty important. You know, and I think they both got you know similar personalities. They're yeah. both kind of happy go lucky. So what what if you get turf Berlut? What do you mean turfed? Oh, they're like, ah, we got no rider for you. See you later, Berlut. Yeah, well, that's life. You know, I'm good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, I like to see the Berlut Roxon Super Team. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal. You can tell I, him. A, I, you can tell him about him. the time that you stormed Berlin and stuff back in WW2. Ah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I've been to Germany maybe I'm kidding, once. I'm joking. I didn't get to spend as much time over there as JT. Uh, he's part German. He's JT. a one. Yeah, oh, he is. Yeah, JT, you remember Kenny? Didn't Kenny race when he was 15 or 14 or something? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't race that race. I had to race Anaheim, but he, oh, he did okay. race. Uh, he raced Dortmund one time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Scott sent this in. Uh, this message is for JT. Uh, JT. Cooper Webb has a very animated and active riding style, i.e. he is consistently, constantly moving around the motorcycle, kind of like Barsha, Barsha and Roxon. Do you think he would be better served in the long run if he smoothed out his current aggressive riding style and flowed more than the, with the bike now while still in 250 class? And if he does do this, do you think he could go even faster right now? I don't know. Well, he's asking kind of two different questions. Um, on the 250, I think I think it works. I think that you can you can get away with being really really aggressive on the 250. Uh, Long term, which he mentioned, I don't know if that's the perfect way to go about it. It's it's very rare that someone can do that. Say like Carmichael did. Um, but I mean, he's he's obviously doing something right. He's he's second points and. Uh, riding much better than he did last year. So 
It's, it's a tough question to answer. I haven't really thought that he was that erratic um, myself. You know, I, I thought he was he looked pretty good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it, you know I'm gonna give it more time before I can really you know say that because if you watch Barsha and then you watch you watch Cooper Webb, I don't really think that they're exactly the same. So. Mhm. All right. Yeah. I I, it's, I think it's too early to tell. Basically. Okay. I think you're too early. Uh, Clint said this. Uh, Good day, Steve. I'm not sure if you read these things, but I'm a motocross loving Aussie who follows the 22 for obvious reasons. I was thinking about silly season and Reed's need for an established quality guy, and thought I would throw a few names up there that I haven't heard. Either Tickle or Weston, or an all Aussie team with Medi. On a side note, I thought Matt Moss performed quite well in the first few Supercross motos. Do you think there's any chance he will make the trip over to you fellas again? Cheers for your time and keep the no bullshit reports coming from Clint. What about a second spot? JT, you're the first guy I've heard, and I know you're buddies with Chad, so it's not you're not pulling this out of thin air. You're the first guy I heard that Grant is someone he's looking at. But what about Tickle, Pike, Metcalf, these guys that Clint is talking about? I think there are all possibilities. Um, I, you know, I think even guys like Brayton and Will Hahn and all those guys uh, are all uh, somewhat possible on, on different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing for Chad is just uh, sorting out equipment. Um, that's a huge part of it, deciding what direction he's going to go with that. Um, and then, obviously, budget. If, if riders can bring sponsors with them that will help offset costs, uh, and then, I, you know, on some level, I think he's got to wait because guys that have um, deals, if they're going to get a factory bike, which I, I don't know that whether Chad can provide that or not, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just so many factors and variables. I think that Chad is in a position where he may be, he may have to wait longer than some of these guys want to wait um, before he gets all his ducks in a row. So, so it's, a, it's a weird dynamic just because it's a little bit different than what we typically see with teams where he has a lot more things he has to kind of straighten out than most teams do. We debated this Berlute on uh, on Pulp MX uh, last week. Uh, your team, RCH team, looks like they're going to have a choice between Tickle, who probably won't race this year, but looks like he's going to have a clean bill of health, and uh, and Pike. So it should be interesting to see what they do. Or maybe they go in a whole different direction. Yeah, get, it's hard to get say. Get another guy. So. I, I, I would like to think that... Did you put uh, your vote in for Renard? Uh, oh, absolutely. I already have. <laughs> I'm working on it. You're like, hey, guys, there's this guy who won plus 30 last year. He's got a good riding style. <laughs> Used to ride Suzuki's. Yep, that's what I do. Um, Bogle likes him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that, that has been the, uh, the, the uh, blah, 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 Race Tech email segment. Don't forget Race Tech Suspension, Racetech.com, anything you need. Chances are... You people listening to this, you need suspension work. You haven't changed your oil forever. You need different spring rates. You need something from Racetech. So use the code PulpMX to save yourself uh, money. PulpMX2014 to save yourself money at Racetech. Uh, tell me about Optrix. Oh, they're killing it. Optrix. Now they, they're killing it. They are. You're killing it. I'm killing it. I'm killing it, but Optrix is killing it. Because Optrix. not only can you go 33 feet underwater with your Optrix case, you can drop it off a three-story building, people. You need to get it. Optrix. It's summertime. You're going to be doing some fun stuff, going to the beach, doing something. If you're going to the river, you need photos of the ladies. Yeah. 
you know, on your boat yeah. with an objects. Exactly. Underwater. Go underwater, yeah. put right. the different, you know, fish eye cam, yes. go underneath, get the good, that's getting weird, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And pull up a Mex code, if, save yourself 15%. If your wife doesn't come home at night, you can go <laughs> ahead and take your, take your optics and go to the club and try to find her. Or take <laughs> dong pics and show her what she's missing out. Yeah. Fish eye. Yeah. It's Fish working. eye dong pics with the optics, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, now everybody. it's getting weird. <laughs> We're killing it. Killing it. Uh, poor Scott here sitting oh, in uh, studio. Shout out to Skinny Mathis. <laughs> killing it. Killing it. Um, this guy asked me how much do I think Kenny's Fox deal really was. I don't think it's 10 years, $300 million. I do not. Three hundred million. Is that what you said? Did I say thirty million or three hundred? I thought million? you said three million. Uh, I think I said thirty million. Yeah, I can't. Don't believe it's that either. No, it's not. Uh, it's usually a hundred. It's. it's, it's w- I bet you it's a. It could be a million a year. It probably was just shy of what Fly offered him, huh, JT? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we weren't in that. Uh, we weren't in that game. Did but you? I do, th- I do think he he took less money. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Um, he had some offers. Yeah, um, he took less money than his his biggest offer. Were you ever in the game? Did you sniff into the game? Did you say no? No, okay. I knew I knew we couldn't or we weren't couldn't or weren't yeah, willing yeah. to offer right. anything where, near what he would want. Yeah, so right away you didn't even like I, I'm I like sometimes with X Brown goggles, I'll be like I'm not even going to talk to you because I can't even. No, we we rock. wouldn't have been anywhere close. Right, right. No. Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Matt Gerke, all rocking the fly racewear. Jimmy Albertson as well. Hey, my so- honest my honest opinion on it too was he really really wanted to stay with Fox. So, yeah, they do a good job marketing. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just a Fox guy. So yep. for Parts Unlimited to go in there and steal him away, they were going to have to basically break the bank. And I knew we weren't going to do anything like that. So it was just a waste of time for us to even get involved. And then in the end, he still took less money to stay at Fox. I was talking to a aftermarket, another gear uh, guy in the pits about Roxon specifically. And they were saying, JT, and maybe you can give me your opinion on this, they were saying – because Kenny wears Fox head to toe, goggles, helmet, boots, everything. They're... I think that's changing, though. Oh, it is. Okay. I think the, I think he's going to Oakley. Okay, but here here is the point. So, because he now he runs Fox everywhere. If you're a helmet guy or a goggle guy or whatever, like he's not that marketable because he's so branded with Fox everywhere. You're you're like you're kind of your your product, boots. Goggles, helmet, whatever it may be, kind of disappears under the Fox logoing slash presence. Do you agree? But I don't understand how they could say it. All you'd have to do is is take some of that away. I know. I, I'm just saying. I mean, if you, you're saying that you can't market him because he's head to toe in Fox, well, if you. That's the whole him, idea. Steal, he's not going to be head to toe in Fox anymore. Okay. It's so whole- I, I think it takes time, though. I think that's one of the things I've learned. Uh, my job now is it, it really does take time to change people's perception. Uh, perception. Yeah. Even if a person's not wearing a product, they still have that burned into their brain. So it, it takes time. It takes a year or two before people even realize they're not wearing that product anymore. Yeah. No, JT, what do you, so what do you think? You, you said it's a five-year deal? I, I didn't know. Oh, I, I'm not no, sure. I know I, it's a long-term deal. I thought you deal. said 10 years. I said 10 years. I'm totally pulling I, I think it's. I thought I heard five-year deal. Yeah, I could believe but, that. I heard. I did hear long term, so that's. I mean, it's got to be in that range. Yeah, five, long, five term, five years long term. Huh? What? Yeah. Um, will you ask Kenny for some shoes per loot, or what will you run at Fox? Uh, I run whatever I get free. No, I don't. 
I'm joking. No, they they take care of me. Fox takes care of me. They they always have. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like Fox. Um, so what do you th- how much do you think it would be, JT? Or I mean, you're in the industry. Just just throw a number out there. Um, educated a- guess. I think uh, I think his biggest offer was in the million dollar range. A uh, year. Yeah. Yeah. A year. Yeah. yeah. But I, if I had to guess, um, I, educated guess, I would say he probably got eight hundred per year for yeah. five years. The yeah. the parts guys, Villo, Chad, back in the day, that's two million, and you're wrapped up in everything. No, not less. From what I hear from RV, oh uh, one three. Uh, then they get you Alpine Star, they get you helmet. Yeah, it's it's around one three yeah. minus goggles. Yeah. No, he. So yeah, I mean, yeah. what's Alp, Alpine pay him? For the boots. I think it's all wrapped into... Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got yeah, what yeah, you're saying. Parts, parts distributes. Oh, that stuff. sucks. No, I think it's good for those guys. I don't know. It's I think, uh, it's good I think parts, parts kind of builds, like, signs a deal, and then they kind of subcontract it out. Gotcha. Well, Rick, Ricky's the one I think killed it. You know, you're talking about killing it. Yeah. I mean, he had the... the what was that brand boot? Barrack. Barrack boots, yeah. you know, and he always had his But he didn't get any thing. money, right, from Barrack. I thought that they... Wow, well, okay, okay, maybe he got jacked yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how exactly. Yeah, that's. I don't know how that worked, but yeah. Um, I know. Um, I know that James's uh, answer deal was massive, massive money. Yeah. So. And and I don't know if they recouped that because no, I, I no, did not I, see, I would almost guarantee they didn't even come close. I did not see a lot of their. their they sort of came out with the backward S thing for James, and yeah. that was sort of that line of gear. I didn't see a lot of it out there, man. Not and he had all. his own boots and everything else, right? He had the goggles, yeah. obviously, Oakley. Yeah. yeah. So helmets, and, and, and that wasn't a wrapped up deal. No, no. So, um, speaking of goggles, let's do the X Brand goggle tear off segment right now. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles, a choice of champions like Vince Freeze going 1-1 this weekend up in Canada. How dominating. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. Vince, Vince Freeze proved it this weekend. Hey, it, you know, it, I meant to bring this up. It bothers me a little bit how much they've been pumping up that Colton went 1-1 this weekend. Uh, that, that bothers me a little bit. <laughs> I have to be touchy with this situation. I tweeted something out about after round one, I didn't like some of the Canadian media response to uh, one guy even said, it's good to see Canadians and even guys like Canary that are Canadian, you know, like racers run down the Americans. And I'm like, Canari's American. 100%. Canari yeah. <laughs> would never become a Canadian. He loves America. So, don't put, don't be happy. Just be happy there's a good race. Where was Freeze in the first round? He, he had His motor, bike, blew up. bike blew up. Oh, no kidding. Now, Alessi got caught from behind in the second moto by Colton Fasciati. Colton rode great. Good yep. job to him. But, Mike had a bike problem. Yeah, he, he did. He, and he, he expressed that. He said something broke on the bike. And the first... I mean, he, he pulled a gap at the beginning of the race. Um, then whatever happened, whatever you believe happened, whatever, he, you know, I don't know. But Colton won the moto, no problem. I don't, I don't well, care but, what okay. happened, Colton won. You, you can't look at Mike's lap times and think that he just got tired. He's, Absolutely. He's, no, he's I, I agree. I'm just giving Colton the benefit of the doubt. He, you know, he won the race, the, the second moto, yes. regardless. The first moto, whatever happened, it was on the first or second lap. Mike won the moto. 
I don't care what CMRC does or penalize them or whatever. Mike won the damn moto. So on the score sheet, it's going to say that Colton went 1-1, but uh, I'm just not that – I just have kind of an issue with people just going on and on about this 1-1. I, I sense that you – I sense that you uh, – did you get some tweeting, tweets or something? No, I just okay. – yeah, just reading, you know, not at me or anything. Oh, just, okay. Just what I, what I read and, you know, the, the attitude and some of the people's posts because it's very anti-Alessi up there. Well, it's anti-Alessi down here too, to be fair. Yeah, I know. I just I understand them cheering for their Canadian guy. Yeah, but these the media is supposed to be somewhat un- unbiased. I think. Yeah, no, they're not. They're, I, I I told you. Yeah, I read some things after round one where I was like, "Come on, guys." Yeah, it, it's supposed to be somewhat fair and objective, and and I it's not. You know, just, I, when literally when I was listening to the webcast when Colton passed Alessi in the second moto, I could hear people screaming inside the in the booth. Well, you so, can't. It's Canada. I don't. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. It just bugged me on some level because I, I felt like because I'm a, these colors don't run. So no, he got I egged like in toilet paper a little bit. Yeah, you, you know? hear that? Yeah, the semi got egged in toilet paper. I mean, come yeah, on, it's just, come on. I don't, I don't, I don't whoever, like some of that. You know, whoever, I, I, I just want a fair, fair series. I don't want any home cooking going on or anything like that. I thought um, Canadians were nice. Uh, who uh, they're gnarly. Who thought JT would they fight? They're fighting. They're JT crazy. would pull for the the the, uh, the American Mike Alessi just in his camp. On his I'm really not. I'm really not. I just want I just want everything to be equal. That's all. Yeah. No, I get that, but you know what's? He's made his own bed. That's the problem. I bet you. I mean, if they didn't boo Metcalf last year, did they? No, I don't think so. No, but then they wanted Colton to win. Don't sure kid yourself they did. if you don't think well, they want course, Colton to win. Of course they did. I would imagine they would. I don't have a problem with fans wanting Colton to win. I have a problem with this media. This is not fans, though. Yeah, no, I have a problem with media or, you know, these type of guys not, you know, not being professional and being like, that was a good race. I don't give a shit who won. You saw it, huh? No, no, no. I'm saying I, that's what I want to see. Oh, yeah, The yeah, media yeah. guys yeah, do. Yeah, like, I got you. Know you. What I mean? yeah, like, yeah. like, I really don't. Timmy Ferry's long retired. I don't care who wins the races. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't. When Timmy was out there, I was cheering for him. Of course. Right. I don't know. You got sweat equity in there. I guess that's really all it comes down to. I just want it to be objective. You know? That's fine. You can can feel whatever you want inside, but when you're reporting on stuff and doing stuff, just state the facts. That's all. (laughs) Yeah, but anywhere you're at, whatever country you're in, it's going to be biased. So, look, uh, Mike. Biased. Mike won the first moto and got docked five spots for cutting the track, and I, I didn't see it. Um, I talked to Mike today. He thought it was a little bit of bullshit. I talked to a Canadian guy who said it was justly deserved. So Okay. So, well, so, so pick. I, I, and, Berludi, I can understand your side for sure, but I also. Wait, what side am I on? <laughs> no, no, just of saying that in any country that it's going to be like that. Yeah. But I'm watching Roxon out there, and I'm, like, awestruck at how good he is, and I have no bitterness whatsoever. I could care less if he wins Okay, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. You surprised me last year at the Motocross the Nations. On That's how- a different event. You were visibly upset at the Team USA and, and visibly happy that Team USA was passing people or whatever was going on. Like, that's, a, that's a different event. Okay. That's completely different. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, too, but like Roxon, for example, he's been coming over since he's a little guy and stuff, and he is so likable. People love that guy. You know, yeah, they, people yeah. want to wrap their arms around that guy. I mean, and That's creepy. I think America, yeah, well, I wasn't going that way, but I think America 
is like that. They they have fans, and they'll, they'll embrace different people. Where Europe hates Americans. Come on, you know that, JT. I mean, uh, yes, and I think no. it's I think it's different countries. Germany always. I mean, those guys welcomed me with open arms. I never felt that way. Yeah. I, when, I really didn't. When you go to the motocross the nations, the Americans are the rock stars. Everybody wants to see them. Yeah, they're yeah. like the it's rock not stars. Not the feeling I get. Huh. I I know they do. You're right. They want to come see him, but they want to see him get beat, though. Well, they do come around and they look at him and they want look, to touch him. The and bottom feel line, him and... the bottom line is, X Brown goggles went one one in Canada. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Yeah, okay. Because Alessi won the first moto, right? Yeah, he cheated, but whatever. <laughs> and second moto, his bike broke while oh, he was winning. Shit. In my world, that's a one one. Yeah, well, for X Brown. This uh, weekend, I'm sure. Uh, how many races are, are in that series? Nine, I think. Ten now. Ten? Okay. Uh, this weekend, X Brand like Goggles. going to be a good series. This weekend, for example, X Brand Goggles in the 450 class uh, went 13, 17, 21, 22. Uh, Not bad. 38 with Dusty Pipes, uh, 31 Colt Neck. So, I mean, X Brand Goggles, we didn't win the 450 class, but we also didn't lose it. What Albertson get? <laughs> 22. 20, 22nd overall? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere, like Vince Freeze and Michael Lessie. If you wear X-Brand Goggles, maybe you find your way, maybe you find a few shortcuts out of there on the track. <laughs> you know? Just saying. Um, all right, 15 seconds on the clock. We're coming up with Nick Way. Uh, these questions are submitted by... Um, a. Corey Mosier. I, I don't know. All right, whatever. Yeah, mo- what's the guy's name? Mosier. Steve. Have you ever blocked anyone on Twitter that works in that inside the industry? If so, whom? Um. No, I don't think so. Uh, a lot of blocking with that Chris Blowskate. Um, don't believe it was anybody in the industry. Oh no, block Tommy Hahn. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Tommy. Uh, I did block Tommy Hahn because uh, yeah, I didn't like some of the things he was saying about me, and not to my face. To other people about me, couldn't couldn't man up and say it to my face, so I just blocked them. What right. about Mason? I didn't block Mason. I still follow no. him. Yeah, still okay. follow him. Yeah, yeah. So, no, not at all. Shout out to Mason. Yeah. Why? Another X Game gold medal. I don't know who you're talking about. All right, I don't right. speak that name anymore. No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, he won speed and style. Yeah, yeah. Beat uh, Bilko. Yep. And um, man, I didn't even watch. I watched Step Up. And that's it. I didn't watch Enduro Cross. I didn't watch uh, Best Whip. You know what's crazy is some of the guys that do Moto X Freestyle get paid simply for X Games. That is Absolutely. the event yeah. that is on their contract. That's all they care about. It's all that matters. And they didn't even they didn't even run the event. I brought that up earlier. That's their whole career. That's their whole seat. Their whole year. And that's it. X, X Games is just like, nah, we're out. What crazy. kind of numbers are you talking about? I mean, I understand talking, the GT? reason, like the wind and all that, but it's just unbelievable. Like, what, what even happens, you know? like What kind of money do those guys get paid, JT? Do you have any uh, fly guys out there? Uh, we, don't, we don't really uh, – we don't pay any guys. I, we have Dustin Cantrell, but I don't think we pay him. I'm not sh- totally sure it's not my department. But, I mean, the, the top guys get paid, I mean, good money. <laughs> like 100000 I heard uh, it's. I, I mean, he- guys like Twitch and uh, those guys—they make a lot of money. I heard it's a hundred grand for a gold medal, and some guys' bonuses. I think I thought it was fifty, but well, I thought it was hundred. Yeah, so hmm. I think like Renner gets like fifty for. Do you think yeah. they get poor, paid more than you did in your heyday? Uh, I would. I would think guys like Twitch do. Yeah, absolutely. Crap. I mean, his, have you ever seen Twitch's house? No. No. Uh, yeah, it's it's like an estate. 
I was told uh, this weekend that uh, Twitch doesn't like me. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't even know if he knew how he knows a Pulp MX or anything. Somebody brought that up. Oh, right? yeah? Well, I mean, he's tight with Hanny and those guys, so. Oh, there we go. I thought Hanny and I were good now, though. Well, I mean, it's... it's someone needs to update Twitch. That's a new development. Yeah, someone needs to update Twitch on the latest between Hanny and me, so. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, yeah, like, uh, fuck, whatever. I'll go on. For, this is much longer than 15 seconds. Geraldo, stop it. <laughs> right. Somebody's going to hit you in the face with a chair. <laughs> I Bru- thought Baluti was going to punch me in a commercial break. No, come Did on. Did you run out of Guinness? <laughs> no, I got plenty of Guinness here still. Scott I think I brought might have some another Guinness. One. Yeah, Scotty, thanks. I appreciate it. All right, next question. All right, Baluti. Yes, sir. Which of your riders has been the worst at testing? Wow. You know, probably I'd have to say maybe the young ones, some of the younger ones. Like Ezra, you know, no, no, no insult to Ezra, but when they're young coming in, they, you it for takes – yeah, in 92. I thought that was Longacre. And then that Y-U-N-G? Young? <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, um, and then I worked with him, I think, in uh, 94, too. Longacre blew his hand out, and I worked oh. with him like six races. Okay. Anyway, but um, I think the young ones coming in, you know, it takes them a while to learn how to test and stuff. So I'd, I'd have to say the younger guys. When, when Riddle and Brian Gray and Lalo's were there, did you work for any of those guys? All those kids? No. No, you never worked for any of those guys? Like, I worked with Thane. Roger brought those kids in for a few years. Yeah, where I was yeah. like, what are you doing, Some Roger? Some French guys. He was, he was trying to pull rabbits out of his hat. <laughs> people forget, like, listen, I like Roger, but there's a lot of people that are like, he's the greatest manager ever. He makes champions. He struck out on a lot of riders over the years. That's all my point. I'm not, I'm not belittling him or talking shit on him, but people, I think, overrate like how he makes these champions. Berlut, right? Uh, like, I mean, he's, right. a great, he's a good manager. I'm going to say right. No, he's a good manager. <laughs> I agree. And, and all that, but people are like the calm and steady hand of Roger DeCoster. He had a lot of riders that did nothing. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He's, got, he's had a lot of riders. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So the numbers yeah. game, you know. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, that's all I'm saying. So. All right. Uh, JT. Everyone says they get better when the series moves wet, uh, east, uh, but who does, do you think struggles when they go east? Good question. Huh, like I, don't know if they, I don't know if guys struggle necessarily. Um, because there, it really there's only a couple races out west, and then we're east for so long. I think it's just more – it's really a lot easier to tell who gets better than gets worse. I, um, I think guys like Josh Grant benefit from being out west, so maybe if I had to pick one, I would say Grant. Or I'm, what about Pike? Hasn't done East Coast for a couple of years. I'm curious. Uh, That's a good question. Or a oh. good, yeah. I was gonna, wondering if there's a lot of them that he hasn't even been on. No, he said he's done. he did them all a few years oh, ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. He hasn't done Muddy Creek. Yeah, obviously he hasn't done Muddy Creek hasn't, and hasn't and done uh, Indiana. Indiana, yeah. A lot of guys haven't done Indiana. But he's the kind of guy that I think will adapt, and he's just he's just he goes for it. So I think he's he'll fine. be fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's good in the ruts. He's good in every condition. So it's not going to matter. Right. All right. Next question. All right, Steve. Yes. Out of your four, which four. of your Pulp oh. MX employees give you the most headache? Who's the four? I don't know. I was just throwing out a number, but there's it's a small group of people who gives you I'm the biggest headache. I'm going to say You you always. Uh, um, the ones who give you the headache are the ones that you love the most. So <laughs> he gonna, won't say a name. So I'm going to say tits. Damn. Still an employee on Friday, Thursday, Moto 60 show. Yeah. Yeah. Still, okay. How still, is uh, he? He's great. Yeah. yeah okay. Things are good. He's got an apple and he's got an Optrix. He's happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
That's all he needs. <laughs> he, he needs a tundra, the, an apple, the and a new an big apple. Huh? Yeah, he's sleeping in his truck. Does he got some beats like you got? He, he never, need he never got him any beats. I never got him beats. No. no. Oh. How do you feel about Apple buying beats? I, that's what we're talking yeah, about. I don't really care. Dre loves it. Why do keep? Yeah. People, why do people keep bringing up my beats? Though that's like three shows in a row that people. Because are like, you were such a not a beats guy. I'm still not a beats guy. You're but like the antithesis of beats. <laughs> no. First of all, well, I, that's a gnarly word. <laughs> I I'm killing it with Jeezy, and beats are cool. But beats aren't. If you want to go sound quality, uh, bows are better. But this is just an audio radio show. It doesn't really quality doesn't matter. So that's why I have Beats on. Bows are You're the exact it. reason, the exact reason why Apple bought Beats. If, they, if Beats can get you to buy them, anybody will buy them. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's an insult or not. I think I, I, it's I, not. I, I it's just it, it just shows the power of their branding. He does love his apples. I'm no, bro. When you think Beats life, it's me. I'm pretty sure the guy at Best Buy when he said Beats was like, what the fuck? No. All right, let's go. All right, Berluti. Yeah. Out of the riders and teams currently racing, who is most likely to blow up their bike? Oh, Jesus. Come who on. Who is most <laughs> likely to blow up their bike? Eleven ten is no longer well, around. Well, y- you would yeah. think it would be Barsha back in the day, the way he revved the bike out or whatever like that. But, but usually somebody that is like that, you know. I, I thought uh, Weston would be really tough on equipment, but he's not that bad, really. You know, clutches. goes through clutches. Everybody goes through clutches, though, right? Yeah, it depends he's, on how much worse. traction. Yeah. yeah, he's a little worse than, like, like Tick wasn't bad on clutches. Yeah. Just different riders, right. like you said. Yeah. All right. Uh, JT, uh, which piece of gear has the biggest markup? Uh, I like that one. I don't know if JT can answer this. Come on, JT. That's uh, tough. I, honestly. You get in trouble? It's pre- no, it's pretty easy because they're they're all really close. They are because what we pay for them determines what really we set okay. pricing at. So we they're they're all pretty close. So the margins are the same on everything. They are because it, that's what dictates where we can set the price. Gotcha. So, hmm. yeah. All right, Steve. Yes. He got out of that one, didn't he? He, he did. did. He did. Man, he he danced and weaved and Muhammad Ali out of that one. Man, uh, Steve. Yes. You were blowing Roxon in the Racer X uh, Lakewood review. Uh, I was you, blowing Roxon. Yeah, wow. Accordingly. Uh, Behind you, the truck, Cowie truck, or you what? raped her. Uh, All I said, and I've said this a few times about, <laughs> I've said this. You raped her. There you go. I don't have the button, so I just have to say it. Um, All I've ever said about Kenny was that if I'm a if I'm a widget company, and I have all my money, and I got to hire one guy to run my widget, I'm giving my money to Kenny Roxon. He's twenty. For what we just talked about, he's 20 years old. He's going to be a multi-time champion. He's a good-looking kid. He's on social media, a ton of fans. He's got style. His English is good. He's so likable. He's I would just a give, good guy. Man. I would give Kenny Roxon all of my widget money. That's yeah. all. I, I tweeted the other day that if he goes on to win 450 titles, he will be the most marketable rider in the history of the sport. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well really? it depends because it's – I mean, wouldn't you say MC – MC transcended the sport. But, of course, it wasn't in the same position as it was back then. And there's not no money left. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. You might want to look at his contracts. MC was. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, MC was on you know Loveline. He was on Johnny. Or Money's Jay Leno. As, well, you know, Pastrana, kind of, if you want to go that route. Yeah. yeah Pastrana, what could have been with Pastrana, huh? Yeah. What could have been? I just think globally. I think globally, 
Roxon will be the guy. He's, I got he's you. so popular in Europe. Globally. He's going to take America yeah. over yeah. the way it's looking. Yeah, for sure, globally. That's a good call. Yeah, and yeah, either him or Alessi. Right now, unless he's in, <laughs> in Canada, also globally trying to take over. So, you know. All right. There's like love the ring. Well, the question. Hey, Bernudi likes that. The, the, I love it because, fuck, that's hilarious. Go for right. it. What about this one? Davey Coombs is beating up your kid. <laughs> MX Sports is done. That guy's going down. Uh, I remember them all, man. <laughs> That was laser a, gate was just uh, that was oh. such a good show. Um, um hey, uh, um, no, I forget. Okay, go. Good God, uh, Steve. Yes. The question was. Oh yeah, question was, oh, yeah I was blowing. You were yeah. blowing Kenny <laughs> behind the Cali truck. <laughs> you listed all of his upsides. Uh, what's his biggest downside? I don't like that chain he wears. Really? That's it. That's the best thing you think of. Yeah. All right. You worried about getting caught on the handlebar or something? I just I don't like it. Yeah, I hear you. But that's a European deal, maybe. It's a, it's the Mr. T deal. It's stylish. I don't know, man. He needs some beats, and he needs some cargos, and he's set. All right. Okay. Next question. Uh, Berluti, uh, what is the biggest misconception about Weston Pike? That he doesn't care? Um. Well, I prior to me working with him, I heard he had a, lot, a bad rap as far as the way he was. Your beer is blocking the show pro. Okay, well. You, mean, just put, you can put it over there. You can put it over there. I, I want my there. Guinness sponsor. Okay, yeah, here we go. I'm working on it. Scott, that's your fault. Anyway, um, but uh, I, don't, I don't see the big fuss about him, you know. I, I, he he's, doesn't say a lot. He's really a very nice guy, so I don't know why he gets a bad rap. Hmm. All right. Uh, last question is for JT. Uh, what rider benefits from the short practice sessions, or who is someone that learns the tracks the fastest? Is that a short joke? Yes. Um, <laughs> man, benefits from the short practices, I don't know that anybody really does. I think everybody's gotten really, really good at it. They've all adapted. Uh, what was the second part of it? Uh, who takes advantages of, or who takes the most advantage of the short practices, or who... Um, uh, here, let me read. I, I got to go back. Sorry, I'm not killing it right now. <laughs> Who is someone that learns the tracks the fastest? Um, I think Brayton. Brayton is not racing, but he jumps to my mind quick, quickly. He he's very good at picking up and, and learning things. Um, to be honest with you, I think the only guys that that it really matters to are the guys that haven't been to the event yet. Yeah. So a guy like Weston going to Muddy Creek. I think he's at a disadvantage, but everyone else, it's it's pretty much, you know, they know what to expect. The tracks don't change that much, so by the time a national is over, you have that track figured out, and, and it's really easy going into the next year. So I think it's more, that's that's the only answer I can really give you is, is first-time events are tough. I hope you're thinking Brayton in Supercross. Well, yeah, I think I think he's just he's just adaptable in general. I mean, I think it, it crosses over. Maybe his speed isn't there, but he just picks things up. Like I see him jump stuff even outdoors. I see him jump stuff immediately. Yeah, and he's he's really good at finding the quick way through sections, rhythm sections, stuff like that. Quick. Brayton, so. Brayton's supposed to be working on getting Jimmy Johnson for the show. Yeah, yeah. Him and Jimmy Johnson are buddies. Oh wow! So, I think you got a better shot of getting Jimmy team. Johns. 
No, I think I think he he said he think he would do it. How, how's what's the relationship there, dude? He, oh, I don't it's North Carolina a, guys. They mountain bike together. Oh, okay, that's yeah. cool. And you know, Jimmy Johnson used to race, and yeah, yeah. yeah but I thought yeah. it, there wasn't a Gibbs connection there. So. No, no, yeah. I guess they're just buddies. Oh, or that's cool. Yeah. So we're working on getting Brayton and Jimmy Johnson on. Wow. I don't know what I'll talk to Jimmy Johnson about. Like you'll hey, find you'll find something. Good NASCAR race. No, you just. Yeah. Ask him oh, about bring me in. I, I know all about that stuff. El Cajon and ask him about. Well, ask him all about that. RJ and El Cajon and, then, and all uh, that. But. The other track, uh, the little track, uh, Barona Oaks. Barona, I mean, I'll ask him, but I don't know about NASCAR. Like, yeah, I'm, bro, he's on the quest for seven seven titles. I know, I mean, but, like, what do I say about NASCAR? Like, hey, how was your car handling? I don't yeah. know. No, like, how do you, you know, training-wise, like, he's pretty gnarly for NASCAR guys like him and Carl Edwards and some of these guys. There's yeah, talk but, about how people don't think NASCAR is a real sport. How's it feel like to turn left? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I, I want to get You can on, ask though, him right? some technical questions, Steve. Yeah, I can. Do you get to ride, or do your contract say you can't ride? Yeah. There's plenty to talk He's about. He's on our TV right now, right on our show. You'll, you'll do fine, Steve. Is that the X-Brown goggles? Is that me, it? Steve, you'll do that great. That has been. X-Brown goggles. If you don't wear X-Brown, you won't win. Vince Freeze, Michael Essie, dominating the Canadian Nationals this weekend with X-Brown goggles. Mike uses X-Brown goggles to find a quick way around the track in the first moto, and, uh, and we saw all the effects. And, of course, X-Brown goggles worn by some of the top athletes everywhere, including our next guy. Uh, he's just back from Australia, and uh, he is uh, Mafia Moto Crew Nick Way. Pulp Crew saves you 20% on uh, MafiaMotoCrew.com. Nick Way! What's up? You haven't been on the show for a while. Thanks for coming on. As long as me? Yeah. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Been he's been very busy lately. You sound like you're sleeping, Nick. Yeah, I'm chilling, you know. Right on. You just got back from Australia? Uh, no, I've been back for, like, a good part of a week. What, what, did you, were you racing over there? Yeah, I went to, like, a one-off event called a Manjumup 15,000. Pretty crazy name for a race, but I guess that's a city. How'd you do? Fifth. Did, uh, who won? Uh... Kurt Gibbs. Kid's first name. Yeah, Kurt his Gibbs. Last name. He, oh, okay. He had a G on his bike. Coy Gibbs? Is it like a supercross Gibbs. motocross thing or what? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a motocross. Pretty. Actually, I guess they had the donations there in '92. Yeah, they did. Bale. That was Bale's last ever uh, a race, a motocross race. Wow. And I guess they they haven't changed the track since because I, I you know the you guys have probably seen the picture before, but there's a picture of Emmick standing up. Yeah. And he's like dragging the bar. Oh, sand. Up and I was like, where did that happen? They're like, oh yeah, and that. Second turn over there. Oh, yeah. You know, he like crashed right after that, right? Track since 92. They're like, no, same. Oh. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, Emmett crashed in that photo. Yeah. Oh, it looked, like he, it looked like he he looked like he was crashing, but yeah. you know, he had no feet down, so. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a little myth, Moto. Did it remind you of Baja? You know what the other myth is in Moto? The other myth Way is... Way rougher than Baja, Balut. Yeah. That the oh, setup yeah. doesn't matter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the other myth in Motocross is that... Uh, Ryan Hughes' broken chain cost him the title. People think that. No. People think that. That's fucked. It's not. Lampson no. already crossed the finish yeah, line. Absolutely. It was Berluti done. Fans it was done. Fans think that that broken chain cost Ryan all the title. Because he looked like a hero pushing it up the hill. Yeah. It cost him like 30 bucks. That's about it. <laughs> right. People that passed him when he was pushing up the hill. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, how exactly. Get, how many guys you get passed by to cost him 30 bucks? <laughs> yeah, three guys. <laughs> like seven. <laughs> Uh, uh, Nick Way, so uh, Australia, did you enjoy it, all that? Uh, uh, JT wants to know about your flight down there. Did you get upgraded? Did you try to get upgraded? What seat you were in, what kind of fl- fl- plane you were on, and all that? Uh, 
have no idea. You I got mean, the Shakespeare. I, I don't know what plane I was on. I definitely did not get the upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. I mean, this is the first time. Obviously, I've been to tons of overseas races for yeah. Supercross events. Whoa. But outside of like racing the race here and there in Canada or whatever, and outdoor, I've never gone anywhere to mm-hmm. race a motocross event. Yeah. So that that was cool for me because even like, shoot, one time I raced Barcelona and then Geneva the next weekend when mm-hmm. I rode KTM and I like I asked to stay the week between because I knew people would train in Spain, so I'd like try to ride at some tracks they rode at, and it was like some outdoor track, you know, and then that wasn't that awesome. <laughs> yeah, you left me at the hotel. No worries. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, you got your bike. You could have came with. You could have came with. You, I, I saw pictures of the track, and I, I think I, I think I was good. Yeah, the bottom section was frozen. Um, <laughs> how were the how were the fans in Australia? You meet you meet some pulp fans. Uh, I'm, there was a, there was actually quite a few people with mafia shirts on. I was stoked. Nice. What? Nice. Yeah, like, evidently they get like uh, there's a lot of people buying stuff off the internet sites here, and they you know like I don't know if they get like a group together or however it works. Yeah, so bro. They, they go buy enough stuff, or they get free shipping. They so. use Pulp Crew, saves them twenty percent. I don't know about that. Um, uh, but that's cool. So you met fans were cool. Everybody was cool. Good. Yeah, no, it was super cool. Ben Tomley was there, yeah. and uh, his dad was there, and like the team. I don't know. He was filling in for Cody Cooper, so like the Honda team down there, mm-hmm. and right Honda team. Like the guys were super cool. They helped me out a bunch. That you know, like I needed some whatever, they would help me out. Mm-hmm. And. uh yeah, it was fun. We we had like one day of practice on Friday, and then we raced on Sunday. Yeah, and then it was kind of like a crazy format, maybe like like four fifteen minute motos or something like that, and then uh-huh. like a shootout, do like a one lapper thing. Oh, huh. pretty fun. Well, that's cool. Kind of like Zapparides. Did you get? Yeah, any? I don't know. I never got to go to those. Oh, those that was cool. Rollerball got third in eighty seven at Zapparides. JT, right. did you ever go to there? No, too, Fuck, that it was, was before my time. That was the best race. Berlue just after party with RJ and Wardy and everything. No, I mean no, I went there with Huffy, Huffman oh, okay. back in the day. But and then I also went there with Albie. I think in maybe '96 or something. Albie. Yeah, his his oh, mechanic Ian, Ian, Ian didn't have his right. passport stuff set up, so I right. I was I went over there in his place. But um. Jay, they just treat you great. It's a good. It's but it's kind of like what you're talking about, like a tennis match, like you say, a one lap format deal or something. Yeah, well, they had one thing in the middle that was one of those. It yeah. was, the whole thing was cool. Yeah. It was it was like what you said. It was just so so much different than what I'm used to. And honestly, it's been years since I've ridden. It's obviously it's winter there in Australia now, so it's been years since I've ridden motocross where it's been like. 50 degrees, 60 degrees. Whoa, was so that I was, cold? I was really enjoying myself. I mean, I, you know, usually I'm breaking a sweat when I'm doing some longer laps, but I was having a good time. Felt like you were at home. Uh, I saw I saw some videos. That track is, gets rough. Dude, dude, rough. Real rough. <laughs> uh, JT, can you imagine, like, Nick? Nick must have got paid so much money to do this race because how was he leaving to go? Like, he's not going to Australia to go ride outdoor sand track. I'm thinking it's got to be... You know, forty grand, fifty grand. No, he's not doing that. He's not leaving the couch. Maybe, no, that's, those are old. Those maybe years, maybe years ago, Mathis. Not, uh, not today. I'm just saying. I can't believe they got you off to go there. That's good. Don't get me wrong, but got you off. To well, go. I mean, I was like the the motorsport.com guys were going. Brett Q and Dayton Daff were going. They made a video. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, BTO Sports. I'm looking at. I'm looking into getting some Australian distributors for the mafia stuff, which is obviously yeah. another. 
motivating factor for me to go, and then honestly, didn't really have a lot going. But uh, I rode one time before I went just to confirm my <laughs> your knee was okay. was good enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somehow, I think there was still a lot of clickers turning. Yeah, I was going to say you still made major <laughs> changes over there. there hey, no- sh- shock- shockingly, I didn't. I didn't really, there wasn't much going on with it. What? Come on. Maybe Come on. <laughs> that's not the Nick way we know. I know. So I you know. got fifth. That's good, though, huh? I mean, were you but happy I mean, with that? I, re- I rode way better the whole, like, each time I rode better. I was was closer to the front guys, which is which is cool. It was fun. Um, How did Townley do? Uh, Townley won one of the motos and got second in a lot of them. That. Gibbs was pretty fast, honestly, at this track. Uh, there was like actually a couple local dudes, like state champ guy. I don't know, I don't know how it works there. He was running number one. He was pretty good. <laughs> so Townley still twisted. Yeah, uh, Kenzaro was there, and he just ran AJ on his side plates. Yeah, I, I think I was supposed to be number W, but I refused. <laughs> <laughs> Letter uh, W. You know, Nick. Whenever I check uh, our Pulpamex stats or the Pulpamex show stats, we're big in Australia, bro. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, the the family that I stayed with, that he actually, this kid, Chris Clark, he worked on my bike and stuff. He has his own, like, uh, mobile moto cross, like, uh-huh. uh, he works on people's bikes in the races and during the week and stuff. And then his family, um, they helped the event. And actually, Brett Q, Dane Daft, and uh, Ben Townley and his father stayed at their house, like, mm-hmm. two nights. Yeah. And when they picked him up from the airport, I busted him with uh, the Pulp Show on his back. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice, nice. So I was like, cool. "You got to be kidding me! You're listening to masses right now." <laughs> he said, "Yeah, yeah." I've called, and he was—he cool got me one time. Bad. Like, yeah, oh please! He's, he's a real dick. He's a real dick in person. Really? Hey, you gotta be like yeah. that. I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> hey, so did you uh, think that was fun or better than like when you go to Europe? I mean, the whole Australian thing. I've never been there myself. Have you been there, Steve? I've never been. I really want to go to yeah, Australia. I'd like to check yeah. it. I'd love to go. Yeah, that was a not, that was. I'd never been either, and I guess uh, the Western Australia where I had gone is obviously less populated than the East part, and motocross is less popular there. Oh, that's right, man. Manjips by Perth. I, yeah, it's on the other it's side. It's far. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a, yeah that's it's a far. It was trip. like it was like fifteen hours to Sydney from LA, but then another five hour flight across the country. So oh, I was like, jeez. You know, like going, yeah, apparently yeah. there's like one road and there's a gas station every so often in the middle of Australia. There's nothing there. I hear it's nothing. In the middle of yeah. Australia. You literally like Yeah, I mean every the, all the places that I went was pretty close to the to the Right. to the ocean also, so. Huh. Hey, was you see any uh do you, you didn't happen to see that MH370 flight anywhere over there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good call. Did you see it in a hangar? Yeah. yeah. What is going on with that flight, JT? Can you please give me an info? <laughs> I know you're into this. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, man, I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> I've been watching, I've been following this story like night and day for months. Oh, and I months. know, I know. They lost the plane, um, Nick. So, okay, so you get back from Australia, and everything's going good. You pull into Chaparral to buy your kid a birthday present. You come out, and your bike is gone. Yeah, that happened. Unbelievable! They unloaded it, they, and and you, I said, you said an eyewitness said the guy fired it up and rode it off. Uh well, I was going to go ride at Paris, but the time change was really blo- 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 was throwing me off. Right, right. So 
the night before, I changed the front and rear tire, put my suspension, ECU, all this stuff back on my bike, got it ready, changed the oil, filter, two tires, new chain, new sprockets, new chain guides, all wow. that. Like, right? Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, you're you not even racing outdoors. What are you doing? <laughs> right? Listen, listen to the story. So I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm a race red, bud. I had a good time at that race. I was like, I was right on pace at the end there. I was better every time. It's on. Of course you were, right. Yeah. So, you know, I got my bike full prep job, ready to go ride the next day. Well, it happens, you know, I'm on the wrong time zone, so I sleep until like 12 (laughs) somehow. Sleep until like 12, and so I'm like, I get to Paris, and it's like open for like 10 more minutes. I'm like, I'll be back later. So I I left Paris, (laughs) went to Chaparral, because I was just there for a dealer signing. Yeah. Before before Glen Helen, and I noticed they had just opened a bicycle section, and I was looking. I've been looking for, I mean, I casually looking for like a nice sixteen inch bicycle for my son's birthday. He'll be five next week, mm-hmm. and so they had ordered one for me because I saw a sick one there, and they're like hard to come by. Nice that small that small bikes, mm-hmm. and so I pulled it. I got I went in there to get it. They you know they had it all put together for me, and I picked out a couple helmets for you know one for my son's birthday and my my littlest boy because. Obviously, he needs the helmet too. So, <laughs> and then you know, I took some pictures like for their Instagram, small talk to sales guys, whatever. And I was literally there for like maybe fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and then I was standing in the line where they were checking my bags to confirm that I had paid for it. Yes. And someone, someone comes running in saying, "Hey, somebody just took off on a Kawasaki," and I'm like, "You've got to be kidding!" Me. <laughs> oh. So I look outside because I literally was parked like just out front. And, uh, yeah, were you in the lot across the street or in the front of the building? I'm talking like I could shoot. I could, the door. Like I've, I've hit basketball shots further than where my truck was parked. Oh, like my God. That door. close to the door. Okay. Uh, and so I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I hop in the truck, and I'm like, you know, I'm in hot pursuit. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, a stutter. I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do when I find this guy with his bike? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hit this dude on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> You should have sure brought enough, your gun sure with enough, you. I didn't find the guy. Because, I mean, I pulled into all, like, I went, like, two blocks or whatever. And, you know, I figured maybe I had, like, a man or something close by because the guy said he took off on it. And I said, sure enough, it's fired right up, you know. I just prepped that thing up. <laughs> yeah, of course. Every, like, I had uh, wheels, like, you know, just, like, stuff I was going to take riding yeah. with me in the back. And, he didn't, you know, the, the he moved the ramp and moved the gas can out of the way and then just took it out. Wow. That's out. ballsy. Dude, does it happen well, a I mean, lot? I mean, I looked at my phone because actually, I text, I talked to you, Mathis, and I text you like, "I sound bit, sound like you're busy, whatever." Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I got the next text was from my wife, and which I already got it stolen, and literally it was like twelve minutes between time. Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. Cause I had that same thing happen to me. I was at church and I had two bikes, <laughs> and they stole them right out of the back. Church. Yep. Seriously, at church? Oh, you yeah. were racing on Sunday. It was uh, Wednesday night. Yeah. Hmm. Wednesday like church. Wow, you're, 7, dedi- you're dedicated, JT. I didn't know you were so religious. Yep, learn something new every day. Yep. Okay. He's true so, religious. So yeah. <laughs> uh, true religious. Uh, um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's gone. Cops come and like whatever. They're not going to do nothing, right? Yeah, cops come and they're like they're super cool, but they're like, dude, yeah, it's San Bernardino. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, see- I'm like zero. I'm like zero percent chance. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Schnell's got it. You're like, maybe Schnell took it. Oh, that's jacked. I'm just trying to think of a pro moto guy who lives around there. I thought Schnell did. I don't know. But, um, yeah. So, but so I just thought, you know, because I know, like, it's not. Because I thought to myself, too, when I pulled up, I'm like, it's not the best area. Like, 
I'm going to park as close to the front door as I can. Well, it's still a shot. They obviously yeah. have, like, a big parking area. So I pulled in, like, right between some people, like, right there. And I'm like, you know what? For sure, you know, people stop on their way to Glen Helen or on their way back yeah. to Glen Helen. Yeah. Oil or a tire or whatever. How can you not stop at a dirt bike shop? Like, you know, how can you not stop? I uh, can't But I that. guess after I got my bike taken, it's kind of like a frequent happening around. Yeah, that's that what I was going to say. That happens, huh? Super nice, yeah. Wow. Oh. But all, all the everyone at Chevrolet was super cool about like trying to help to be cooperative with the police and all the stuff. And then obviously, tons of people reposted my post about my bike getting stolen. And mm-hmm. the the San Bernardino police, they were like staying in contact, asking questions and such. And then the I guess the sergeant at Rialto is an avid motocross. You know, he rides himself, and his family lives near Glen Helen, so mm-hmm. he, he knew of me obviously, and he was like. Took a lot of pride in trying to find my bike, and oh, that's cool. Went, that's yeah, cool. they went above and beyond, and and luckily I got it back. And what they say? How'd they find it? What was the deal? Um, the guy, I guess the guy who stole my bike, he had he he. What happened was he was in a stolen car. He drove it to Chaparral, parked it at Chaparral, was just chilling, waiting for something something to steal. Saw my bike, pulled it out, rode it away, kept his stolen car there, evidently. Yep. So then he had it. Then he parked my bike at a friend's house or something, and then had some sort of issue with his chick. And they were driving around um, that stolen car, and the cops had pulled him over because they had you know had a call yeah. on some domestic deal or something. And then he saw my rear wheel in the back of the the back <laughs> of the car. Uh, and they Bring were it like, to Chaparral to get a tire change. Nice. It's got to be something. So they they questioned them. Yeah, and then. He, you know, obviously he was already in big trouble already for stealing the car, so he confessed to having the bike, and then it was at his parents' house. And then, obviously, the the cops were super cool with letting me like go to the parents' house and pick it up. They didn't have a rear wheel on it, obviously, because it was in the back yeah, of the car. Yeah, why would he take? I don't know. Either the dude, either the dude hit a curb, or you know, maybe I might have pinched it. Might have been like a lucky pinch job. Oh, he didn't like your setup. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't like. He didn't like. Tech. You're right. <laughs> too too much high speed compression. He thought he knew it right away. He Did it still it. have the twenty seven on it? Yeah. Well, no. He took all the graphics off of it. Uh, that was about it. So I he, bet he reads the next day. He was trying to stick, trying like, to add a two to the like rear. A super stick five dollar light on it. <laughs> he became in for a sprocket change. Yeah, he reads the next day. <laughs> so he, he the tire went flat on him from either you pinching it or him hitting a curb. He was taken to the chaparral to get changed. No, I don't know where he was. Oh, okay, okay. The wheel was in the stone. The wheel was in the yeah, yeah. Car. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I. But wondered... then I saw it today on Instagram too, because the cops were like, "This um in the trunk of my car, my wheel was in there, and my wheel and axle." And so they were like asking me, "Is this yours? Is this yours?" And there's like a toolbox and two other gas cans in there. Yeah. And I'm like, no. I'm like, no, no, that stuff's mine. And then I saw on Instagram today, like somebody tagged me in that, like some kid found that was his gas can in his toolbox or something. Oh no way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, funny deal, huh? You know, the twenty-seven was just looking so good with the mafia motocross graphics. The guy couldn't just had to have it. Well, I just I drained the I drained the gas. Well, because I like I said, I put a brand new chain and sprocket on. Yeah, and then obviously the tires were new, so like I could kind of get a ballpark figure on how much time dude dude had us thing on the road. Yeah, and I know like because obviously I had race gas in it, and if he would have put, I could have smelled the pump gas like you know a little bit. Yeah. So and I ballpark road for like maybe twenty five minutes. The dude had about ten fifteen minutes left on the road. <laughs> the Cowie tank. Yeah, yeah. It was really it was really low on fuel. So uh-huh. I'm thinking he didn't really ride it too much. So I just I I changed the oil, the oil filter, 
drain the gas, put new tires back on it. Oh. Put, the, put the chain back in spec, and you can check me at Paris tomorrow on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, did Chaparral have a surveillance video of it or no? Um, when they at first they said they didn't, but then the Rialto cops said that they did. So I don't know if it, if they have cameras, or they didn't have them on or. Oh. But I think. Yeah. Either way, they were either way they were super helpful in helping me find the bike, and obviously it's unfortunate that it happened. And, yeah, but I mean I, I appreciate the, their help, and it obviously was not their fault. Um, did you while you were killing time waiting for cops or whatever? Did you happen to take a look at that Tim Ferry Chaparral replica YZ250 up there? That was oh, is bi- there one up there? Yes, built by Steve Mathis. Not really. I, I've been there a lot of times. I haven't seen it. It's, you didn't tell me where to look. Oh, maybe they took it off. Maybe they took it down. Maybe something fell off it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's up on uh, some sort of yeah. It's up on the top of the ceiling. Yeah. So. Oh, it's in the ceiling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fairy Mathis combo. I feel like I would be able to check. I feel like I would have noticed that. I feel like if you clean, if you if, if you had it all race back, the, the skid plate's super rusty because you're like, who's going to look down there? <laughs> you probably could have found some dirt on it. Like, ah, oh, you didn't use a scrub brush here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, Just clean it uh, over and wash it. Nah, it's overrated. Whatever. Uh, well, hey, it's at least it got, at least you got it back. That's good. That's cool. Yeah, it was, what a shitty thing, no doubt. Um, yeah. And, I mean, there's, like, just there's like tons of things. Like, I mean, obviously, for next year, I would, like, get a new bike, but there's <laughs> tons of things I would use for, you know, practice or whatever. You know, like, I had, like, the W wheels and, like, the Vortex ECU clamps, kit suspension, like, the, just like the same race head and cams and all that stuff I use. I mean, like a lot of this stuff, like I can use again for practice or whatever. That yeah. would cost me a lot of money to replace, you know. Uh, hey, uh, by the way, are you selling any of your bikes for any of our listeners? Is there any bikes for sale from you? I got one for. I got one. I got one together. I got like four more that are just in pieces <laughs> in my other garage. Yeah. Okay. So people can contact the show and maybe I can put it on to you if, if they want a full. Yeah, race. yeah. I do. I do have one bike that's ready to go. Okay. Do you or you could just chill a chaparral. <laughs> try your luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You, uh, have you have you ever insured a bike, JT? No. I like because I never like I got uh, insurance on my race truck and all that stuff, and it like insures X amount of contents, which is like more than anything I could sell, and like you know anything that's in the truck probably probably more yeah. than it. But thinking having so many bikes and like you know having kind of like a team that I got going, I should probably maybe look into that. <laughs> I felt pretty dumb after that, you know, after I did after I was going to be stuck holding the check on that. Hey, I had to write a check to uh, to Blackfoot for my bikes. It wasn't You're that out much of your fun. Mind, dude. Why did you have to do that? Is that what happened? Uh. Yeah, I just got two bikes stolen, and they're like, hey, uh, yeah, those are our bikes. And I'm like, okay, well, you guys take a check. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't how that a went? Time. I mean, because, because like, literally, like, in your contract, it probably says you're liable for the, for the yeah. bikes or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, it was just, I don't even know. Like, it was just, what am I going to do? Like, it's my fault, you know, regardless. When it, bottom line, yeah. it's my fault, so yeah. I owe money. There you go. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I have the the bikes that I have this year. I have I have like four or five that I own from last year. But the bikes that I have this year, I got from Motorsport Hillsboro, and they're on like they're on like loan from Cali through Motorsport Hillsboro. And evidently, I like you know I was thinking to myself, well, hopefully, like it's still in like the system, Cali system, like somehow it's insured or whatever. And I'm like, oh, sure enough, I signed something that says that I'm liable. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good story. What have you been doing, Berlue? No, not too much. Busy with the outdoors, you know. Yeah.
Good, hey, good things happen to good people, Nick. You got your bike back. That's awesome, dude. Who's the good person in this? I like Nick. Oh, okay. You don't like him? No. I don't blame you. Be it, Mathis. Um, well, I don't like it because he told some fan in Australia that I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a dickhead or something. So, oh, I got gotcha. you. He's got dude, a point there. The show is, is very popular in Australia. I don't need you ruining my name down there. Ruining? Ruin. Ruining. Yes, ruining. It's right. the way I say it, okay? Uh, so, hey, so maybe some nationals. Red Bull. Oh, I don't know. This is this, this whole set back my preparation, you know? My motivation <laughs> might be low. Well. But I did I did go for the reprep for a little ride tomorrow, but I'll have to get back to you. Did you ought to do a whole story on that bike and then him race Red Bull on it? Oh, I'll race that bike on it, no problem. Maybe we can interview the guy who stole it from jail oh. and ask him, like, he so got his jail. name and address. Oh, you did? <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, and uh, of course, X Brown goggles athlete uh, Vince Freeze dominating this weekend in Canada. Michael Lessie dom- dominating uh, in four fifty, sort of, kind of. Yeah, Freeze went one one, and uh, Nick Way X Brown goggles also crushing it in Australia. I can't believe you're grouping in with that crew. <laughs> I'm just trying to name off our victories this weekend, this past weekend. So, um, and people who want to buy one of Nick Way's bike, contact the show, Twitter, or contact a. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. I'll pass out on the Nick, and maybe you guys can make a deal. You can get a race replica, probably one that Nick uh, raced this year or practiced on, and uh, it's all bitching. So. That's it. Way to go, Steve. Thank you. Um, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you coming back. Always a good time. I was bummed you couldn't make it the last few weeks. So, Mafia, uh, motocrew.com, Pulp. JT, Crew's- can you come to this Australia race next year, you think? Uh, I think I could pull it off. I just need a month or two, or probably yeah. I need I need some advance notice to get ready. Let's put JT, it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll try to line it up, dude, because it was pretty fun. I want. Yeah, I'm down. Wait, wait I'm a minute. Down. I, I, I'll, I would ride to do it. I just. Uh, I want. I want to go too. I want to. Not go. ready right there. Hey, Math is there. There is a master's class or a vet class or something that would be pretty sick. Uh, I please, there was a lot of like, don't our use type Steve. people there, dude. Don't put Steve in the masters like, in the same. CR five hundred. Can I, four CR five hundred. Listen, you guys are gonna laugh right now. Yes. I shred in the sand. Oh God. I'm a terrific sand rider. Hey, I hey, I would say that too, but this place on the bottom half of the track was like three times rougher than Southwick. I I'm used to deep beach sand, the sands of Austin, Manitoba. I cut my teeth on. <laughs> so. What the hell happened? Hey, one of the one of the motos, Mathis, I started next to a CR five hundred and I looked over at Townley and I said, Dude, I'm a little nervous this guy's gonna pinch me off. <laughs> I wouldn't trust it. He's got no start button. There's a, oh, yeah. You're good about it now. You're <laughs> awesome. Like That's 300 funny. RPM. There's a video <laughs> of oh, uh, there's a video on YouTube. I watched it. Timmy Ferry raced against a CR500 at Gainesville. Well, some yep. guy raced a CR500 at Gainesville, and he was in Red Dog's class. And yes, he pulled the whole shot. He yarded. Oh, really? He yarded everybody. Really? He had a GoPro on on a four uh, on against four fifty. Yes, on a CR five hundred. This guy whole shot. Wow. And then Timmy beat him in the second the second start because he said he was so embarrassed. <laughs> this guy <laughs> oh, just funny. this guy yarded everybody at Gainesville on a CR five hundred. So, um, I want to go too. I want to cover it. So, uh, hey, why don't you janky pulp fans in Australia take a, up a collection and fly me over to cover this race? Right. I think they could pull it, dude. There's a, there's a lot there's a lot of massive fans over there. See? Love this guy right here. Now we're talking. Right? Get it all together, people. I'll come down there. I'll, I'll ride the master's class. I'll show you guys my speed in the sand. So you'll really ride? I might pay for your trip if you ride. 
<laughs> Keep kids off the Fuck track. <laughs> I was like, he's going to need like a a defibrillator to keep going after like lap two. No, I can. I know how to ride sound. I know how to stay on top and conserve energy. Oh yeah, you're definitely Stephen Everett's oh. like. Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, there was like this oh. straightaway that came across on the start starting line that you. Were, I was literally fifth gear on it for at least the football field. Really? Just, I got I got to fifth gear and then I was in fifth for at least the football field wide open before I shut her down. Wow, that's this a guy, long straightaway. This guy in the chat room yeah, says, and then there was like these small choppy bumps that was like started for like three hundred feet before this single that was over like a tunnel jump that was like going into the sweeper that was after the straightaway. Like, yeah. I'm surprised I didn't see somebody die on it. This guy in the chat room said, "Mathis is a total dickhead, fat fuck." Why are you listening to this show if that's what you think of me? Like I'm on it, and that's what I think. It's, I don't understand. Like, don't listen if you're really that angry about, about things. Anyways, good times in Australia. Um, yeah, let's go. JT, you know JT may or may not be making a comeback to German Supercross this year, Nick. Did you hear about Oh, this? for real? There could be. There may or may not be a KTM being shipped to Boise. I'm looking at LA. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's LA. I'm running into a couple snags. Oh! Oh, there's some snags. Yeah, but... It's not off the table. What, what is it, gear deal? The gear deal's a ball up? No, it's, it's uh, <laughs> bike gonna availability. They're going to at 20 jersey again? No, bike availability, and I have a trip planned in September that's going to – it's like a long one. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just – I got a oh. lot of uh, he's, a lot of things I got to work out. And he's shopping gear deals too, Nick. You no, no, it's, it's all – Stuff that I just—it's priorities, man. It's not number one in my life anymore. So I don't—I just got to make sure I have time. Will Will you be wearing fly if it happens? I would say there's a 100 percent chance. Okay, of that. all right, yeah. just checking. By the way, NYK uh, uh, RJV was there this weekend. Canadian, former Canadian national champion, MSR yeah. right now, killing it in the 250 class. Yeah, for sure. Those those kids are looking great. I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't see this Jeremy Martin coming. No. I mean, I haven't talked to you guys in a while, but I was at Glen Helen, and he pretty much just stomped the competition. I don't think anybody and, saw him I mean, coming I, like I this. obviously watched, like, both motos, like, beside the track, and but. he's not doing anything that's, like, crazy better than everybody else, so it looks. But, I mean, we break it down on TV, he's obviously carrying way more momentum than everybody. So, yeah. I mean, props to him, dude. He's obviously been working super hard, so that's good for him. Yeah, no, it's good, good to see. Uh, all right, Nick, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, talk to you soon, and uh, we'll get you on again next week probably to, uh, to chat. All right, boys. Have a good one. Don't work too hard, Berlut. Uh, Berlut's gone. He, took, he went to the bathroom. All right. Don't All work right. too hard, man. <laughs> Thank you. We know that's not going to happen. JT, happening. get some rest, bro. Get some rest, JT. Yeah, bud. All right. All right, see ya. Nick Way, everybody. Mafia Motor Crew. Pulp Crew saves you 20%. Let's take our third and final commercial break of the night. Come back. NFAB question of the day. Some voicemails. Uh, JT, are, are you uh, are you packing in or are you coming back on? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, you let me know. I'll do that. And we'll take our last commercial break of the night and come back here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. See you in a little bit. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. 
When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at BTOSports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Fly racing. Undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. 
we've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Hey, 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 W-Wheels. Now that I got all your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. 
Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need, cool colors, better strength, they've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Welcome back, everybody. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAP Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbys, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs. Tech One Designs, people that got some Pulp MX graphics coming out for your bike. You can make a combo for uh, anything you need, any kind of logo you want, and then Pulp MX. 810 Solutions, Eli Tomac, Kenny Roxon, Chad Reed, many others use Rhino Global Products. 810 Solutions is the East Coast distributor. The number 810solutions.com. W Wheels sweeping the X Games this weekend. Uh, Robbie Renner, Ricky Renner. Jesus, I need help. Uh, I need help with this. Uh, Ricky Renner. No, Ronnie Renner. Oh, my God. Help you got me. it. Ronnie Renner. Running the uh, W wheels. And uh, Hanny runs them, as well as Parsons. Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, Optrix, and Guts Racing. All on board with us. The great Tony Berluti. What's up, Berlute? How are you, Steve? I thought I would throw things around with this music a little bit. I like it. It's the intro music, but it's yeah. the outro commercial music. So, uh, Quickly, 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 NFAB. Question of the day. Let's do it. The NFAB question of the day. Dress up your cheap Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories out there. N-Fab.com. Proud sponsors of the JGR NFAB Yamaha team with a filthy fill, Justin Brayton, Josh Grant. Uh, N-Fab.com. You need something for your uh, Jeep, truck, or SUV? Use the uh, contact form on pulpamex.com, and we can try to get you a deal on something that NFAB makes. NFAB, also proud sponsor of the NFAB Off-Road Yamaha team with JP Money, uh, among others. So uh, we thank the guys from NFAB. Question of the day. Berluti, I had a question, and then we answered it earlier. And yeah. then I asked Swisscore for a question. I didn't like his question because it doesn't apply. It's about an off week, so it's good for next Monday. Right. So I don't have an NFAB question of the day. No? No, not at all. Scott. Scott McElroy in studio here. Do you got an NFAB question of the day? Uh, you've been sitting here all show. Me on the spot. I know. He I does didn't, that. I didn't, I didn't mean to, but <laughs> you've been sitting here all show, hanging out. Uh, you have a question of the day? Uh. NFAB? I can't think of anything right off the top of the head. Okay. All right. Berlute, you got an NFAB question of the day? Oh. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, – how about uh, how many motos does Stewart win the rest of this year? Good one. Good one. Um, hmm. How many more? Four. Yeah? I would have said – if you'd asked me before Glenn Helen, I would have said he's going to win Eight. Oh, before Glen Helen. Before Glen Helen. I yeah. was pumped on Stu. Now I'm seeing the three net races down, and now I'm going with four. Yeah. I'd say four is a good number. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Scott? There. I was going to go with three. Okay. Three plus the one or three total? Three more. So three, three more so yeah, so for four. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to go with four more for five. All right. Right on. Should be interesting. Yeah. Um, These KTM guys are good, man. They're good. Yeah, if Stewie can pull starts, and I know he's got the ability to do it. I mean, oh, the equipment's yeah. okay, and he sometimes gets great starts, and then sometimes uh, he gets shit starts. The bike is holding him back. Yeah, no, I think I think the bike's okay. Okay, all right. You know, it's a little late, but question of the day. What exactly happened with Barsha? Did that just come out of left field? No, he's been battling it for a while, and he hurt, hurt, hurt his ankle slash foot again at Hangtown. So it's been something he's been dealing with for a while. Now I hear he needs surgery. He'll be gone all summer. 
That's the word right oh, now. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we'll wait and see on that, on the official word of that. But that's what the rumor mill is saying. He's going to be out for the rest of the summer. So, and, of course, he'll be on JGL Yamaha next year. So, he'll be, uh, he'll be gone, coming back. Uh, Scott, you used to live with the owner of Works Connection, Eric Phipps. Early on in its infancy. You were there when he started it. Yeah, he pretty I, much. You know, I think he technically started it when he was still living with his mom. Uh huh. And then uh, we became roommates and watched him build it out of the garage. And did he make skid plates first? Yeah, first product of skid plates, and Lammy was his first guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He made skid plates. A couple of little little things that he tried to market. He had little things at one time were like a, a shock reservoir cooler. Oh yeah. Had yeah. a little aluminum thing that bolted to it that had fins on. Yeah, it. Yeah, fins dis- on it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, but just the skid plates were always just so perfect they fit good they you didn't have to yeah. jerry rig anything to get them to go on no was, they were good yeah. it's just always top quality i had one in like 91 so early on yeah i bought one early it came with blue foam yep which is weird but <laughs> but cool you know uh worstconnection.com of course uh, they've been with us for three or four years already and uh Nice guys, great guys up there, NorCal. I didn't see Eric at Hangtown. That's too bad. Yeah, he was there. I know, I didn't see him. Though. Yeah, he's there. he's making a special piece for us. Oh, is he? Yeah, right now. He and he he loves it. He says I like these special projects. You know, yeah. I go because yeah. I we we could make them, you know, but they're a pain in the butt. Yeah. It's it's a it's a brace because of the uh, the start button. Yeah, you know, the, the yeah, start yeah. button that they make. Yep. Um, I should say start lever the new. Their their new uh, right, start starting right. device it's yep. it's it, it works really well but um so uh, I think with the new air fork and stuff there's so much pressure on that thing we're just ripping those the fork guards off so, are you really so huh? we kind of I come up with this little uh, metal you know fabricated quick deal to and then and it's working but he they're gonna make us one that's Santa and cooler so and yeah. it will be oh yeah somebody from He's, somebody from Australia called me during the commercial again? break no no during the commercial oh, okay. break. They they know I can float on the sand above the sand. They, they what? They, that's what they want to get me over there. They want to pay me big money to go over there and race. Well, you were saying you you just put the word out. They're going to probably get a fund and they're going to get you there. Somehow. I bet you they will. Fuck. Okay. Well, I, can I, I get in your bag? I'd like to go. I uh, I only fly first class, so all you jer- jerkies getting money together. Get well, get have money for a first class ticket. First class, then maybe you can have an extra luggage bag, and uh, I'll just it's hide there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Scott, yeah, worst connection guys, good guys down there, and. Uh, uh, I'm using one of their stands right now for Project 90. I got a, a few special pieces, so uh company's been great. You must be pumped to uh, see him grow like that. Yeah, it's awesome. It just couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah. Yeah, just Eric, salt of the earth. Yeah, he One is. of the best guys around. Won't do anybody wrong. Won't do anything you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Just always there. Yeah, always there for us, too, in the Pulp Mech Show. I appreciate it, and thanks to those guys. And uh Eric, uh, uh, like I said, one great guy. We've been on the show before. He, I'm kind of bummed I don't have one of those shirts that Scott's wearing, though. Oh. Oh, well, anybody at Worst Connection, if Eric's listening to this, or anybody at Worst Connection. Yeah. Berlute, size large? Uh, XL. XL yeah. for Berlute. Yeah. It's a 25th anniversary Worst Connection I shirt. like it. That's a good-looking shirt. Make it happen for him, for the guy. Um, all right, that's been the NFAP question of the day. And uh, did James Stewart, how many motos he'll win? Uh, I like it. It's good. Let's see what happens. Uh, should be interesting to see uh, going forward from here. High point this weekend, Berlute. Um, you get in Friday? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. You build or, no, bike? wait, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, you've seen how slow I am. taking my. You can, when you came by, I still hadn't had my motor out of my chassis. Yeah, ridiculous. It takes – dude, it takes – I'm slow. I'm old. Yeah. But anyway, no, I fly in Wednesday, 
do a couple things Wednesday night, and then we'll knock it out on uh, Thursday, and then Friday we have to set up. You yeah, know? yeah. Friday's kind of a waste of a day, right? It because is. You got to have your bike done. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, and you got to set the tent up. Yeah. So you're basically for eight hours or ten hours, you're setting up a tent. Yeah. Like, like not for the whole time, but I've seen that's all you have to do. So yeah, it's like, and then we do tech. Yeah, because tech starts at one. So yeah, it's a wasted day. Yeah. Yeah. To be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Um. You, I, I, we, I use it to do spare stuff, plastics, and seat covers for the next week. Right, yeah. So that's Always my day to, I do that. We're trying for, to get ahead, yeah. yeah. Huh, interesting. And, uh, yeah, do you like High Point? Do you like it as a track? I think the weather's supposed to be okay. Really? Yeah. I heard it was supposed to rain. Oh. No? I see where there's a, uh, a storm going through there. But uh, So you've heard that's supposed to be I good? I checked it today because, you know, for God, all I hope stuff. so. No, I love the track. I like that track, and the people are the, – the, the fans are pretty pretty good, don't you think? Yeah, fans are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good track. I, I like and, it. And uh, yeah, it's always it's just been on the circuit for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, I think nineteen eighty three was the first one. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So good to good to exciting to go to High Point and uh, and see what happens. See if we get any different uh, of a of a national uh, right now. But Jeremy Martin, Cooper Webb looking great in the two fifty class. Maybe Baggett can pull through. I don't know. I can't figure Baggett out right well, now. I read that interview today in Racer X about his eye. Yeah, that is way way gnarlier than I thought it was. He's talking about having to get another uh, surgery could, or something. Yeah, some sort of cadaver eye or something. Yeah, what's that? I don't know. I don't know. Holy how you do shit! That. How right? how can he even? So it sounds to me like his vision's not that good, right? Yeah, I don't know. He says it doesn't bother him when he races when he rides. Well, but then I'm pretty the impressed. I'm pretty yeah. damn impressed. Uh, got a bad rock right in there. So some of the guys on his team were telling was me it? that that he could race Supercross and he just chose not to because he was going to point out. They're like, yeah, he could race, but you know, he hurt his eye, and wow. he's going to point out. So unless he's fabricating his eye thing, it yeah. sounds pretty gnarly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, um, and four fifty class, of course, uh, same old KTM guys. Yeah, should be dominating. Trey Kennard though goes well at high point. How about Trey? Good. He's been good. He's gone three three four through the first three rounds. He spooks me. I'd I'd love that. That kid. He's he's another guy that, yeah. as if you say, salt of the. I mean, yeah great guy you know he would do nobody wrong i just man he did you see some of the footage of this week or even last i haven't watched week? it on tv yet no god he's sketch when he was i, I mean, mean he's going for it the guy you'd think he'd <laughs> slow down at one time you know yeah but the guy's still just on the edge sometimes yes yeah. He yeah he's not scared um and you know you know he's leading her in the second moto got passed uh probably upset pissed if it happens this weekend, is he going to grab more throttle? Oh, absolutely. That's what I mean. Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, he is such a competitor. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, I'm surprised at those KTM guys. I've said it a bunch of times, but I'm surprised. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they both have similar riding styles, my personal opinion. They're both smooth, elbows up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think they're both phenomenal. It's fun to watch them both, you know. 702-586-7857. You can call anytime and leave a message. Um, and you can call right now. We're wrapping this thing up soon, but uh, Berluti is available for some calls. If you have any uh, memories of Scott McElroy in the early 90s and you want to call and talk talk to him about, you can call that. Uh, but in the meantime, let's, uh, let's go through the voicemails. Not that many this week, but uh, enough to uh, share with you guys. Let's play these, Devin. We just chops after his commentary on the 250 race. Well, uh, Jesse Nelson held off Hill at the end for the place. Weege goes... Thumbs up to him. Look at the irony in that. That's all. Guess I'll wait. Guess I'll waste another four hours of my life listening to a pulp, pulp cast. Yeah, Take care, guys. The 
the irony. He meant to say that. That was sort of a joke. We yeah, right. Saying, yeah, right. thumbs up. Like yeah. it, it, it wasn't something like where he's like, oh, no, don't talk about it or whatever. Yeah, he meant to say that. We just clever like that. I so. thought it was clever. Right, exactly. All right, next question. Hold the next. People write you a check. He's not making no bids. Talking dab at Gibbs. Get Keeper and Berluti on the show to get us fans in the know. Hold them, X. Steve, it's raining yellow. I know you saw the shout-out that James gave me on his Twitter, Instagram. Raining yellow is on cloud nine. That's so freaking awesome of James to do. Uh, he didn't have to do that, and uh, it just solidifies all the people. You can't uh... – like, Rainy Yellow called in at 6 o'clock when the show started to talk about all this. So when I'm going through the voicemails, I'm like, oh, Rainy Yellow, you know, he's on and let's give him his little due. But we can't have double Rainy Yellow. So Rainy Yellow, either leave a voicemail and don't call or call and don't leave the voicemail. Like, you don't, don't like that? Well, just don't, you're, you're telling us the same thing again. And I put it in there because I do think it's a cool thing. Yeah. And I want the people to, uh, to hear from Rainy Yellow. But um, we don't need to hear it twice. Covering all his bases. Right? Uh, anyways, all right. People hate on me. Uh, it don't matter. It's raining yellow. Uh, James, uh, doing that was, was absolutely awesome. Made my day. Yeah, uh, we got it. We heard it the first time when you called it six. Made many days right there. That's so freaking cool. And... Uh, I can't thank James enough and his, and his, and his team. Um, I'm speechless. Raining yellow for once is actually, well, I'm, ya- I'm, I'm yapping, but I, I truly am speechless. That's so freaking awesome. And uh, i got to thank you, Steve, most importantly, for uh, putting me on the show. Yeah, you said that. And, uh, and at for six. your show. Um, obviously, I love the, I, I the show at first. And uh, obviously, i you know big fan of James, but... Uh, you gave me the format to call in, and uh, I thank you for everything you do. And uh, the show's weird, man. It, it creates some weird. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, but he's passionate. No, he he's loves good. it. No, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. No, I hear you though. He gets repetitious, but yeah, he's yeah. he's he's passionate. I mean, he called. Got to give him that. He called this morning. Or he called it tonight and said, "We did it." <laughs> this guy went one three, but we did it. So <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the best part was him. Promising shout outs to other guys to, on the show. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was T- awesome. Telling this guy, hey, I can, yeah, I'll shout you out. Breaking news here on the Pulp Mech Show. Breaking news. We're wrapping it up, but not before uh, we have the voice of American Motocross telling us uh, uh, his gig tonight at the KTM uh, dealer show. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Where's that at? In Southern Cal? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was me. That was my bad. That was my bad, Wygant. I hung up on you by accident. You would, I would think you would know how to do this by now. I know, right? I hit the wrong button. But, hey, uh, Jason Wygant, welcome to the show. Tony Berluti's in studio. Um, oh, what's up, Berluti? What's happening? He's, this is the voice of American Motocross. Berluti. I know it is. Yeah. 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 Were uh, you going to tell him about the thumbs up or what? Yeah, we had a caller, Wygant, <laughs> who called and said wasn't happy with you because you said thumbs up for Nelson for that ride. And he said he, he didn't know if you knew – you know, that that's not cool because he's got a thumb injury. <laughs> and I said that's exactly why he said that. Did, did the guy notice that Nelson gave a thumbs up to Justin Hill? I said, and a thumbs up from Nelson. I'm, I was explaining exactly what he did. He gave <laughs> Justin Hill a thumbs up. This guy did not see that then. No, not at all. Yeah, they, Hill almost, they had that good battle like what the last lap and a half. Yeah, 
And yeah. he came across the finish line, and he gave him a thumbs up. And I did think, as I said it, I'm like, oh, boy. Right. He gave him a thumbs up. What right. am I supposed to call it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, KTM Dealer Show, you were hosting. It got paid big bucks to fly out and host this thing. How was it? Yeah, I've never actually even been to one of these dealer show things before for any brand, uh, let alone here. I got the KTM gig because, as you know, they're big. They have big off-road teams. Yes. Nobody knows more about the off-road teams than me. No. Just, and the quad. And that's quad the one teams, thing I'll wear right. with pride. Right. Um, well, you know, I we had a KTM dealer show when I was there. Uh, we all got plaques. We got brought up on stage, even the mechanics and everything. And we got mechanics. Re- yeah, we got plaques thanking us for our year of service. Wow, that's cool. And then those are the plaques that we were throwing at each other going down the highway before we got arrested. Duh. Arrested. And thrown in jail wow. when me and Ping got thrown in jail. What? Yeah, handcuffed what? and everything. Wow. Cuffed and stuff. Yeah, we told that story a whole bunch. Yeah, I haven't heard it. You yeah, we got we got day. caught for reckless driving because we were ramming each other, throwing these plaques, throwing food in Had New you York. Been drinking? No. Oh, that's good. We're just having fun. Yeah. And then uh, a whole horde of cars pulled us over. Sorry, Weege, I hijacked your story. Um, threw Which us. In, I can't match it, so keep going. <laughs> threw us in jail. Pingos, whatever you do, you know, don't admit that we did this. Like they don't have any eyewitnesses. They don't know nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, because we're sitting in opposite jails. We're in the jail. Uh huh. It's in this town in New York or Pennsylvania, New York, I think. Poconos. Where's Poconos? That's that would be Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, uh. The guy, so I'm like, okay, Ping, that sounds good. So, so then the judge comes. They wake the judge up. You know, it's like 7 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night. He comes over. The judge is like, look, uh, I suggest you guys plead guilty. And Ping goes, guilty. And I'm like, Ping, what, what, ha- what happened to sticking together? He's like, ah, the judge said, the judge was like, I'm going to get an eyewitness. So I suggest you, we have eyewitness, so I suggest you guys plead guilty. Ugh. So I had a reckless Ow. driving charge on my record for a while. Wow. And Ping... I had one, too, but he always got around it. But I paid some high insurance rates for a little while. Holy shit. Because I pleaded guilty to this reckless driving thing that we were just playing funds in a rental car. Anyways, back to this dealer show each. Yeah, uh, in, 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 uh, to differentiate, uh, differentiate this year from your year, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they had an open bar to like 10 o'clock, and then at like 9.45, they turn the lights on, and everybody's like, all right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> that was it. Did they I, any- I, didn't, I didn't witness any party. Did they have the new bikes or anything? Yeah, they did the two two thousand fifteens, um, but uh, actually, to be honest, I think part of the reason I got this gig is there isn't anything radically new. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the SXF line they've already announced. I think last week we had the press release. Yeah, on racetracks, just the suspension changes and stuff. I think the big change will be that Dungey has hinted that you know there's a new twenty sixteen. Yeah, and that he'll probably be racing that. You know, the factory edition in January, but they didn't show that or anything. Right. Right. Um, so I think they said part of the reason I got the gig was they didn't have much to talk about on the bike side. So let's talk more to the riders. So we found the one guy who would actually know the Enduro Cross guys, the GMTC guys, uh, et cetera. So was that uh, a compliment or not? Probably not. Probably not. Did Mullins show up or yeah. no? No, no Mullins. He okay. uh, apparently both wrists are bad, so oh. he certainly couldn't carry his luggage Jeez. Uh, <laughs> to the airport. Did you hear about uh, the Mullins? The one bike they did no. show off is one they had in Europe for a little bit, this free ride bike. I don't yeah. know if you've seen it. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, a trials bike on roids. Yeah, it's electric, uh, right? It's electric? No, it's not electric. Oh. The electric bike they have, I think they use that chassis. Okay. But this is a 252-stroke, non-power valve, non-expansion chamber. It looks like a four-stroke motor, but it apparently is a two-stroke with a, just a regular old header pipe. Hmm. Um, 
it just looks bizarre. I, you could probably, I guess if you just Google KTM Freeride, it's, it looks bizarre. It's like half trials bike, half dirt bike. Huh. I guess it's basically for if you have a lot of disposable income and there's <laughs> some crazy-ass rock pile somewhere where you go riding and you want <laughs> right. a bike just for that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and with rocks and leaving, did it get weird, or how was that? No, it's so funny. It's, it's as if no one knows. As if no one knows. Right, right. Hey, here, you know, Dunge, Dean Ferris was here. Oh, wow. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I did get to the bottom of it. He did hurt himself riding motocross in Australia. He yeah. did not get hurt riding supercross. He thinks he'll be back maybe about a month. Guy in Australia told me he got hurt, though, riding a stock bike, stock suspension and everything. Like, they're like, what are you doing? Yeah, it might be. He said he had to go over there to sort his visa out, and they figured while he was there, yeah. he would just use to put in some motos. So, yeah, it doesn't sound like he might have had a full-on um, you know, race bike trip there or anything. Did you talk to Ryan Dungey about our new friendship? No, I didn't have a chance to address that on stage. I know that uh, <laughs> the barriers have been broken down. Yeah, bros now. I interviewed him. Buddies. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much useless. That was the only thing I had over you. No, you still got Baggett. Oh, man, I had good stuff uh, Baggett. Andrew Short there, and, and let me guess, he was super friendly. Well, here's the best part. You know, they told me who was going to be there and how it was going to work, mm-hmm. and they didn't mention Shorty. And then I go down at, like, 6 o'clock to get ready to get started, and there's Shorty sitting there. And I'm like, you're part of this? He's like, yeah, of course I'm part of it. <laughs> and I'm like, are you even in California this time of year? He's like, no, I just came just for this. Right. Happy. And then, yeah, yeah. And then all the off-road guys come, who I figure most of the time the motocross guys don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. No. He's chatting with them all. He's asking if they have tips on how we can put a license plate on a, on a dirt bike and make it happen in Texas so we can run a dual sport. Right, right. Um, yeah, just super pumped on everything. What's wrong with your phone right now? It sound, sounded weird. It went weird. I'm in the penthouse, man. Maybe the, uh, oh. maybe the cell service tower still reaches high. Where are you at? You're in Temecula or somewhere around there? Pachanga. That's where they're hosting this thing. Oh, Pachanga. Nice. Yeah, and then nice. tomorrow is riding at the... I can't believe they do this. Tomorrow's riding at Cahia Creek, and they actually have, I cannot believe they get the riders to do this. They have team races, like like two dealers, and then they each get a factory rider on their team, and they swap off. So there will be times where Dungeon's out there with, like, some dude who owns, <laughs> like, you know, KTM Lima, Ohio. Right. He'll be out there battling. Huh. They, uh, th- when I was right. there, we did a dealer show. The next day we went riding. It's, this was before we got arrested. Um you could ride the new models. All the dealers could ride the new models. And then all yep. the riders like Sellards and Pingree were just motoing down and hogging all the, the dealers were getting pissed at the riders. Like <laughs> it was not very good KTM symmetry because the Brock and Ping and these guys thought that it was like there for them. So they would ride for 20 minutes at a time, you know? And it's like, guys, yeah, dealers are waiting. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I was surprised actually to know that, uh, you know, for this is not an off weekend coming up, so I was like, boy, that's taking a lot out of the schedule. Yeah, Brock's and Dunge, Moosecan, but uh, they actually are designating like lunchtime is just for them to moto down on their actual practice bike. Oh wow! So okay. they, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't result in an interruption. You know, this thing was tonight, so they could ride today like they would normally, and then tomorrow they could put in motos, pretty similar to what they would do on a normal Tuesday. Did you uh, talk to Roger? Yeah, I talked to Roger a little bit. Um, he said it's a nice, nice problem to have having two guys going for the title, and I have to admit, yeah, Dungeon Rockton, arm and arm, elbow to elbow, taking pictures, That's hanging cool. out. 
Rod- no worries. Roger's like, yeah, this is like Bailey and RJ in 86. I got this. <laughs> I got this. It's like Hanson. But you know, you know, yeah. you know what I love Bailey about Roger? Stanton. Right. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. No. He still had to throw in while I'm interviewing him on stage. But uh, we could not get Villepoto again. No. Not get him. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Like you could you could gloss over that so easily. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to mention Supercross. Yeah. You're one two outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Roxton and Dungey both won races. You didn't have to go there, but, but he cannot help himself from the truth. No. It's like after the Disnations no. about Dunge too, like right? Like Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Roger, you don't need to say that. Keep that to yourself. Yeah, uh, exactly. There was one time I was on the rental car shuttle. And I, I don't remember what national it was. I think it was Hangtown last year. I'm like, yeah, the riders were saying that the, they didn't rip it up as deep as they used to, and it did. So the, some of the lines never really opened up because it was just too hard. And he's like, well, there were plenty of lines for Filippo to make passes, weren't there? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Jeez, Jeez man. <laughs> uh, does, does that surprise you, Brilute? No, knowing, knowing Roger, that, like, that's Roger all the way. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And I don't. It's <clears throat> weird. Uh, I've, I, I get that though. He's. Maybe too honest for his own good. Sometimes, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think things. it's hurt. Thing. Like, I, I've done that myself. We, you know, right? I don't know. And I, I, I've been the same way. I've yeah. said some things where I'm like, "Why did I say that?" Yeah, exactly. I don't need to say that. Uh all right, Wygant. Well, thank you, man. I just want to get a quick update from the KTM dealer show. That's I don't want to take too much of your time up. So, I know. Yeah, you're... not really much news to report. The, the new bikes aren't aren't radically yeah. different. Uh, if that Dunge factory edition bike was here or something, then that would definitely be something to, to write uh, about. I know you're not gambling. So I know you're not spending any kind of money at all. There was a, a woman I was checking into the hotel this afternoon, and this woman was really upset because she said she had spent um, yesterday. She went to the ATM and got eighteen hundred dollars out. She gambled till five in the morning and lost it all. And she was mad that the casino wasn't doing anything for her; that they weren't <laughs> giving her anything in return for eighteen hundred dollars that oh. she lost all all last night. She wanted um, the free buffet. Yeah. 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 I was, I was trying to think. I'm like, what would you get? Is that what they would do? They'd give you like a, I would think thanks so. Thanks for the yeah. 1800 bucks. Right. I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's a casino. What? What? You spent money. That's what you do. <laughs> they owe you? <laughs> oh, good times with Wycat in a casino. <laughs> oh, I was so, I mean, I was, I was, right. she said that one year she spent 30 grand she paid at this place. Wow. I'm like, you need to stop, I think. I yeah. think that's what that's saying. <laughs> yeah. Probably want to stop gambling. Yeah. It's like, every time I come, I never win. And I'm like, thinking, of course! <laughs> that's how it works. Did you hear Alessi had some controversy in Canada this weekend? Man, that was a big top. Everybody wanted to talk about that today. X-Brand goggles, you see lines that aren't there. Oh, everybody loved it. <laughs> um, a couple of Canadian guys here. They were chatting it up. Um, Did anybody see it? Did you talk to anybody who saw it or no? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I uh, think it's all hearsay. I talked to Mike on text message. He said it was bullshit. I talked to a Canadian guy who said it was really bad. So I think it's somewhere in between. Hmm. <laughs> Shocker. And it always. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, Shocking. and I think the part that people really got pumped over is how much Tony apparently flipped out. Like That really seemed to make people happy. Oh, yeah, boy. it's not the Tony I know. <laughs> no way. Uh, I can't believe. I, honestly, I didn't think it would go like this. Like I know it's easy to say now. Like no, I did. This I is did. what they do. I you you did expect no. This I knew I knew there were there's Metcalf, Gurky, Carpenter. Uh, there's always been penalties every single not just to Americans but even to the top Canadian guys. Every year there is flagging Bro. 
or cut track. There's penalties every year issued in that series. Every single year. A couple of the off-road guys were asking, like, how could you cut a motocross track? And I'm like, from what I hear, that series is not quite – you can't take anything for granted. Let's put it that way. No, no. There's, there's issues every year. Last year, Medi and uh, two or three guys got docked uh, ten spots. And there's also two random. Like, Mike got docked five. Sometimes it's ten. Really? So, so Medi yeah. did – it happened to Medi? Oh, yeah. It happened to Carpenter. happened to Medi. happened to Gerke. Hmm. And it happens to a lot of top Canadians. The flagging is sketchy because the kids, you know, works at the Seven Eleven, and so he's not holding the flag. So uh, every year, flagging, mm. track cutting, every year there's penalties issued. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not surprised at all. Do you get any mulligans? No, no mulligans up no. there. No. Um, thanks, Weege. We did a podcast today without you. David Pingree stepped in for the Racer X podcast. So. Yeah, I'm gonna have a listen tomorrow on the plane. Can't wait. Yeah, I don't think we even. Uh, I, I yeah, I think I think we escaped our wrath. We didn't even make fun of you. Weed, you heading back to Morgantown? No, oh, he lives in Charlotte now. I don't live. Oh, you live in uh, Charlotte. But uh, technically, I will be actually this week. So my point. So yeah. What's the weather supposed to be like? Have you heard or no? No, I haven't even looked. To be honest, okay. I know. Uh, it's a whole lot better than it was. It's crazy the difference it makes. I mean, remember that was the Memorial Day tradition. But, yeah. Uh, I feel like since it's not Memorial Day anymore. A couple extra weeks. It's not nearly as rainy as it used to be. Yeah, not as bad. Um, That's bad. Last year was the worst. That was, I mean, that was the worst track. And I, I didn't go because my daughter's uh, graduation. But I heard it was muddy in the morning or something. Yeah, it's it muddy a bit, but it was nowhere near. You know, in the past, yeah. Mud Morris. Yeah. Ping, Pingry told us that in 1997 in the mud, he he had his worst race ever, and he kept crashing over and over and over, and he and he scored terrible. And I said, I looked at the racetrack vault, and he got ninth. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so then we were making fun of him, like how he was dis- disgusted with his ninth. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that about where he used high. to? That's yeah. kind of where that was a good result for him normally. Outdoors, yeah, not yeah. so not so bad. Um, all right, Weech, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, good report, and uh, yeah. hope you had fun at the KTM dealer show and and all that. So thanks, bud. Hey, oh, you'd appreciate what my, my whole monologue was about loving the color orange. You'd appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah? Did you throw in a raining orange or anything? Or, or, uh, or orange, orange Jeep, the orange, orange uh, luggage to match the orange Jeep, the uh, orange wall that I have in my office. The General Lee. Um, well, yeah, I said, I go, you probably just think I'm doing this in line because I'm at a KTM thing, but it's actually just because of the General Lee. There's something to do with KTM, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. You actually had yeah. an opening monologue and everything. I'm impressed. Oh, well, they told on. me, they're like, you could just come out and uh, talk for a minute or two and, and introduce John Eric, you know, who's the president, yeah. and I'm thinking, like, yeah. you're really going to fly me all the way out here to talk for two minutes? Right, right. Like, get your money's worth. I know I always do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, buddy. All right, boys. See ya. I got you. See you, Weege. RacerX Online uh, editor Jason Wygant at the KTM Dealer Show as we speak. Yeah, I ran into Short. He was uh, at the airport in, in Denver. I'm like, where are you heading? He goes, to California yeah. for the dealer show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good times. Uh, I, I've told the getting arrested story a bunch. I'll have to go into it again in detail. It's pretty funny. Uh, but not, not not tonight. We're done here. No, you told me it already. Yeah. But I'll, I'll hear the details yeah, later. Yeah, it's good. Huh? It's yeah. good. Yeah, handcuffs and it's everything gnarly. and cops. and. Did you get bent over? A blockade. No, no, no. Well, you're in prison. No. I, just... I, I was in prison. Oh, well. I was in a real prison. <laughs> yeah. And then... What pissed me off, too, is a guy handcuffed me from behind, and it really was uncomfortable to sit in a cop car. Oh, I know. And I got out, and Pingree had his handcuffs in front. And I said, oh, dude, that must – he's like, yeah, I've been handcuffed before. I told him to handcuff me in front. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay. All right, Ping. 
He already, he already knew. I, the guy, the cop told me. They've never done that to me. It's cop, always been in your back. The cop said, turn you. around. And I'm like, why? And he put his handcuffs. And I go, nuh-uh. And he goes, uh-huh. Was that your only experience? Yeah. I don't, with yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not into that stuff in the bedroom. Well, for a little, no, I'm not. And, and I've never been. Yeah, well, obviously, you're it. not. Maybe you should. Maybe <laughs> your wife will come home. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, whatever. You're right. <laughs> Berluti just killed it. He did. That was, I think that was your best line. Uh, that was your best line. I get line. some here. That now. guy's going down. All right, everybody. Uh, hey, Scott, thank you. for. I hope you enjoyed yourself sitting in. So. I did. I had a great yeah. time. Thank you very much for having me, and thanks to Eric and Work Connection for helping me out get here. And Yeah. I hope, I hope like I said, that now that the uh, – the, uh, You've seen how the sausage is made. It's maybe not as good. <laughs> well, when I listen now, I'll probably be able to envision exactly what's going on. It might yeah. take a little little shine off it. But We've got a janky Home Depot table. We've got dogs everywhere. <laughs> Devin's in the corner. Still a great show and great to listen to and always always get really good insight. It's nice to see all the stuff behind the scenes. And, yeah. and really quick, too, I wanted to say when Weege was on, but he got off too oh. quick. He's doing an awesome job announcing. Yeah, don't tell him that. Yeah. He knows every little thing. Like, they're lapping guys, and he's – Telling who that guy is, yeah, what his little tiny sponsor is, is just far better than the Supercross a broadcast. Different than the Supercross broadcast. Yes, as yeah, far he's, as he's knowledge, a, he's amazing. Yeah, he really he's is. got a ton of knowledge. He's mm-hmm. sharing it. It's it's it really shows. That's good. No, GL's awesome too. How do you think Lang- Langston's doing? Langston's doing good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's good. He's, he's good at it. Uh, it's always been. If you listen to our show, shows, which you have, it's been a major complaint of mine and ours for a while. Like the Supercross guys are great. MX good. Ralph's cool. Ricky's good. They know four people. They know five guys. Yeah. They don't know team sponsors. They don't know privateers. And you're like, guys, this is your job. It's like when I watch NFL football, Troy Aikman can tell me about the third string offensive exactly. lineman. Exactly. You know, and, and I don't know. It's another rant for another day. But uh, yeah, thanks. Hope you enjoyed yourself. You stung in here all four and hours and fifty minutes. It's impressive. So. It's good. I have to go back to meet up with all the fellas over at the hotel and start drinking again. Yeah. Really? Right. <laughs> That's not so bad. Nope. Uh, thanks, thanks to Jesse Nelson, Phil Nicoletti, Alex Martin, Nick Way, and Andy Harrington, and most of all, Tony Berluti. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks, Steve. Glad you had fun. Show. Let's yeah. try not to make it so long next time. Yeah, like, yeah. Between stops. Well, now that I'm you heading be back okay. east, yeah. I should be better. You should be back home more often, right? Yeah, yep. All right. Let's take this last call. All right. He's gone. Yeah, all fuck right, him. Man. Screw up. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week uh, on the show and uh, much more coming ahead. Uh, once again, thanks to all our sponsors. Check out Sponsor Deals on PulpMXShow.com. And uh, we really appreciate the help. Everybody uh, is on board with us. Get on Stitcher, iTunes, get on the app. Moto 60 Show, Thursday noon. Devin, thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it, Scott. Thanks again. Thank you. And uh, we will see you guys next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. You could hear me if it got into your brain somehow that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.